PKA476 with our guest Pastilli. Kyle? A couple sponsors tonight, ExpressVPN and Postmates. We'll get to them later on, of course. But yeah, we got our got our friend Pastilli on tonight. First we've been, time. We've been talking about you a good bit. You know, you had all that success on Twitch and and I was, you know, I'm I'm super into Tarkov, of course. So I'd already been watching you for a while and talked about you a good bit on the show and and glad to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um yeah, people in chat were talking about you. When and I remember you being in there and there was a heap of donations. I was like, is that the real one? And then <laughs> and then um and then there's some troll donations. I think we spoke about this previously, but yeah. That's why I got confused. I'm like, maybe this guy's just being a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was both. sending I was sending like 15 or 20 bucks at a time and just say just like giving the normal questions or like, like stuff like that, just just being a, a normal human being. But like occasionally strategy stuff, questions. <laughs> no, just just being like, you know, um just random uh, stuff. Uh, I don't remember what I asked. Maybe something mm -hmm. about your military service or something like yeah. that. Uh, oh, I was asking like what was you had been up for like 30 hours or something like that. And I was like, did you ever stay up this long or longer while you were in the military? Uh, that, I was asking like normal questions, but then people would donate like a dollar in my name and, and just be like, RSK for life, RSK for life, RSK for life. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they, so there were a few of those, but money. Hey, a dollar is a dollar. Yeah, exactly. A dollar is a dollar. <laughs> yeah, and people donate a dollar or two to me and call me fat all the time, but that's money. <laughs> yeah, that's <good. laughs> So, so that was an enormous amount of success. I, I'm, yeah, sure. Whenever I see somebody succeed like that, especially if they're like, you seem like a really genuinely nice guy on there. You run kind of a a PG thirteen stream, I would say. I mean, you drop. I call it that, but it's not. There. It's not. It's yeah, really well, I mean, not. sometimes a Tarkov. There's fuck <laughs> is just gonna seep out. But um, but I, I was enjoying your your videos for a long time before um, you had all that success. So I was really happy to to see you. You know, on the front page of Twitch, not just because it was you, but also because you know it's the game I love, and I, I feel like it's kind of. You know, it wasn't the most popular game, but now it's really risen. And I think you're Tarkov's going to take over Twitch. I think this year it will probably be the year of Tarkov at the rate it's going. Um, it's really taken over Twitch. But yeah, I don't have a PG thirteen stream at all. It's purely for the fact that um, I don't like seeing the C bomb in my chat. I think it does scare away females mostly, and I don't have many female viewers. So if I can mm -hmm. get a couple to hang about, that's kind of nice. We have um, literally dozens here. You so, can talk shit dozens. about girls on this because they won't see it. Uh, <laughs> Woody's mom um, does listen. She's oh yes, yeah, she does. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I got inspired. I called my mom, and uh, so I was in Florida last weekend, and I'm like, "Hey, mom, I'm an hour and a half from you. My parents are 70 and 72, and I don't see them often enough. And I'm like, I, I'm busy all day. We often go to dinner, and like, I'm, my days are fully accounted for. But if you want to come to me, you and Dad, we can hang out. There's a park bench here. It's nice. It's sunny or whatever. And she's like. Matthew, I'm listening to you talk about my sex life on the show right now. And, <laughs> and I, I pulled the shaggy defense. I was like, no, no, that, that doesn't sound right. And she's like, no, I, I see you and I hear you. you, you right now, you're talking about my sex life and, and how epic it, it, it is. And I was like, nah, wasn't me. Wasn't From me. now on, Woody, you just go, just go uh, oh, that was Taylor doing his Woody impression. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, is he wearing a Woody mask? Because I'm pretty sure. He's been practicing throwing his voice all the way to He's got one. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, my mom watches the show. and uh, That can't be the first time you've, she's heard you talking about how much you know, dick she gets from your dad, right? <laughs> no, but it, it, it was the first time that she was listening to me talk about it while we were on the phone together. That was the new uh -huh. part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I changed the topic. 
So during that stream, uh, and Woody's wife's a lot like this as well. Um, it was your wife's birthday, like during the massive stream where they're having the event and you've got like 80 to a hundred thousand viewers and it's her birthday. How, what was the conversation like with her? Like, honey, I know your <laughs> birthday is coming up in three hours. Yeah. So my, my wife quit her job back in May, mm -hmm. um, to work with me. So we've been like successful for a while now. And so she'd actually been working part of the stream. Um, doesn't actually stream and or edit. She actually manages me more than anything. Um, so she understands how it all works. It's not just like it's like you know, hey honey, how how's work today? Like she actually is involved quite heavily. Yeah. Um, so on the thirtieth, which is the day before her birthday, um, her birthday's New Year's Eve on the thirty first. Um, I wasn't even in the mood to stream that day. I was like, oh, I'll stream. I'll see how it go. And then it went off. I was like, <laughs> and then within about three or four hours of it going crazy, I. I did my like break. I got up and stretched to that. And I said to my wife, I'm like, I think this is the 44 hour stream time. Like, you know, mm -hmm. let's go, let's go and just take this as far as we can. And she was straight up like, yeah, go for it. Cause she understands like, like a birthday is a birthday, but making bank is making bank. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and we can celebrate her birthday on a different day. And obviously I'm not, obviously I am in the Netherlands now. Um, so we've got this whole year planned in Europe. We're going to be traveling and doing a lot of fun stuff and having more money to, to do that. And to put it in perspective, I made enough for a house deposit during that stream. So that's now, you know, that's put into an account and it's locked away for when we get back to Australia. And that's going to be our house deposit for when we return. So she, awesome. my wife and I, we talk all the time. We understand like the business life of it. And, and you don't have these opportunities all the time. So to throw it out at the window would be so stupid. It would absolutely be stupid. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Pretty if you flipped side. it and she had to pay tens of thousands of dollars or whatever to, to do whatever you were going to do and you have to take a walk in the park together. She wouldn't buy it. Right. She would choose no. the, to keep the money. When you <laughs> said when you said your wife manages you, what's involved in managing you? Does she just deliver food while you work? No. So it's more like <laughs> I might I be get... projecting a little bit here. <laughs> Before that week, I probably got about five to ten emails a day. Mm -hmm um that were actually of relevance and um then there's like the accounting side there's oh, just promotional sides it's getting us ready for europe there's been a lot involved in the past six months after that week my inbox is so far behind with emails and they're actually like i went from just being a, a major taco streamer to holy shit this guy's actually you know holds good numbers and I'm known on Twitch now. So I'm not just known in Tarkov, mm -hmm. I'm known on Twitch. So pretty much anyone who's anyone that gives a fuck has sent me an email by saying what, what, what it feels like at least. Mm. That's great. So was this a, this trip to the Netherlands for a year? I assume this was planned way before that giant stream and whatnot. Is this have to do with your streaming career or is it just like an extended vacation and you'll stream during it? No, for me, it was um, back in about 2012, I was climbing a mountain with a mate and um, I said, hey, I wouldn't mind doing this around the world. And I started looking up um, people that had climbed the highest peak of every country of the world. And there was a guy that climbed the every highest peak of Europe for each country. Um, and he planned to do it in six months. And a war broke out in Kosovo. He got held up for two years. So the record stands at like 836 days at the moment. I'm like, I'll do it in a year. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and so... And then when I quit the army, I actually uh, I started streaming as a bit of a hobby to make friends. And then um, 
it all blew up. And so like, how do I incorporate streaming whilst traveling around Europe? Now the, the mountain size, unfortunately, I'll be lucky to get 20 mountains done whilst I'm in Europe. Um, but I still want to climb some peaks and have some fun while I'm over here. The record's no longer a major thing for me. It's more about just enjoying life because obviously things change after nearly most of a decade. Oh yeah. 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 You were talking about let, that transition from the army to streaming and I guess in the military there, there's like an exit uh, interview where the guy's like, all right, so where are you going from here? What are your plans outside the armed forces? And you're like, well, I'm going to stream some video games on my PC and I'm uh, going to play a lot. I'm going to play a lot of video games. And he's like, <sighs> I'll see you in a year. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, luck it, to you. Yeah, <laughs> spoken about this before. So it was it was close. Um, so pretty much the way it worked was you do a few exit interviews, and it's their responsibility to make sure you have a plan to get out. And I said that I've been in the army eight years. I've done a lot of random shit, and I want to just become a human again because you you surround yourself with the same people, same type of people, for such a long period of time. Quitting the quitting something like that, you're institutionalized. So, um, you're your thought patterns are always that kind of way. And so for me, it was like, I'm going to get out. I'm going to go fishing and play computer games. And so we, my wife got a job out in the middle of nowhere in the country, right uh, in this little coastal village, our town. There's about 3,000 people. And um, we signed up for the local lawn bowls team, which is like kind of like bocce on grass. And, um, and that was with like senior citizens. Everyone was retired. And it was just us that like... So you were just dominating. Dominating. <laughs> no, they're awesome at it. They're absolutely awesome at it. And um, and I went fishing. But the, see, the best thing about it is those, the, the, the old fellas, they know all the fishing spots. They know how to catch the fish. So you make friends with them. They tell you how to catch the fish. And when I went fishing, it became a lot easier. Maybe you did um, better yeah. in the rugby league. <laughs> I, I actually don't follow uh, rugby at all. No. I'm, I'm from the southern states. So it's AFL here, Australian rules football. Um, but yeah, so when I had the exit strategy with me and they were like, what do you mean you're not going to get a job? And I'm like, I've got a couple of thousand dollars saved. My wife's got a job. I have no plans to to go work. I'm just going to enjoy life for a bit because you guys are taking so much from me. And he just looked at me and was like, you'll be back in three months. I'm like, bet you I won't be. And so, <laughs> but Are there parts of, people- of the military that you miss though? Like, like, like what I always hear uh, is that the camaraderie and sort of the uh, – the fact that every day is kind of planned out to some degree. It's like, oh, I know what I'm doing at noon. I know what I'm doing yeah, at, like when prison. I wake up. Like prison. Yeah, it could be very comforting. Job security is <laughs> definitely the, the probably the biggest perk that you always miss because it's freaking hard to get fired from the army unless you get, like, done for drugs. And even then, like, there's probably ways around it. I know there's some hey, people. No more that. drugs for you. All right. <laughs> this, is the, um, this is the eighth time. They do have a zero tolerance for it, but like it's a very, it's a very, yeah, it's interesting how it works. But honestly, for me, the main thing I I miss is pretty much just the mates. But even then, the the thing is in Australia, when you sign up, it's not compulsory to join the military. But when you sign up, you go on a a contract. And for me, it was four years. and, And I think it still is for infantry. And what happens around that four-year mark is most people get out or they transition into a different position or role and that. So at the four-year mark, all your mates kind of just go everywhere. Um, mm. And if you're still in, most of most of them get out. If you're still in, you kind of lose a lot of your mates. Mm. I actually studied Indonesian and, and lived over in Indonesia for a bit with work. When I came back to Australia, most of my mates were gone. 
So for me, I was like this older guy and I signed up full time at 21. So by this stage, I was already like late twenties, like, you know, so most of the guys were all 17 to 21 wanting to get drunk and have as much sex as possible. And there's me nice. like, yeah. senior citizen like i'm just gonna go to the gym and stay healthy you know, <laughs> yeah. like, i'm gonna go play bocce with old fucks yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you say you were in the infantry or yeah i was so yeah. i didn't do any time middle east it's the first question that comes up so it's the easiest way just to say it straight up um but i spent a lot of time in southeast asia probably about two years uh, in malaysia singapore thailand and indonesia um yeah where was the most Are... fun place that you were deployed indonesia was definitely fun um my first trip over there, oh, I've got so many stories. Um, the, the first trip over there was when I was studying in Melbourne and we went to, we had a task, like a little project. Um, this is with the, the school languages. They sent us over there and we had to walk to, up to random people in the street and just like interview them. But we walked up to this military guy and we started talking to him and he's like, oh, come do karaoke tonight. Come do karaoke. And me and my mate, we're like, we're like pretty extroverted kind of people with that kind of thing like which we don't give a fuck if someone sees us sing it's like yeah sure we'll do a, go do karaoke so we asked all like we did like afternoon like orders or meetings in, in the afternoon and we're like oh we're gonna go do karaoke with these army guys anyone interested in coming everyone's like nah and then we um we got picked up by this guy he had like police lights on his car it was like a pimped out like humphy looking thing he takes us to this like exclusive karaoke bar and it's just like, as soon as like we're walking there, I'm like, oh, fuck, <laughs> we're in for it now. And um, it was like alcohol bottles over all the walls. And it was just like, and okay, so 86% of the population of Indonesia are Muslim. And mostly most people don't drink alcohol. And we were in like a party kind of city. And so for the, instantly like alarm bells got off, like, holy shit, we're in an interesting place here. And mm. we walked down this hallway, me and my mate and, and this Indonesian guy puts his like arms around us and he's like, tonight's on me. And that's all he said. His English was hopeless, but we spoke a bit of Indonesian. Walk around this corner and there's like two massive couches of the most glammed up, beautiful Indonesian girls. And like, nice. I was like engaged at the time. Like, this, fuck. With my, my current <laughs> wife. I'm like, oh, fuck. And he's like, you got to pick one. You got to pick one. I'm like, oh, I'll pick one later. I'll pick one later. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and long story short, the night was pretty fucking crazy, but pretty much i knew what to expect from that point uh with indonesia and working with the military over there because every time we went over on a translating gig i can't really get in shit for this anymore now so pretty much the first thing because i used to go over there with officers and then i'd go i'd just be the translator and then the first thing that the, the military wanted to do was take us to karaoke bars and the officers were like yeah it's cool to do that and i knew exactly what they were getting themselves into every night and i was just I just sit back and just enjoy the show. <laughs> it sounds like what they were getting them in, getting into was alcohol and prostitutes. Yeah. 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 These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice of Indonesian, I guess, officers or whoever the fuck to do that. They pay for the night too. And it wasn't cheap. I can tell you that because the future nights I had to pay for with the other guys. So, <laughs> Did you ever end up picking a gal? No, not into it? No. Just to have her I, sit next to you. So you just go in the room and you're like, all right. <laughs> We're gonna Even sit if here, I was play a bit of backgammon, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Everyone's got a taste in women, but I'm not really attracted to Asian women at all. So for me, it was just nah, I not a know. fan. Nah. Hey, to each their own. So you mentioned yeah. that you never did serve in the Middle East. Is that is that a regret or is that a? I'm glad I didn't go over there because I've seen what can happen. Every single person that 
works in the infantry and doesn't deploy will pretty much think the exact same as me as well as 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 the people i've spoken to you imagine like training up for this job all the time every single day you go to work you're working on your fitness you go on exercises to like get your skills up and you never deploy it's like getting blue balled so fucking hard um yeah. but at the same time you understand that like you probably could have do literally dodged a bullet by doing it yeah um so it's like you really 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 want to do it and and it's all about luck there is no merit-based deployments in in infantry it's hey we're sending my like i was in seven area they're sending the seventh battalion charlie company and if i was in bravo company i missed the trip and that happened pretty much every time yeah it's like that question from kill bill like which re are you feeling right now regret or relief yeah and i guess it's kind of a mixture you know especially you kind of you're you're a family man you know it's a lot it's not just your chips on the table when you're if you go over there but at the same time i definitely understand what you're saying like how many years were you in eight eight yeah and right in the heart of like throughout the whole when when things in the middle east were really going so going yeah strong. the first three years um we didn't get a deployment and like my battalion and they were like the hectic gears and then everything started come so, so the year i got to my battalion the year, right right before i got there was when everyone just came back and that was like a crazy trip that people were going to have issues from that trip like did uh, what i can yeah did you ever get to do any like joint exercises with other countries militaries mostly southeast asian countries i i um i i did meet a lot of americans but never really worked with them yeah exercise. i guess what i was going to ask is like a if that were the case, you know, did you ever meet like a, like, oh, those guys from Mexico, they're the most hardcore guys in the world. Nobody knows it, but those guys train in a completely different way. Is there anything like that where like you met some guys from a foreign country and you're like, what, that's what you do? That's your training? There's definitely different mentalities of command for different militaries. So the Australian army is kind of like, we'll leave all the, like, we'll give out the orders and then the NCOs, like the, non-commissioned officers will do most of the, the thinking past there. Whereas a lot of the um, Southeast Asians have kind of got the mentality of, you know, only the officers can make a decision. So then they'll be like, all right, we're going that way. And the soldiers will just keep going that way until they're told otherwise. Um, so it's, it works well in two different ways and bad in others. So it's like, you know, they definitely have direction. They know where they're going, but they're probably going to get <laughs> slaughtered in the process. And it's very predictable. We for have others. been swimming for three days now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the same same thing that they, they're very, they understand what they need to do. So it works really well for them with that. Um, but it's very easy to counter. So, but every military has its flaws. I'm not here to do military strategy, but no, uh, I love American <laughs> military. Ours is great and not overpriced at all. I love, I love war gaming, that kind of stuff. Um, I used to be in the, when I was in the army, I was, I used to like sit down with a couple other guys who were like, how would I fuck over my own battalion? Like you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like if I was to fight this, because it's actually a good way of thinking if you ever want to actually become a good soldier. It's the, and could do anything in life, really. Think about how to sabotage from the inside. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's how I treat my day to day. How can I sabotage this relationship? How can I sabotage the success of this client? You know, it's just, mm -hmm. how can I sabotage myself by eating after midnight? You know, all sorts of things. That's the mm -hmm. toughest one to overcome. This is the not <laughs> eating after after 10 p.m. Everything's so delicious over in Europe. I've had so much fucking bad food. You're I'd imagine food's really good in too, Australia, huh? too. 
Just make as much dope as you want here. Yeah, you can only right? carry five grams, but you can you can smoke it and then go back in and get more. Yeah, two gram, uh, five grams will get you two months here. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> hypothetically. No, no, literally. Pastilli, <laughs> <laughs> you've are you shifting all your donations to charity? Is that what I'm reading? Is yeah. So, um, I decided this probably about a month before I did it. Um, so pretty much the way it works as a Twitch streamer, you get a few different avenues of making money. So you've got like your subscribers, which that's the bulk of my income. Um, I get from just from subscribers, there's donations. So people that actually just want to give you raw cash, mm -hmm. um, straight into your PayPal. There is ad revenue. There's bits, which is kind of like a donation through Twitch. And then I've got also YouTube revenue and merchandise on top. Um, I sat down with my wife about a, end of November and I said, how come, how can we do actually some good with the position I'm in? And, um, cause we were already sitting quite, quite nice financially. It's, it's, you don't need me to rocket scientist. I've been holding 5,000 subscribers now for a good six, six plus months, about mm -hmm. six months. Mm -hmm. Um, and my subscribers have only slowly gone up and up. They've never dipped. So for me, it's like, we're making good money. We can give some back to, um, a really good organization in Australia called the Starlet Children's Foundation. They're a very, they've got very good ways and they spend their money. They very, like their administration costs are super low and they help out a lot of families. There's three main ways they do it. One is um, through granting wishes. So you could imagine, you know, like a dying child wants to meet their super, like famous, like a famous sports star that they're, they're idle. Mm -hmm. they, they can organize stuff like that. They do um, games rooms and what's called like Captain Starlights in the hospitals. So if someone's too sick to get to the games room, They'll send someone up to the bed and they'll sit there and play on Nintendo Switch with them or uh, mm. entertain that way. And in the games room, um, I've got a, a video up on my second YouTube channel. It's, it's pimped out, like big projector, heaps of consoles, lots of like board games, and just fun stuff. So a good distraction for kids. And the last one, which is really important, is the support for the families. So they actually have like people that can help, you know, imagine if your child was going through Mm -hmm. terminal illness how to actually help that and one of my close friends he actually uh his sister passed away to bowel cancer and so um that's how i know more about him um so to get back to your point i was that was a little bit of an advertisement i guess but to get back to your point um yeah so i decided with my wife that hey how about we just do some good with what we we are we're, we're making and to put in perspective at, at donations was probably about second or third highest for revenue for me um, so it was probably about the same amount of money per year as I was making in the army. Um, but it was like, I can, I, I'm going to get publicity out of it. Like we're not, it's not a yeah. secret about it, but it is also doing some good. And the one little caveat, I guess, which is a bonus for me is it takes away the stress of, um, chargebacks, which I've never had any issues with, mm. but a lot of big streamers do get in issues with where people like donate money and then charge them back. Um, and so I thought, why don't, let's do something good for, for a change while I'm in a position I could, and let's try and raise a million dollars for a really awesome charity over the year. Yeah. We, and we, we talked there, about that. And frankly, I don't think the three of us could even comprehend that level of selflessness. Yeah. We're, we're not like, on board with that level of selflessness. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I've donated my time to charities. Like, like, like I, I worked with a, a charity for veterans before and I, you know, I've donated some money to them woody has he donated how much money what, what was that check you you sent to 
And what was that charity? Was it twenty thousand that you had like earned from 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 something? Remind yeah, me. I did a couple of years in a row. I, I want to say they went from like three to twelve to twenty-two, something like that. It was March of Dimes, right? Yeah, March of Dimes. And then until their the seven grand was to write love on her arms, which is a yeah. So you, you like that's like forty thousand dollars or something, you know of. Of wonderful tax benefits, but <laughs> no, well, there were no I, tax last benefits. Year, last really? year I donated. Why were there no tax benefits? Because it didn't even go through me, right? So, so the tax benefits oh, normally, shit. like if it's your money, give it. No, no. So, the, well, there was no tax impact either, right? One, if you donate money to a charity, it shouldn't be through you. It should be direct from them to the charity. Agreed. Otherwise, okay. Yeah, one taxes could get complicated, perhaps, but you don't want to even be in a position where you could be accused of taking yep. that money for yourself. Mm. It shouldn't have ever been in my possession. See, I don't touch the money at all. Yeah, um, hundred percent of the money donated goes directly to Starlight. Right. So Tildify is the website we go through, and um, there's a fee to be on Tildify, which Starlight pay per year anyway. Mm -hmm. And then now they get every single cent and it happens nearly instantly too. So they're not like, it's not like Tildify. If I get a hundred grand in a day, it's not like Tildify is going to be holding onto that hundred grand, investing it, making an interest. You go straight to Starlight, you know, because yeah. I asked those questions. I said, if I'm going to do this, I want to know these answers. So I asked all those questions. So, so it would be them donating directly. They would get the tax benefit. And I correct. Know. And there's a receipt for it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's definitely the way to do that. I suppose. I, yeah, I, I had, I didn't remember how your situation, and maybe you just weren't public about it because it's your fucking money to some degree. But but I just remember you like mailing that check, and I was like, I bet he just wrote a check and mailed <laughs> it off, and watched twenty thousand dollars go. No, I had them make out the check to the charity so that That's I, great. so that it wasn't mine. They, they just did make awesome. it out to cash. <laughs> <laughs> I'll handle the particulars. Just write it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely been people who did who have done that sort of thing. I mean, it's it's oh, fuck it's yeah. And even charities have been taking the money too. Yeah, there's there a are bad lot of cha charities. Charities. Hmm. Now, okay, this is this is what really gets me grinding. Like grinds my gears is um the you know the Movember one the mm -hmm. you know yeah, you guys have Movember in America right? So I'm pretty sure yeah. that was an Australian charity that started it. Now their first year they charged 18 percent administration fees, right? And they didn't make that much money. Like they raised like maybe a hundred grand. Mm -hmm. Right, so for their year, they, that was eighteen thousand dollars. But like the second year, they raised like five million dollars, you know. And then they're charging eighteen percent, so they pocketed a million dollars. Million dollars, you know. And think, they yeah. got slammed hard for it. Everybody's toasting yeah. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got All slammed hard for it while they were on a yacht, complaining. Like, man, I wish we'd get this bad publicity. Cheers. Yeah, well, there's two ways to look at that, right? Like, like first of all, I do think there are some shitty charities that are just, yeah, it's a money making scheme. I think the Komen Foundation is known for that, right? Just taking so much fucking money and salaries and beautiful lavish parties on cruise ships and shit. I've never heard but of the them. The yeah, Susan G. It's it's one of the breast cancer ones. Oh, okay. Like they do, apparently they don't spend it super. I I don't. I'm, maybe I'm misremembering which one. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but but like if there were say 18 people working there. You know, just for easy math, and they worked a whole year, and everybody got a thousand dollars. And they're like, "Yeah, that was kind of a rough year. We had to really, we barely scraped by with that thousand dollars plus my 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 other job, which I've had to take so much time off of." And the next year, they get whatever uh, two hundred twenty thousand dollars or something each, whatever that would come to. That, that's mm -hmm. not right. Forty thousand, a little over that, close to fifty. Why'd yeah, you pick 50. eighteen employees for easy math? Well, because it was eighteen. <laughs> they made the first year and then the math got hard it's incalculable years. kyle just say it it's, it's about fifty thousand each i think i'm 99 sure it was it was 
the Movember guys because it was two guys that did it. It was two guys ah, that did the whole oh, charity wow. thing. Yeah. yeah, so they pocketed it half a million each. It was so hey, uh, Taylor, hat, you want to start a charity? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. After the show. Something after involving show, stakes we'll and a blowjob. Yep. Something like that. Or Oh, another one. Remember the Coney 2012 guys? Yes. They got caught where it's like, hey, most of this money is just going to T-shirts and, <laughs> and koozies so you it's can get drunk tricky. and feel good about yourself. Right, like, I, So let's take the breast cancer one, right? I'm going to attempt to defend them for a second. It's a major thing. They get tons of publicity. All the football teams are wearing pink armbands and this, that, and the other thing. If they took half of that money for themselves, half of 10 million is a lot more than 80% of 1 million, right? So, and, and if they're spending that money on advertising and getting it out, you could put 100% to charity you know, and not have any admin, but then you wouldn't collect anything. A lot of that breast cancer money, I presume, is spent making that the most well-known like, breast cancer month in the world. So is it prostate cancer more deadly and kills more people at this point though? I have no idea. And we get we get no publicity. Nobody wants to deal with our 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 butthole cancer. Like, That's like why I cares. do daily inspections. I, I I have a couple of professionals on staff. <laughs> <laughs> I pay them well. <laughs> By the hour. <laughs> <laughs> they inspect your asshole hourly. Yeah, he calls them up. They're on backpage.net. Well, well, the the exam. All right, I'm going to stick my middle hours. finger up there. I can feel it, but I'm just going to go ahead and soak because <laughs> 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 I've got it. I'm, I'm paid hourly. All right, you're good. No, 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 no. Let's, <laughs> let's be sure. Something could develop mid-exam. You keep going. <laughs> There's someone underneath me right now. This chair has a hole in the bottom. Oh, you're fine. No, I'm almost done. Yeah. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, did we go too far, Taylor? No, this time. No. So, no, it, so I know we've talked about starting a religion before mm. for the tax benefits. Didn't, did you watch um, John Oliver? That's where that it came too. from. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't we were inspired. I think they called him on it and said no, right? Scientology can slip through the cracks, but no, he, he did it. He did it legit. He filled out the paperwork and got it all approved. Yeah, oh, and good then for him. I'm not and positive. Then I thought he like legit put the money towards a good use. He did. He I think did. he donated the money or something. Yeah. But the thing was, he it was I'm like sure. they did the church of something, and then they were like, you know, give us your seeds. It's all about your seeds. And then people. <laughs> yes, started, that's like, right. <laughs> and then people started. Uh, they sent him like big bags of like seed, but then on the second like episode about it, they had to like stop it because people were like jacking off into like cups and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the cups to him, and he had like everyone's giving us actual semen now. This has to stop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I forget I'm, what ours was called, like our Church of Holy Tax Deduction or something, something like that. Yeah. We'll come up with something good, or we'll just skip it and go straight to charity, and just make up a charity. And what could we do? What what's not covered by charity now? ALS did the ice thing, then that kind mm -hmm. of fell out of vogue. Breast cancer, that corner of the market already saturated. Prostate cancer, too popular. Mm, I else? don't know. I want to go prostate. Like there has to be a prostate slash masturbation angle we could take. You know, like like a you know, masturbation challenge. You either come for the cure. Come <laughs> for the cure. I love it, right? And you, and, and, and just like the ice bucket challenge, you either jack off on camera or donate the hundred dollars. And while you're jacking oh, off, like, I challenge Taylor. Oh Jesus! This is we're great. not going to make we're this not going to make any money. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be in fucking jail. <laughs> oh, this idea is going great. I'm, 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 the wheels are turning, boys. We got it. Come for the cure. Come for the cure. Exactly. I think it would actually work. <laughs>
Someone buy that that domain. Well, put, 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 a, put a put a pin in that one. So it's just laughing <laughs> off for now, but I think we're on to something here, boys. Yeah. Right for the cure. Is Squarespace is sponsored. No, but they should be. I think that might actually work. I'm trying to think of more jizz puns. Mm. Fuck. This is where it's uh, good to have a Twitch chat, and you were like, and then it's just like a list. Then they have a bunch <laughs> of yeah. It is it is helpful when when the chat jumps in. I mean, we could do like like a anti-police violence, like jizz and for justice. It's just really anything. There's any number of things we could do. You remember? You remember? Oh, uh, we could ago. be. A, we could be. We could be a charity that talks about the lowering sperm count in men, and we could be called White Lives Matter. <laughs> that's that's already taken, and it's a very different group. It's not about increasing your sperm count. No, no, it's. Then not. I don't want to be affiliated with them. No, because I can guess what they're all about. Probably I saw, something. You remember a few years ago, you were talking about jizzing for justice. Remember that <laughs> um, that situation where that autistic guy was in the street with a toy mm -hmm. train, and and his like um, paired professional, you know, the the gentleman whose job yeah. is to like look after this this guy, is in the street with him, and the cops have guns pointed at him, and the guy is yeah. literally laying the 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 kid's just sitting there. I say kid, he's like fifteen, but he's severely autistic, maybe he's, older. He's, yeah, he's, he's yeah. like a, a young adult, but he's holding a toy him. train and the cops apparently are like worried that it's a weapon and they've all got, they're all drawn down like, like hiding behind their fucking police cars. Like, like it's like it's a movie and they're aiming at this guy and screaming commands and his paraprofessional is like, he's autistic. He's not going to respond. You're just upsetting him. He needs that train. It's all that's <laughs> keeping him from having a fit. And 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 they're like lay down, and, he, and the paraprofessional, the the guy who's with it, he's laying flat on his stomach with or back hands, I can't on recall, his back, I think, with right? his hands like straight up in the air, like yeah. like trying to show he's the least threatening human. Like he looks like a bug, a dead bug, like laying on their back. Yeah, the cop shoots him in mm -hmm. that position. Yeah, and they he's like, like got him in the leg or something, didn't they? <laughs> they claim they yeah, were they aiming shoot. for the autistic kid, as if that made it better. I exactly. was trying to hit that fucker with the train. I mean, gun. I, mean, gun. I think it's a gun still. Turn your camera off. <laughs> exactly. You might think that, oh, I bet those cops got in a heap. No, they didn't even lose their jobs. They're still patrolling the streets of wherever the fuck. Protecting us from toy trains, Kyle. Respect Protecting your heroes, from, would you? Oh, my God. It, 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 stories like that are just so upsetting. Like, yeah, we like, watched like, that whole video, and that was... I was going to say it was the worst police shooting I've ever seen. It's up there. The worst one is the one in that hallway in Vegas That's where the there's like one. two cops and he's like, lay down, crawl towards me, hands behind you, do this, do the Macarena. It, what, got, it, what it actually was is they kept telling him to crawl, but hands in the air. So yeah. he was on his knees with his hands up. And they'd be like, crawl. So he starts crawling. They're like, hands up, crawl. Hands up! And then they shot I don't know him. what you want me to do. Yeah, they just bang, 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 murder yeah. that guy. And his shorts are falling off of his ass. Mm -hmm. And he's drunk and uncoordinated. So he's just trying to keep his pants on while obeying commands. And the cop is literally in a hallway with him with a fucking AR-15. Fucking C-clamped. Fucking drawn down. Ready to kill. His, 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 I think his gun literally said, like, something crazy. Like, like, like double tap him or something. Was it what, a predator? Is it predator? Or do I have it mixed up? Punisher or something. Punisher, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he's got his AR-15 kitted out like, like he... Like, like you know what they do, should do for the police is they should, guy. they should let them like after all the cop training like all right everybody we got our custom kits here uh mm. pick whatever emblem you want and whatever anything you want and then you know 
take it. We'll make it for you. And then you can screen for people who put like the Punisher, Punisher logo on the side of their gun or like something scary. Like one of those, uh, oh fuck, what's that? That like logo that's associated with like Sparta. Molan Labe. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know what that means, but I know that it's come and take them. Oh, that's actually kind of cool because it that's okay. That one can stay. That one's cool, <laughs> especially with yeah. the Spartan helmet. Really, just the Punisher thing because there's no way you're going out to like. Yeah, like, and Homer is coming across justice. a little anti-cop shooting, and I'm afraid this will escalate into being anti-school shooting and other anti-American thoughts. I wish you'd get on board and understand that these things are just part of our culture. Part and parcel of living in a in a society. Well, I'm very anti. I know this will get me crucified by the <laughs> listeners, but I'm I'm anti-shooting in all forms other than in a range a, a, with an adult behind me to make sure I'm safe. Next, you'll be for healthcare. See the thing about all that stuff. They're gonna want. They're the people that have to sleep at night after they do those kind of things, and that's yeah. where the real punishments will be. But some people are pretty fucked in the head as well. That's and not an appropriate punishment. Like I get that they'll have some no, temporary insomnia, no. but other people are dead. Yeah, or he I, might I, not. He might have been like, "Fuck, or should have kept his hands up." But it just, it, yeah, like that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like they just justify it in their head as going, "Oh, well, it's fine. I did it. What? So what?" And that's where, it's, yeah, it's you know what would have really helped. Difficult for me because it's just like I just think, "How the fuck do they get past recruitment?" And then I think about the army, and I'm like, "Yeah, fucking now I know." Oh, it's mm-hmm. that. It's not the hard. bar that you have to get over to be an American law enforcement is so you can't. I'm holding it up right now. <laughs> yeah, so the, it's the same with the army, man. Like or even the, the defense force. So the the defense force recruitment is ran by civilians in Australia. So they have quotas. Like oh, we need 600 people in the infantry. We need you know 30 truck drivers, and we've got one pilot position. And then 40 people rock up saying that they want to be like I don't know some combat engineer or something. Let's go combat engineer. But there's no positions. And they'll be like, oh, you you know, you're a smart kid. You can go in the infantry and you can be like, you know, do this dream job in the infantry. And after one year, transfer straight over, no problem. And they're like, oh, shit, yeah, I'll go to infantry. And then next minute, they realize, no, you can't transfer after one year. Mm-hmm. There's no chance in hell. And it's just, there are a bunch of civilians that just push people. Uh yeah, there's sucks. a lot of, that, that's honestly how prison was as well. I don't know if you ever talked about that. They would tell people like, yeah, yeah, come to this prison first. And we have all of these job programs. We're, we can train you to be a computer programmer or a diesel mechanic or this or that. And people are like, oh, great, great, great. And if, hey, if you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. And, oh, great. Let me sign my on the dotted line. So they transfer to the prison I was at. And they're like, all right, computer programming, let's do it. And they're like, oh, yeah, that, that got phased out. Oh, fuck. Um, diesel mechanic then. Yeah, that too. You want to wash some cars though? And he's like, no, I'm looking... For some job training. I got three more years in here. I need something to do when I get out. Oh, well, in 18 months, you can transfer out of here to a prison that has the programs that you'd like. Until then, get on those wheels. And it's just like, fuck. There were so many guys there that were like that. They were like, I transferred here to learn how to be a computer programmer or how to be a diesel mechanic or how to how to be a forklift driver. And none of those programs are even available. Yeah, that sucks. I guess that's like part of private prison. I guess this wasn't a private prison. Federal, it's, yeah, it's, it's federal, federal prison. prison. But okay. but the people who run it, the administration, they're civilians, so they're they get bonuses based on asses and bets. So they, I, I can't recall what the what they were getting paid for each of us. It might have been sixty grand a year or something per ass in bed. And you know there are 
there are tiers to that sort of thing. So, oh, you you maintain 300 prisoners for X amount of days. That's this bonus, et cetera. It's just yeah. like what I used to talk about with selling cars, how like, oh, shit, if we sell one more car this month, every car that we sold this month, we get another 2% off of. So it's like, we'll fucking lose money, whatever it takes, sell one more car. And it was just like that in prison. So you made them 10 grand for your two months if it's 60 annually. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And of course, there was some cost to housing me. Of course, they were <laughs> profiting off of all those packs of chili and uh, diet and those six packs of Diet Pepsi I was buying for six or eight dollars a piece. So yeah. and they're you weren't making taking food and out of the cafeteria. So they no. really weren't spending much on you at all. Water, no, just nothing. Yeah, not really nothing. didn't spend. I mean, I had to pay to like wash my sheets, right? So it's it was a whole thing, you know. And you know, how often they, do they wash your sheets in prison? Is all uh, every week if you want, or actually every almost every other day if you want. You know, there, there's three laundry days a week, so. You can go every single day and uh, get your laundry done if you want. I would just go on, you know, once a week. Okay. It's not too yeah. bad. It's more often than I would wash my sheets. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I've ever washed my sheets. Yeah. You get new ones every year, whether they need it or yeah. not. Every two or three years. Yeah. Who I don't remember who the comedian was, but like, when I was like a sophomore in college living by myself. Like, it really resonated with me because he's like, changing your sheets? No. When one disintegrates, you put on another one. They're like tires. I was like, man, I can't just in good conscience bring any girls back here. This is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that apartment was beautiful. I imagine prison would be a lot like when you're in basic training and all you're thinking about is sex and what you're going to eat when you get out. Oh, my God, you Pretty nailed it. But you're not thinking about sex longingly like you were. You were thinking about it dreadfully, right? You're not Kyle? thinking about the sex you want to have. You're thinking about the sex you don't want to have. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. Yeah, it, I thought about, um, I really thought about quiet because there's no quiet in prison. It's always a, at least a, a background hum of just laughter and chatter and, and stuff like that. There's almost never any time that's, that's like actually quiet. Is that um, difficult to adjust to at home? No, it was like I finally got home and it was like getting into a warm bath of quietness. Hmm. You know, it was like you've been working all day and you're all sweaty and dirty and you get in a hot shower and it's just like washes over you the relief. That I was so hysterically happy when I was being checked out of prison. Like when I like this guards like walking around with me, you have to go to like four different stops to like, all oh, right, this guy, you're gonna sign this and that, and you know, this is your release and Here's your property back. There was that. There was that guy I had to go meet up with, and he's like, "You were here so, for such a long, a short amount of time. I remember you." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I remember you too, man. You're you're the guy that looked at my penis like, two months ago <laughs> and, gave, and gave me those Is... and gave me those underwear that were so rough and burlap like I couldn't tell the back from the front." He's like, "Did you ever figure it out?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> you definitely want to keep the hole in the front. Trust yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a prison invite. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like giddy is the best way to describe it. I mean, we Kyle walking around, his ass flap open. Yeah, <laughs> then you just get, yeah. Then then snow wouldn't have hung out with you. You would have been you'd have been fucked. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Yeah. But 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 yeah. Just the, it was so nice to get back to like quietness because like when i was back home and you know honestly to have my television back i know that sounds like 
some sort of degenerate thing to be to miss because there was TV in there. But like getting back to my things that mm -hmm. are all like nice versions of the things I had in prison, like my bed is infinitely better than a prison bed. My television is infinitely better than a prison television. You know, just just being able to like buy a Diet Pepsi and not have a. All right, I've got six Diet Pepsis for seven days. Let's ration these out. <laughs> that, you, that was a thing. If you change prison to like field exercise or exercise or anything like that, it's nearly identical. Yeah. So in the military, it's like the same. Like you go away and you're like, all right, I can only take this much in my bag or, you know, I can only buy this much. Like cigarettes, guys, when, when guys are out outfield and they're smoking, they're like, I'm, they're rationing in it. Like I have this many smokes to last me, and then so, you're like yeah. you get to finally sit on a toilet seat when you're doing the shit. And you're like, fuck yeah, <laughs> godly. Cigarettes seem like a security problem, no? I mean, that like the, the the smell carries for a long time. The the red tip is visible, and yeah, a lot of time when you like not on like on deployment, but on exercise, it's just like sitting around for. You go away on a seven week exercise, and you'll work for about ten days of it. I'm not even bullshitting. Like you'll literally do about 10 days work and the other five weeks you'll be sitting around because every single exercise is not about the, like the you and me. It's about the, the officers get ticking boxes to get promoted. We have, mm. like, we're like just pawns. So you'll go out our field and like, all right, so this company's doing this on this week. So we'll have the other three companies sit around for the next three weeks until that's done. And you know, like it, it'll literally be like that. It's just all the officers need to get their ticks in boxes. And the big exercise is about the, you know, the colonels and, and they're getting their ticks in boxes so they can get, you know, become brigadiers and all that dizzy shit. My friend, uh, he's an army helicopter. And he, the same thing is true with him. When they go on exercise, when they do these big six-week-long things, he always runs out of data on his phone because that's all he's doing. They're <laughs> just sitting around. Yeah. My mate went to Afghan for, I think, nine months. And before he left, I filled up his hard drive with, like, four terabyte of porn. Like, he had so much <laughs> I, I thought, I said he's to him, like, to getting out of prison. <laughs> you're not gonna be able to download it when you're over there they've got really good internet but they get limited a little bit um on that kind of stuff but it's a commodity too people are like oh you got some uh, good porn <laughs> <laughs> well i've got a terabyte how... of it and now in retrospect i wish i downloaded some entertainment shows <laughs> <laughs> because everyone else would take that stuff but he took the porn so that way he knew he had Something to trade if you ever well, need it. Bring some porn with a plot. We gotta, we gotta get a dual task video here. We, I want some entertainment. I want to laugh. I want to cry. I want to come. Let's, let's get <laughs> everything. Let's, let's I can only watch this cover. Sarah Palin parody so many times. <laughs> the plot's not deep enough. You know, you know I've been watching Schindler's Fist for about three hours now. I gotta <laughs> say, the black and white really—you don't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, Lord of the Cock Rings even longer than the real movie. <laughs> <laughs> not nearly as much walking though that's nice no. <laughs> yeah no dildo baggins. <laughs> baggins yeah he's just he's just dp and bitches all over the place arwen and aon and the very few women in that show Galadriel. one cock ring to rule them all <laughs> i and think in the darkness bind them i think i <laughs> saw my first porn movie in college naked <laughs> invisible with a ring around your dick <laughs> oh yeah you could parody that japanese porn where they're invisible yeah yeah that'd be great he slips the ring on and he goes to no he slips the cock ring on and he this is probably yeah. already this is too good of an idea not to al have already happened have you ever had one of those <laughs> you're like ah, cock salt ring? and pepper sure. in the same shaker i'm a millionaire and you're looking like <laughs> oh yeah some college student came up with that in salt and pepper in the same shaker why what if you don't want both or 
What if you want ratio know. control? When have yeah. you ever wanted like one but not the other? Sometimes. Never. I always I like a lot both. more salt on my eggs than I like pepper. I like more pepper than salt. See, this wouldn't work for either of us. I guess not. Point All proven. Right. <laughs> All right, Lord of the Cock Rings. Let's see. I guarantee it's a thing. All right, this is a video from 2002. Like wow, one they, year they released this before Return of the King. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find that. Oh, it, they do uh, Scroto Baggins. So not oh. even as good as, as Dildo Baggins. Yeah, Dildo Baggins is so much better. Mm. <laughs> Let's see, Face Boy. <laughs> Place. Was there ever any like survival type training that you did? Like I, I, I got to yeah. imagine, especially because like, like, all right. So when Americans think of Australia, we think of a gigantic desert and, and obviously there's the coast. It seems like to me and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like most people live around the coast and that then there's that huge part of Australia that it's like, yeah, we don't go there. So pretty much everything that's not on the East coast or the South, like pretty much there's like imagine the U, the AU. So the West Coast, South Coast, and East Coast are all fairly populated. West not so much. And there's one major city up the top in the middle. And there's one city in the dead center. And then everything outside of those is just uninhabitable almost. There's a city in the middle? Yeah, it's called Alice Springs. There's not much there. Yeah, wouldn't you think there's so? There's a casino and that's about it. I've never been there, but I just know there's a casino from a book I read. That's about it. Um <laughs> On the eastern side, like that's where all like the stuff you guys would know, like Sydney and and Melbourne and you know all that. So, did you ever do any coast. like survival type training out Not there in much the outback? In Australia. So, okay, so in Australia, like you do like all your first aid stuff, and they focus a lot more on snakes and stuff like that. Because yeah. like I probably stepped on, I didn't step on, but I nearly stepped on probably about five snakes during navigational exercises, and that, and they were like nasty ones too. My mate honestly saved my life probably three times. I just didn't look down that much, you know. Um, but um, when we went to Thailand with one of the exercises, we had like the Thai special forces um, do a survival thing, and that was loose. They like he had like snakes' blood for us to drink. He had like just the most random shit. And what are the ones with the do two dots on the back of their head? Is that King Cobras? I have no idea. We don't have think, those here. <laughs> I think they're King yeah. Cobras. He had like us in a circle, and it wasn't a big circle. And he just chucks one in the middle of us, and he's got a stick. He's just flicking it back to the middle every time it started moving towards the edge. And it was just like it was loose. He was like playing with all these snakes and that, and he pissed in a bag and drank the piss, and it was just like this is loose. Was you, was this Bear Grylls? <laughs> yeah, this is like the Thai Bear Grylls. Oh um, my god. Yeah, and the population of Alice Springs is twenty five thousand. That's a town at best. Yeah, it's smaller it's like than a lot of suburbs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then in Malaysia, there was a survival uh, thing that I didn't do that one, but um, it went for about three or four days, and they build huts, and I think they get like a rabbit, and they skin a rabbit and eat the rabbit, random stuff like that. Skin a rabbit and eat the rabbit. Did you and when did you see any Thai guys do that thing where they stick their head in a crocodile's mouth and like dare it to bite down? No, not that shit. Oh, that's <laughs> disappointing. So like, <laughs> I always explain the army as something like this. It's like sixty five percent of sitting around bored out of your brains. There's about 30 ish percent of like back breaking, shoulder breaking, knee breaking agony of like walking around or lifting heavy shit, and there's like one to five percent of like the most coolest shit you'll ever do. So mm -hmm. you break that out down into days. There's like maybe two weeks of the year actually do anything cool. And then the rest of the year, you're either just sitting around or breaking your back. 
the cool stuff like like i got to imagine that's when you get to play with like different weapon systems right mm there's or, i've shot, shot pretty maybe. much everything the shine army has for a normal soldier not special forces or anything um just some of the places you go sometimes you you're in the moment you don't really think about it and then you stop and like holy shit it's cool like some of the stuff on top of mountains and that um I, i'm big on mountains so for me going somewhere really scenic is always nice um oh just i don't know there's just some cool shit you do i i, I need to i need something to trigger my brain to think of them did you get to blow any shit up uh deck we've used a lot of deck cord when i was in um blowing up trees and stuff like that yeah uh, banking claymores i think the most amount of claymores i've i've had seen or seen being banked up was probably about 15 to 20. Mm -hmm. so that was a pretty big bang when that one went off Claymores aren't really that deadly. Like, obviously, you wouldn't want to stand in front of them, but the bang is brutal. Like, if you were like anywhere within fifty meters of a claymore and you weren't ready for it, you would not, you'd hit the deck. You'd be fucking yeah. It's a real sharp explosion too. It's not that like rolling boom. It's just a no. pop. It's very very loud. Anything yeah. plastic is you know. A dead cord's really fun though. Dead cord's yeah. one of the most fun to, things to play with. Yeah. So pretty much, for, I think. The current of the rule is, but you do set them out of laps around a tree mm -hmm. for every every thickness, and then you can blow up trees and shit. I shot plenty of um, Carl Gustav eighty four millimeter rocket launchers, and um, seen plenty of Javs being shot. I've shot plenty of sixty six mil, um, forty mils are always fun. They're absolutely they're, the the rule is you got to try and get as many in the air at the same time. So like when you're <laughs> at the range, you like you like we get that um. Yeah, I've shot the um, automatic grenade launcher, the Mark 19. That's fun. That's probably the yeah. coolest gun I've shot. Um, I actually got a really interesting story for you. So I've shot a heap of 50 cal. Um, mm. And so we all, it was we used to be mechanized when I first got in the battalion I was in. Um, so we used to always, we all had to get trained on how to use the 50 cal. So if we ever, like, you know, quickly get in the vehicle and start shooting it if we have to. Um, but we did a lot of ground-mounted stuff as well. So we had it on a tripod in this one time. We did this massive attack and then we like changed white position. So I had to do the support position where we were just shooting to the background while this platoon was pretending to attack up to shoot this other stuff, all live fire. Mm -hmm. So this was one of the coolest things I'd done at this stage. So this platoon um, probably had about 30 people. They're attacking towards these targets popping up. Um, they're shooting, you know, just all their, their normal guns and throwing grenades. West off to the side, probably about 150 meters to the side. With a, um, we had two 84s, two 66s um, going off nonstop. We had two ground mounted uh, 50 cals, and I think someone shooting 40 mil, all going off into behind to where they sh they're attacking. So obviously it's safe for them. They're not going to get hit because we're shooting like, but it's to simulate a fuckload of noise, like realistic noise, mm -hmm. as they're trying to attack a position. Anyway, so I'm behind this 50 cal because you had to be qualified on the guns to shoot them. And um, I'm behind this 50 cal and I'm shooting it and I get, I got about three or 400 rounds in. I had the stoppage and um, there's different types of stoppages, but this one was called, called a hard cock. And so what happens is the cocking handle wouldn't go all the way back. It was jammed halfway. And so my section commander came over and started kicking the shit out of it. Like that's, that's actually how you actually get it out, right? So you've got to just kick mm -hmm. the shit out of it because they're big fucking guns. Um, it kicks the shit out of it. It finally dislodges the, the um the round that was stuck in there or whatever it was and in the process of this something happened and i'll get back to that so my uh, uh company sergeant major was standing right behind me he's in charge of the, the gun line 
And he's like, yep, continue firing. I'm like, yep, seen on firing now. And I went to shoot it and the gun blew up, right? Legit, just oh, massive <laughs> breach explosion, um, big puff of like smoke and just metal going around. And like natural reaction, I covered my face and hit the deck, right? Because, and it's hard to explain it, but imagine having your, a tripod going, I don't know, down like that. It's hard to fucking explain it. But you have your feet up on the fucking legs and your groin is aiming directly at this fucking mm-hmm. 50 cal. So your dick, everything's just exposed to this gun. And the breach on a 50 cal is underneath it. So everything that comes out goes down. Um, so when it blew up, I hit the deck. I'm covering my face. My company sergeant major was standing behind me. He's like, are you all right? You're all right. But yeah, face is good. But my leg fucking hurts. And there's like blood coming out of my leg right next to my, like right where your femoral artery is. So it's like right up in my groin. Shit. Um, and it's just like seeping out, like not like gushing, but I was like, it was fucking hurting. <laughs> and so instantly, like we knew something happened and um, a bit of the, 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 the cartridge blew out of the bottom, went in, missed my femoral artery. It missed all my nerves and just lodged right up in my groin. And like, it was like, the first time anything like that had happened any time recently. So it was like big stop, stop, stop. And then um, the ambulance got called forward, but the ambulance didn't know where the fuck it was. They went to the wrong spot. And there's like this golden hour rule in the military. You're always going to be within an hour of the hospital. Tell you, if I was fucking going to die that day within that hour, <laughs> no way I was getting to the hospital. <laughs> um, but like instantly, as soon as it happened, like pants were ripped off, like, Fucking everything's out exposed. My mate's got his arm on me. He hands on my fucking groin. It's like fucking shit was going everywhere. And it's just um, like almost literally. And um, it was actually a pretty fucking freaky story. And yeah, to, to actually explain what happened, I think in the process of the actual uh, gun being kicked, the barrel dislodged. So the way a 50 cal works, the barrel's loose and it, and it comes back and it gets pushed to the side. And I think in the kicking of it, it actually pulled it center. So it was actually just sitting in there. And when I cocked in, I cocked the, the gun and put the next round in, the, imagine that's the hole of the gun and the round sticking in at the back. It actually had a bit of the cartridge still sticking out the back. So when the firing pin hit the primer cap, it blew the back of the cartridge out. And like the, the actual bullet of the 50 cal was stuck halfway up the gun with half the cartridge still attached to it because mm-hmm. they actually cut the barrel open on the investigation. And all the other part of the cartridge came out the bottom and in, into my leg. Yeah, so, um, you just made a little. It, it's just a little brass pipe bomb at that point. We used to we used to take empty fifty cal holes, put some black powder in them, put a fuse in, crimp the top, and you've got yeah. little mini hand grenades. You know, yeah. That's, and that just blew up right next to your dick. <laughs> yeah, so I, I missed all the crown jewels, so everything's all good there. But um, yeah, it was fucking pretty scary moment. And also, what I a knew terrible way to lose your dick. It would have been. Yeah. yeah. How'd that happen? Well. <laughs> My commanding officer, it was kicking the gun I was using, and then I tried to fire it, and now I don't have a dick. Like so that, initially, everyone was blaming me. Everyone was blaming me, saying I, um, I, it was called a cook-off. So you shoot too many rounds, and the, mm-hmm. the feed gets too hot, and it blows up because like the round goes in, and before it can even fire it, because there's so much heat going through it, it just blows up the round. And that ha- that's actually quite common. I've actually seen a fair few YouTube videos of it. Mine was definitely not a cook-off. Like, I did nothing wrong, potentially. Like, I... I was only a new soldier anyway, but um, later on that year when I was in Malaysia, there was an actual another guy. He actually had a cook-off, and he's blew up and actually went into his testicle. Ooh. And Yeah, and um, he was screaming that he was on fire, and no one believed it. Like, because they knew he blew up. It blew up, but he's like, mm-hmm. I'm on fire. 
And they started calling him Ricky Bobby from that point onwards because he had a bit of brass in his testicles. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Um, and I'd never met anyone else in the military that had that it happened to So. Wow, what a lucky guy. Yeah. 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 Do you get a, I don't even know how it works in the US military. Like, do you get a purple heart or something for getting injured or only, is that only in like actual, like, the enemy has to shoot you. I think. No, so you get you. You're always covered under um, veteran affairs and that. If you ever get an injury in the military, it's a bit of a process to get all the claims and that in. But once you do have it, you're covered for life. So, for example, my leg starts to play up now, which it hasn't yet. I would have it permanently covered for the rest of my life. Um, you know, like I've had busted ankles and and stuff like that. That's all covered because I've filled out all the documentation for it. Mm-hmm. So if I ever go to hospital and like you know my ankles playing up and i need to get an ankle reconstruction they'll pay for it but you got to fill the paperwork out it's it's a pretty lengthy process you're also covered for cancer except for brain cancer um there's a few things even just as soon as you've served you get covered for certain things seems like not not brain cancer cancer covered (laughs) well okay one of my best mates has brain cancer so and he's still serving so well, we Shit. can't afford to cover the brain cancer of after all those tests we run on him. Well, technically, you know? once they boot him out, because he's going to have to get kicked out eventually. There's going to be a point where he's going to lose function to half his body. Um, he's not going to be covered by the military. That's potentially. Sucks. Jesus, yeah, so that's bullshit. They're, yeah, they're paying his bills at the moment, but at one point they'll be like, eh. But the, the good thing for them is they're using him as a poster boy because, like, this guy's got cancer and he's still serving and doing all this great stuff for cancer. You know, uh, research raising money. Well, and what kind of stuff. cancer does he have? Don't worry about it. It's, <laughs> it's the kind we're covering right now. <laughs> so yeah, is he gonna it's live? No, he'll die from it. Sounds pretty bad. Yeah. So he, I don't know the exact name of it. Um, his Instagram is Willie Beating Cancer, and um, it's a tumor in his head. They can't operate it out. If they do operate it out, um, the way it'll what will happen is probably lose function to part of his body. A half of his body just not sure how, to what severity um but because he's so fit and healthy already um the surgeons pretty much said live your life now because it'll be better than being you know half paralyzed and not being able to do anything um, oh, but he'll eventually terrible. either get the surgery done and then have a few extra years or uh it's that coin flip like what do you do do you live remember how you paralyzed? said it was hard to get fired in the service I'd put that to the test, right? Go AWOL, live my best life, which probably involves not working a bunch. Well, whilst getting yeah. chemo and all that, he actually got a really good opportunity to um, just pretty much take as much time as he wanted off. Because one week of the month, he'd have chemo. And then the week after, he'd be fucked. Mm-hmm. And then he yeah, had two yeah. good weeks. So the two good weeks, he literally just did whatever he wanted. Yes. Um, but then he'd be, you know, then back to the chemo week and it was fucked again. And He needs whatever drugs they're pumping into... Uh... Ruth Bader Ginsburg, <laughs> if she's even still around, because if it could knock out, you know, stage four pancreatic cancer, my understanding, the most lethal cancer out there, it could help with brain cancer, right? She I needs to she... share the load, share the love. Wait, wait, wait maybe share the load is our charity. Share the load. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Sam Wise Gamgee quote. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's bullshit. That sucks. Man, how old is he? Is he like you said he was fit, so a young guy? Oh, Jesus. Twenty four, you magic. said? Yeah. Yeah, he was he was one of my diggers when I was uh Lance Corporal. I was he, in charge of him. What is a digger? A soldier, I just need a Truman. Okay. Private. The guys dig holes. 
Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> He's a digger. He digs holes. Yeah. Right. Goddamn. I was hoping you would say he was much older than that. <laughs> 24. That's pretty tragic. But he so, could live for another 20 years. Yeah. It's, if he lives healthy and they keep monitoring it, it could hit him all of a sudden and... He's, it's not going to, the thing is, he'll know, he, he's going to know it's having effect on him because um, it'll slowly put more pressure on that part of the brain and he'll lose, slowly start losing strength in half of his body. So his hand grip will start getting weaker and he'll know it's coming along. So that's mm-hmm. when he'll um, take more drastic actions on what should happen. But by that stage, it could even be too late to get surgery. So, Man, I'd so much rather just get hit by a bus one day and not know, you know, just like you're gone. You know, hopefully really? many, many years sure? from now. I'd like a little heads knowing, up. Like knowing that it's Jeez. coming. Like, oh, I, I was trying to do my workouts and stay fit, and I couldn't hold on to the dumbbell in my right hand. You know, I thought it was kind of, I thought I felt something last week, but no, nah, I thought it was just, you know, maybe a, a nutrition thing. But, oh, man, now it's coming. It's coming down the pike, and it's not going to stop. That's scary. He was massive into uh, just partying and traveling, which the traveling part's all good. But now he's actually started to do a lot more meaningful stuff with life, as in, He's actually doing the things he wants to do, like, you know, drive fast cars and go do all this cool stuff because it's kind of just said, well, it's not just about partying now. It's about living life to how I want to live it. And that's how I know how I live as well now. I've been doing that for a while, though. Is it, a, I want to go to Europe. I'm going to live in Europe. Yeah, There's a really good song that that reminds me of. It's called Live Like You Were Dying. You know, the, the guy finds out he's dying of cancer and it's like, you know, you think he's, he's, he's like he took a good, long, hard look at – and what he's gonna do and then it's like and then the course is like he went skydiving rocky mountain climbing he went 2.7 seconds on a bull name you know he went bull riding like like he, he he took that as the initiative to like really start living life to the fullest i'd give every drug a go just to see yeah see what yeah. Yeah. and nicole smith was a bitch i can do better no what just did, me. did what did she die from a drugs overdose? right she od'd i think yeah. i have no idea Maybe it's too old. Well, see, but I wouldn't OD on the drug. I would have my my brain tumor, and then I would be like, I'm giving heroin a shot. Oh, that was pretty tits. I'm going to be addicted to this the rest of my short (laughs) life. Oh, meth really stresses me out. I can see why people like this. It turns out the tumor hates the heroin, Taylor. We're going to need you to really... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just a, 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 the tumor hates meth, and heroin, and everything. It's like how one man cured himself, and it's me shaking in the middle of a street in a cardboard box. I'm all better with no teeth. Yeah, gaunt as fuck. Yeah, no, I'd try that one. I'd want to skydiving. That's a that almost yeah. seems cliche, but I would I would do that if I was dying. Combined drug intoxication. Yeah. Yeah. Too many drugs. Yeah. Yes. In, you know, I remember about her is she had big tits. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was yeah. super duper hot and then she gained too much weight. She was pre fat. Yeah. She let uh, Benji eat her pussy on the Howard Stern show. Really? You know, good for Benji. Yeah. They went in the bathroom. I like a it girl was... who's open minded. Well, she was incredibly high on whatever drug she was on. So it's it felt a little wrong. You're being a little judgmental, which to me feels wrong. The drugs did kill her like two years later, so maybe I'm on to something. <laughs> a judgy something, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. You were a firefighter as well, is that right? Yeah, so after I quit, I decided um, I still wanted to do something for community. I'm big on community, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, that's great. So, 
Me um, too. <laughs> no, like, I, I, I like helping people. So after I quit the army, I was like, well, I still want to do something to help people. I joined the army to help people, not to not help people. So um, I was like, there was a, I thought it was a volunteer position to be a firefighter in the country town. The town's big enough to actually have a paid fire service, just they went full time. So the mm. way it worked was uh, you had to live within 10 minutes of the fire station, which was easy because the town was tiny. And then um, you have, you get a, a pager, which was old school as fuck, as well as a Oh shit, what happened to my computer then? Oh, we're good. Um, so your phone would go off, you had to be at the station, you, ch- you chuck on your fire tr- uh, clothes and you go out in the truck. So um, I got all my training done. And then I had about three months of qualified before I had to move to uh, back to the Adelaide because my wife's job got moved. So that sucked. I right. loved being a firefighter. We got a Tarkov question. Do Go you still it. like it? Right, Tarkov yep. is a brutal punishing game. The dev, the dev says you're not supposed to like it. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of lows. How do you you like it? You look forward to playing tomorrow? I don't get down from dying anymore. Okay. Like it takes a while to get desensitized to it. But the way I see it is if you don't care about dying as much, you can just have fun playing. And to me now, it's it's not even about playing the game as much as I am like hanging out with mates every day. So it's like you guys, I'm sure you guys look forward to it. I've got it. You've done like 500 of these now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. You're like, oh, fuck, I have to go to another podcast. <laughs> for me, it's like I load up my stream and I'm just excited to talk to people. I'm actually really excited for this because this is actually a really meaningful conversation. Um, uh, with the, the problem with with uh, Twitch chat now that my chat's got so busy, it's like, hey, how's it going? I talk more about myself than what other people are doing. So it's mm-hmm. nice to actually have a, a back and forth conversation. Um, it was, used, used to be really good when it was a lot smaller chat for that reason because I'd actually learn a lot about my viewers. But yeah, with Tarkov, it's it's like hanging out with your, your, all your mates and you're just playing Tarkov and talking shit. And hmm. um, you play there's, solo there's always, mostly, right? In Tarkov, yeah, pretty much only. So, um, yeah, I, I was at first, it was really heart wrenching to die. I was like, fuck, I needed that stuff they, they, they took and they're just going to take it now. It's their stuff now. I used to play a lot of rust and, uh, Tarkov and rust have a lot of commonalities in that. You work so hard for the, the, tw- the guns and the armor that you've got. And then people can just take them away really quickly. And, and they've got them now and they're in their box and their base. And Tarkov's very similar to, in, in that regard. But now that I've got like what feels like infinite money. Um, yeah. So that's the thing. If you know how to make money in talk, then the gear fee goes because it's like, well, if I just lose a gun, I just get another one. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I the hardest part. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, how do I get over gear fee? They say, initially, you need to buy multiple of the same gun. So when you do use a fancy gun, you're a lot like, oh my God, this is my only M4. So if you've got five M4s and you go five raids in a row with M4s, then even if you died all five of them, by the fifth time, you'd actually feel a little bit more relaxed. And the other one is learn how to make money because then when you lose it, you just buy more. Yeah. And then it's like... Yeah, I, I've never had a day where my like value went down instead of up lately because I think my survival rate is like 65% or something like that. So one third yeah. of the time, I'm not making it out. For sure. But that's really good though, because most people I will play sit around the twenty percent. Yeah. And squad makes a big difference with that. Because even if you do die, they'll chuck your gear and you'll get it back from insurance. Yeah. The times where I actually lose my gear, um, that's probably like ten percent if that. But I you know, I 
at this point in the wipe, I'm just running. I've been playing for, I looked at it earlier. I think 70 days is my account playtime or something like that. And it's like, I, I, I go fully geared all the time. Like I, I'll just, like you said, like I just saved the presets for the weapons and it's like, all right, well, let's go and get five MDRs. Let's get five SVDSs. Let's, you know, and I don't care about losing gear anymore. We play reserve pretty, pretty much exclusively. And you make so much fun money. There needs to be more drive to put people there because at the moment, two quests, three quests mm -hmm. for it. And if they put yeah. like another 20 quests out there and then there's actually people forced to go play it for whatever reason. I want, you know, Shooter Born in uh, Heaven. I call it Shooter Born in Hell. 100 yeah. meter headshots. If that was also reserve or remove interchange, you put it reserve instead. Then people are going sniping on reserve and that is so much fun. Big open mm -hmm. high grounds and oh, I love that map. It's good. Yeah, I think it's the best map in the game. It's, it's definitely my favorite map. It's the one I play the most. Um, and I feel like it's where you run into most more very geared players. Every, you know, but there's I kind think it's of like, region based with that man. Like mm. Australian servers is pretty much just labs now um, and a bit of interchange. America and Europe seem to be a lot of interchange, a lot of interchange for geared squads and labs still. Yeah, the killer quest has a lot of the hard, more hardcore players who have, who have been in the game a long time, like questing. Yeah, I'm glad I got that done, and I'm going to do it again by the looks of it. So, I, I have no interest in that. I have no interest in that. I, I feel like you should have. I don't know. You should have. Your character should have become Killer, like his face and <laughs> everything. Like, like that. That seemed like such a tiny reward for such an incredible, but incredibly it's difficult task. Someone like me who has way too much time to play the game. That's the perfect task. I just wish instead of just doing Killer, they should have done all five of the scab bosses, all four of the scab bosses at the same yeah. time have four different quests. So then that way you don't have the entire sweaties all going for the one quest. I agree have with it, that. They could go to all maps because now interchanges, like, like you said, there's a lot of people doing that. Have the other bosses too. Yeah, it should have been 25 for of each boss. There's already that, that task for killing each of them once in a specific order or whatever. Yeah. Sturman, I think, is the hardest one to kill because yeah. it, it's it's... You kill him, but then his mates get you. And your ass is in the wind the whole time from so many angles of sniper fire and thermal fire. Yeah. Tarkov's an amazing game. I think it's it's the most intense, fun game that I've ever played. Um, I think More than actually, Rust at this point. I was about to correct, correct myself. I think Rust is honestly a better game, but it's not a better game for the player because you can take a day off Tarkov and nobody, it doesn't fucking matter. Your, your stash is still there. Nobody can raid your stash. And that's literally what can happen in Rust. If you're not there around your base, like eight, ten hours a day, noticing that, hey, that, there's that same guy walking by. He's looking at my base kind of funny. I mean, he's dressed like an like a like an Indian from the from the 17th century, but you know, he's gonna go right back over the hill, walk a quarter of a mile, and he's got the the second biggest base on the server, and he's telling all his friends, yeah, there's a juicy base right over there. They just let me walk past. Let's go. Let's go tonight when they're all asleep. You know you. <laughs> No, the fact that your stash just stays there and there's no like they're not being taxed and if you've got your bitcoin miner going you're actually just making money when you're not playing is really nice for rust or for uh for tarkov but rust i i still prefer rust as a game but i won't be playing rust anytime soon it's not a healthy game to play <laughs> world of warcraft is not a healthy game to play no i've never played it but i've heard that for sure yeah 170 days i think i got in that that's Brutal. I've probably got more in Tarkov now, but <laughs> I get paid to play Tarkov when I was playing WoW. I was doing it as an addiction. That game yeah. sucked being hard. I was fucked. How old were you? Uh, were you getting into like the original one? 
like yeah, as soon as so it came out. I would have been 18, I think. 18? Was that 2003, 2004? That sounds about right. They just hit their 15-year mark with classics. So that would be about right. Yeah, 2004. Damn. Let me do a quick ad read. <clears throat> Tell everyone about ExpressVPN here. If I can pull it up. Admit it. You think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people. You may think that no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details. But you'd be wrong. Stealing data from unsuspecting people in, on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. When you leave your internet connection un unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why we decided to take action, and that's why we're recommending that you get ExpressVPN to protect yourself from cyber criminals. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. It has easy-to-use apps, and it runs seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, or tablet. Turning it on, uh, turning on ExpressVPN protection only takes one click. Using it, I can safely safe I can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on, having my personal data stolen. And for less than seven bucks a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. Express ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by Tech Radar, and it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months for free at expressvpn.com slash PKA. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash PKA for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash PKA to learn more. Check them out. You want people to know what you're doing. Yeah. That's Protect yourself between online. you and your keyboard. Yeah. I don't need to see all the dildo baggins cartoons that you've been <laughs> making online. They don't need that information. I don't need to know. All the Tarkov-based pornography involving the therapist. and Was that? Rapper. That was ExpressVPN then, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I actually used to use them for quite a while. Yeah, it's good. They're actually, they're actually pretty good. Right. Never I went to prison. Need. And Pristilli does some fucked up shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's a i've got some ama questions here if you if you want me to, to do a couple okay i've got a quick question for you actually if that's all right yeah did yeah you please actually, you actually start with using the uh, anarchist is that where you start getting all your ideas early on what's that do you know the anarchist cookbook do you remember that oh that... yeah yeah I, I i'm familiar with it yeah did you learn that like when you were reading that back in the day no, I, I got gifted it for Christmas one year, but like long after I'd been doing stuff on YouTube. Uh, okay. Yeah, I um one of the things I thought that I was always really good at was thinking up um, interesting things to do with guns and explosives. Um, and and then it would get copied by everyone else, including like TV shows like Sons of Guns would. I would do a thing and they would have it on the air six months later on the Discovery Channel or something like that. But I just thought that like there's, you know, everything should be over the top and there should be fireballs and there should be explosions and you shouldn't just shoot a piece of paper you know like, like like you can go anywhere and watch somebody shoot paper it just didn't seem very interesting to show oh look this gun shoots a quarter inch group whereas this one shoots a three quarters of an inch group wow like yeah that's the sort of shooting that i had done growing up with hunting and target shooting um lots of sporting clays with a shotgun lots of handgun stuff lots of really long range stuff i did a lot of deer hunting growing up with like Remington 700s and lots of 308 stuff. But I thought what was interesting, what I wanted to see was literally what you see in action movies. Yeah. Like I want to see what Rambo, like, like Rambo nailed it. You know, everybody wants to see you shoot. They don't want to see you go prone with an M249 and, and fire off safe five round bursts. They want to see you stand up, wrap that bandolier around your left hand and just one hand to the gun using the recoil to hold, hold it up. 
Like if you're if you're gonna shoot a, a mod deuce, they don't want to see you firing these dit 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 shots. They want to see hundred round mag dumps or belt dumps into something silly, you know. And so you obviously miss it a lot then. Not really, honestly. Like like I always liked video games more than I like guns. Yeah. Um, but that was, but it, it, it was a lot of fun doing it, making money, making the money was the driving force. I enjoyed like getting paid vast sums of money to travel around the country and, and shoot silly shit. There's something fun about being successful, right? Like a pride, like, like you built something from nothing. Like that's, I don't know. The, yeah. I think, I think the there's money's a just a scorecard, but the, like it's, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that when I said it, like it, it's. It's not the. I have a hard time. Like it, obviously, money is really nice. It relieves a certain kind of stress. But it wasn't like I. I just felt good about thinking I was good at something. Like that was a big part of the drive. You know, when when my YouTube was exploding, it was cool to do well at something to feel like I was good at it. Like the, the rewards. If there was no money involved at all, it would still be kind of addicting, and there'd be a reward cycle, just in terms of you know, stack ranking up a community, like working your way into being somebody relevant. Yeah. But I never like all the stuff that I made, I, I sort of cooked up. I, one of the things that I, that I am really good at is sort of understanding how explosions work and why they work and the directionality of shape charges and that sort of thing. Like I just, I just have a knack for that just kind of naturally for whatever reason. I mean, I grew up burning things down to the ground and and playing with fireworks and like, oh, this firework works like this. What if we put it in a glass bottle? Oh, it shoots glass shrapnel everywhere. That's fucking cool. Or, you know, just making um, what we call um, sparkler bombs, yeah. which is, I, I won't go into the, the, the specifics, but you can use sparklers to make a very effective uh, explosive and, uh, you know, blowing up washing machines and, and stuff like that out in the field. So like whenever we, I started doing YouTube videos, it was like, all right, well, I know what to do here. And then later on, of course, as the videos got bigger, I was able to contract with actual explosives experts and have them bring in C4 and deck cord and stuff like that and, and really, really fuck shit up. Uh, so, yeah, it was um, never really got into the anarchist cookbook. The one, one, one of the problems with that, and it's probably for the best, a lot of the recipes that they in the current version, if you buy it off the shelf, they change the recipes so that they don't even work a lot of them. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that book probably would have been like 2002, a long time ago. It was like, you couldn't just download it off the internet either. It was like friend of a friend of a friend to get it kind of thing. So Yeah, yeah. There's some dangerous recipes in there. I mean, you can learn to make your own plastique. Yeah, it's called the Anarchist Cookbook. Yeah, well, the idea was that information should be free. It wasn't about being, about It wasn't like, just explosives either. It was about everything. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was about the freedom of information more than it was about wreaking havoc. Uh, I think you know it's really interesting. Like you were talking about how you were trying to think up your own things, and instead of copying other people, I think that's what makes people a lot more successful with, like, say, a YouTube channel or a Twitch stream. It's like I don't watch other streams, like nearly never. If I do, it's nothing to do with Tarkov. Like, there's a chick that plays guitar and sings. I like listening to her while I'm editing. There's like, you know, another chick that I know, it's not always females, but there's another chick that I know, she, she does what's called Confessional Sundays, and it's just people write in confessions to her, and she reads them out on stream. It's I really want to funny. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> there's a topic each weekend, but just, just random shit like idea. that. 
yeah and it's but yeah i think that's very important like like i i absolutely i never watched any other gun youtubers i was aware of them because i would meet them at events and stuff and they would they would be like hey i'm billy bob 357 magnum i'm sure you've heard of me and i'm like oh yeah billy bob you make the best videos that in some way revolve around firearms you make I, my I favorite am, 357 magnum content yeah and, and it wasn't that like i felt like i was too big to watch your videos or or, or that you didn't make good videos because maybe you do it was that i never wanted to be influenced by someone else's videos and i occasionally got accused of it like i, I made a video where i took the uh the dust cover off of uh an AK and just made it like an AK ice cream sundae where I just dumped all sorts of garbage ice cream and cherries and chocolate chips and stuff into the uh, receiver, you know, with the, the dust cover off and just mm -hmm. showed that, 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 like it'll just chew through them. It doesn't matter. And apparently uh, Carnicon had done something similar with like bacon and eggs or something, or, or, or maybe it was the other way around. Like, like somebody else had done the same thing like three months before and gotten 30,000 views. I used to watch your content all the time. I don't think that's the only way to have success. Like, I would keep in the COD community, I'd keep in touch with what people were doing. People would talk about a topic, and I'd be like, right, right. And I could name the map that they talked about it over and what the game type was. And it wasn't that I stole other people's ideas, but it, it was useful to know which ideas were taken and just to see the kinds of things people were doing could inspire my own. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, I'm not saying that's the only way of doing yeah, it. But... Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, I'm arguably the fastest leveler in Tarkov. I don't know anyone really levels faster than me, in the early levels at least. Um, but but I don't even know how other people level. I haven't actually ever watched. Mm. So for me, it's like maybe there yeah. are faster ways. I could probably learn some things. I just, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. if you, like in the COD world anyway, for example, Wings of Redemption was very, very good at leveling. And what he would do is he would run this thing called an emergency airdrop. Airdrop, yeah. And then he'd give away all his prizes. And he's like, you know, this thing right here, it's like an advanced UAV. It's worth a ton of experience points. It doesn't matter if I call it or you call it. So I'm giving it to you. You know, this thing right here is a Predator missile. It's worth one kill, right? And I'm going to get 100 XP. But if I give it to you, I get five times that. So I think I included that in a video. And I was like, I learned this from Wings of Redemption. And there was never any, like, that's okay to do. So. My emergency yeah. airdrop strategy was always like, all right, you're going to throw it down, and then you're going to steal everything before anyone can get it real, real fast. And then you try and get some kills. <laughs> Mine yeah, was, okay, we're going to do the duplication glitch, so we keep throwing more and more and more. Oh, I remember that now. Because this game is fucking stupid, and the devs don't patch it. Yeah, I, I, I always wanted to, I didn't want to be accused of copying anyone, and so I just never watched anyone. I didn't care what they were doing. I just wanted to do my own thing and plus a lot of people didn't want to do what i was doing because they would get um you know fussed at anyway a lot of the uh, after i started blowing things up a lot of people started blowing things up and after i added fireballs a lot of people started trying to do it and you know it, it was just like i'm gonna be me and and if you want to copy i don't give a shit go for it yeah, you're, the same. you're not gonna you're not gonna do it the same way i do it because i don't care about my life you've got a family <laughs> i don't give yeah. a fuck i hope it hits me <laughs> I never had that problem. All my fucking Absolutely. I wanted was just like, Woody made that face. I was like, I wanted it to hit me. <laughs> no. You know, like, no, it's you more didn't. views. I, 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 I would always tell them, like, like, hey, if I take a bad hit here, if, this, if, that, if a piece of that door hits me, if I get hit by shrapnel, don't fucking drop the camera. You record. Are you a medic? Well, no. Do you know how to pinch off an artery? No. Do you have a kit on you, a medical kit? You got sutures and no. You're a cameraman, Scott. 
record if you this is wanted to get hit. No, I, I, I can get on board with the, if I get hit, let's not miss the footage. But if you wanted to get hit, you could have. If you wanted to die, you could have. You could have, you know, oh. you know how to set up a car door so that it comes flying at you, right? Sure, sure. But you didn't. I didn't. I, I guess what it is, is I'm not going to commit suicide, mm -hmm. but I'm always thinking like, if it happens, that's a good thing. Not, a, not so much of a bad, because it doesn't hurt. If you get hit by something moving fast, it really doesn't. Like I've been hit by ricochets, and I've had like, like, like I, I, I shot frangible rounds at steel. First, I shot these frangible rounds. They were forty-five ACP at steel at like point blank. I mean, an inch. The barrel's an inch from the steel plate, and they just poof, turn into like high-speed sand, and it stings like the tiniest bit. And then I switch to five-five-six, and they just splatter my thighs with shrapnel and like. When I take my pants off, there's like a dozen pinpricks yeah. just bleeding down my leg. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, I wish why? we could show this. I remember that. Like, he's like, yeah, I, Woody, I, I shot pistols and it's amazing. The 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 ammo just kind of turns, like it disappears. And then I did it with rifles and that's that's kind of an injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. That, that's that and when we shot the minigun, I shot a minigun standing up, uh, holding the whole minigun. And one of the rounds exploded in the feeder uh, and... I thought I was shot. It, it exploded and hit my inner thigh um, about that far from my, my balls, I guess. Mm. But I'm shooting a minigun and, and like $4,000 worth of 7.62 by 51, so I'm not going to stop. That would be absurd to just throw away five or $6,000 worth of ammo, and we, we're, all the way out, we're all the way out here. But mm -hmm. like when I, when I got my pants off after we cut, it was just a, a really big cigar burn. I, it, it, it had not penetrated me at all, unfortunately. <laughs> but um it was uh th that was the closest i ever got to like really hurting myself I, unless you count other than the door. door yeah yeah the shrapnel was always god knows that would have killed you that would have killed me there's no telling how many times like a piece of shrapnel went by but it was going so fast nobody even saw it was that a know, or it car or refrigerator door it's a car um, door. the refrigerator door hit scott the cameraman uh -huh. and uh gashed him open pretty well but the uh the car was that was actually a truck um, that was the one uh, with the slow-mo that's got so yeah. many, yeah. Yeah. Where it just is like tumbling like a blade a foot yeah. and a half to the right of you. Yeah, yeah. it looked it, it was sort of a crescent moon thing of sheet metal just tumbling at about 600 feet per second coming back at me. Yeah, you didn't, yeah. That, could, that was recall, a foot away from being the most viral video of all time. You didn't react yeah. to it at all. Like there would have been no protection, no like... I was slow. I was too, I, I've got decent reaction times, but it was already past me by the time I react and... I, whipped my face around i would i i always tried not to flinch right. because i thought that, that that looked bad if you flinched but Ooh. i would definitely turn my face around and try to protect the money maker you know yeah. if, <laughs> if uh if there was something coming at me and uh you can see me like whip my head around back to the camera because i'm trying to protect my face and my throat but it's already been gone it's like like it went it's and it's yeah gone. it <laughs> the, the, the time scale that explosions happen in is not something humans can react to no, no, not at all. No, not even a little bit. It's uh, we calculated one time, and it, it's about six hundred feet per second. It's very, it's closing in on the speed of a forty-five ACP bullet that that door whizzed past me at because they were shooting at I don't know how many frames per second, twenty-five hundred, twenty-four hundred, or something like that. And we were able to like, do the math. If that thing hit you square, you just would have become a mist. I don't think a... so. I think it would have cut me severely. I think it would have been a, a, a real gruesome shrapnel wound, like like where there was a big, big gash. Um, 
I if don't, it hit you square, it would have just torn Victor right through has whole so body. much mass and like force. It was cheap speed. metal, you know. I, I mean, look, look. I don't know. Maybe it would have cut me in half, and like, 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 it, I would have been, I would have been whole. It would be like in the movie yes. where I'm like, I'm like, ha, huh, it missed me, and then I like slide, apart. <laughs> <laughs> like Kill Bill style. Yeah, yeah. ghost yeah. ship. Yeah, I just, I did a ghost ship. That's a good reference. Yeah, with a wire, mm -hmm. uh, the cable. Um, but, but yeah, I, I never. I was always more afraid for the people around me than anything. I. I I and I liked it when bad things happened because I just felt that's more viral because the whole point of what I was doing was it was the early days of viral videos, but nobody was intentionally making viral videos. And that was my goal. And, and I just took all the commonalities from every viral video you've ever seen, whether it was chocolate rain and uh, double rainbow or, you know, whatever it was. And, and I was like, well, let's just do that every week. Like, like, why, why should that only happen to people who happen to catch something silly on camera? Why can't you be a professional viral video maker? Yeah. And to me, that was danger and stupidity and silliness and jokes. Do you think that your trouble with the, uh, your recent troubles with the law were related to your, uh, visibility level from a YouTube channel? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't have made nearly as big of a deal of it, uh, if they didn't all know who I was already and already have it out for me. I was, uh, I was in the process of making my own uh, binary explosive and uh, starting up making videos again to market that binary explosive, right, to civilians. So I'd already, I had all the licensing already done. I had the federal explosive license. I've still got an explosives bunker. There's nothing in it. And, uh, <laughs> um, Not without so, a warrant, there isn't, bitches. Yes. <laughs> don't need one, it. There's nothing in it. I already checked. <laughs> <laughs> he says come and get it assholes <laughs> they were so happy that there was nothing in it when when eight like the day after i got out of jail not prison uh the atf came by and they're like hey um you know we're, we're here to like inspect the bunker he's like there's nothing in it is there and i'm like nope he goes great and fist bumps me because <laughs> like he's worried about me and his paperwork that might that might be down the road if, if there if it's full of like explosives and, and detonators and stuff like that, which it would have been in another six months or so. Mm. Yeah, so they didn't like that. They didn't because the one of the re, one of the things that always brought me onto the radar of the ATF and and uh, caused problems with me and them was the proliferation of tannerite binary explosives, the stuff I would shoot and it would go boom. Um, you know, Dan Tanner up in Oregon. It's named after him. He runs the company. He makes it. And he would send me enormous amounts of it for free because I was such good advertising for it. You know, he, he was like, I was going to visit him one time to shoot some stuff. And he's like, you can have as much Tannerite as you can carry. So I went and bought a truck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we just, it, we drove from um, Oregon to Atlanta with an entire truckload of explosives in the back. You know, it, there was it's, another it's, thing you, I think you liked even more. Was it called Red Dot? How close am I? Oh, yeah. I, I was working with a guy down in Tampa who had come up with his own binary explosive. Uh, I was a I was a half owner of that company for a long time. And it's um, uh, I won't give any free advertising now, but but it, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's low velocity binary explosive, which means it's it has a sensitizing agent. Um, it had uh, it had some of the ingredients that are in um, like rocket fuel in it very hot stuff literally literally and figuratively like like not only did it burn hot when it went off but it also was very powerful uh, in the order of 22 times more powerful per volume um than tannerite was because like a pound of tannerite i'm gonna blow your hand clean off but 
it's not going to do much to a car. It takes about 13 or 14 pounds of Tannerite to take a car out. But this stuff, it's like, oh, you got a pound of it? The car is going bye-bye. There's a video where I shoot 22 pounds of that stuff with 10 <laughs> gallons of diesel fuel tape to either side. And the mushroom cloud is in the order of 250 feet tall. And the crater is <laughs> about two and a half feet deep by about eight feet wide, you know, and, and, and you know, it, we, it was outrageous. Well, I just, I'll never forget we're on my tailgate mixing it because it's a binary. You're mixing two components together. Now it's activated. Now it's shock sensitive, not just bullet sensitive because that's what Tannerite is. So you got to be going, the rifle round has to be going 2,200 feet per second, which is kind of standard rifle velocity. But this stuff is, it's, and it's, he's not a it's scientist. Like hammer sensitive. It's hammer sensitive. It's also spark sensitive, right? which is a new if thing. If you get a us. little bit left in the tailgate and you close it too hard. If it were in the latch, it would go pop. Yeah. Right. It would be like one of those throw and pop things on the ground. So like we're mixing this stuff up, put it in a cardboard box and we're duct taping a five gallon can, can of gasoline to one side, five gallon can of diesel fuel to the other. It gives you a nice mixture between bright yellow fire and dark orange with smoke when you mix the two. So <laughs> duct taping it together and Jeremy goes, how bad will this fuck us up if it went off? And I'm just like, if this went off, don't worry. Yeah. You'll never know what happened. Yeah. You'll feel a thing. <laughs> like we're in pieces. Like 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 we're in pieces. We're disintegrated. Like like they're gonna scoop us up if this goes off. <laughs> or not. Like yeah. you don't scoop up jello from the ground. You just leave it Unfortunately, there. Unfortunately, they do. They would literally come and really? like scoop. Yeah, the yeah. That's oh, what a terrible job for the the scooper. You know, we were looking into this the other day. Uh, crime scene cleanup, and uh, we were discussing like. One of us said, I bet that's a really well-paid position because it's so awful, nobody would want to do it. And right. I was like, you know, I bet those guys get paid dog shit. I bet that is the bottom of the totem pole job that nobody wants. And we Googled it and they make like 40 grand a year. The Isn't guys like, who have to go the into your, man. the guys who have to go into homes where an old man died in the tub and liquefied. Like I, I literally read like a, a description. He's like, the guy's testicles had swollen so large we had to puncture them with a needle to drain them. I'll never forget that smell. I had to burn all my clothes. And I'm like, this is a guy making $40,000 a year. He could just be a teacher. I would have been <laughs> wrong. Yeah, no, I would have thought your friends were right. I, I huh. Yeah, because I, it's, and there's maybe some specialized expertise in there, right? You know, how to handle the, the bloated testicles. It's not something everyone knows how to do. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, getting blood out of carpet. I don't know. You know like prepping a home for sale. Club soda. <laughs> all right, Taylor. Taylor, you so that's can... all they have. <laughs> uh, yeah. A bandolier of LaCroix. And I, had, I had friends and like the, the people who end up doing that sort of thing. Like, like I have friends who are volunteer firemen back where I'm from. But they're the guys who get called with a serious car accident mm -hmm. on the uh, on the interstate. And they would describe to me like, they would have to shovel up like splattered remains of human beings and put them into these containers. And I think they go off and they get DNA tested so that your goo goes in your coffin essentially. And my goo goes in mine, but they had to be out there on the side of the road. These are just good old boys who are getting, who are volunteer firemen and and, and they like to put on the gear and go do all the practicing and run. It, it, they're doing this for fun. This, a a a, this is not the one I was just in, but, that I knew from a while ago. He, his first job as a firefighter, a guy got hit by a train 
and he got given the bucket because he was the new guy. It's like, all right, walk along the tracks and pick up the pieces. Mm -hmm. like, walk along and try and find all the pieces. Job that's worse he, than people. Oh, ugh. was there more? The worst that people uh, mostly think is a tow truck driver. I had a friend, I don't have to talk anymore, from off-roading. Uh, and he was a tow truck driver. And you think, like, that's just hauling away from handicap spots or something. But no, a lot of times they're post-accident. And they're right there with the first responders seeing the bodies, you know, going through the windshields and such. And it's kind of a PTSD thing for him. Like, he'd mess with him a bit to see the dead people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's no good. Yeah, that, they should job. make a hell of a lot more than forty grand a year. Or should they? What you know, if they work straight for the mob? Right, that kind of dead body cleanup perhaps could pay much better. Uh, obviously, that would pay more. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, yeah. What if they see the forty thousand dollar position for the government is an entry level position, and then you find yourself a better employer like the mob or Russian mob or not even for the government? Like, like if, for example, heaven forbid, someone passes away in your home. Mm. they're not going to do anything about it, about the goo and the blood and stuff. They'll come and haul the body away, like the coroner will, but like, you're left with that mess. You're the yeah, one Yeah, you got to steam it. clean that. Yeah. Yeah, that's And you probably you have do. to move, because that would be depressing That would be terrible. Ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts. Yeah. The, the, well, the ghosts and just knowing, like, as you're sitting down to watch Netflix or something, you're like, yep, there's the spot. Pristine now, but... The blood of that guy who came over, you know, or I thought my dad was an intruder or something like that. Like, no, that would, not that. That would be the that worst. That one hit I, hard, too. I was just trying to think of the worst possible thing. The guy almost killed me like that once. Yeah, but why'd you shoot him five times? <laughs> <laughs> he kept trying to get up. <laughs> he was saying, no, son, no. And I thought <laughs> it was one of them tricky burglars. <laughs> yeah. Don't get one over on old Cletus. Yeah. I was watching Channel 6, the impressionist burglar, they call it. They <laughs> the way that your friends and family, the way they speak, I'm telling you, I'm not lying. They wouldn't lie on Fox Four, and they come no. by our house, and then they impersonate them, and then they then sometimes you, you got to take care. I like that they impersonate. In this case, them. it was actually it, it was actually my dad. <laughs> yeah, but I do it again. Better safe than sorry. I do it again. I, you know, I got my entire inheritance, regardless. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> And that I was only after the untimely death of my own brother later that evening. <laughs> Who was also an impressionable person. Yeah, I, now, I tell I, you, they broke into my home, tied themselves to chairs, and then <laughs> I had to defend myself. <laughs> I ran into Scott's house one time, and I won't go through the whole story, but it was that time where someone had been chasing us with a gun because we were trespassing. So we'd already been running from somebody with a gun that night. Uh, we were like 19, and he was 18. And I... He made it back to his house before I could because I took a roundabout loop to escape the gentleman. And uh, when I opened the door to Scott's house, he's waiting there with a pistol and he goes, snap. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, shit. <laughs> I'm like, why? He's yeah, like, I, thought, I thought you were him coming in. I'm like, well, it's me coming in. Yeah. <laughs> You should have knocked. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I'll knock forever now. And, and then it was a joke between us for like, it still is to this day. Hmm. Like, even if like, we've just been speaking to each other and I go to the bathroom, I knock from the inside of the bathroom. <laughs> I'm coming out. <laughs> so it snapped. Was there not one in the chamber? Was it a dud? Yeah. He, he, he had a, like a 40 caliber Smith & Wesson semi-auto and he had not chambered, chambered it up. They were in the mag. Um, but, but, you know, he, he, it was aimed That's right at my easy stomach mistake to make under pressure area. 
Not for him. He had, he has no excuse. I was like, I, I was like, you know, what if I'd actually been a burglar? Mm, I could have taken that thing right away from you. From now on, always one in the chamber. Hammer back. Locked and cocked. That's how this family rolls. <laughs> Pussy. Yeah, what and a bitch. He, he should have killed you where you stood. Exactly. Crippled me. Crippled me right there. He'd probably it probably would have it probably would have fucking killed me. I'd have probably died right there. Hello, this is FBS Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have like a weaponized wheelchair. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I would have fucking ruined this podcast. <laughs> all your tone would have been gone. Just nothing. no, it would have been better because like if I didn't want to show up, I could just write a program. <laughs> that was very humorous, Woody. Yeah. <laughs> Woody, I think he's asleep again. He's drooling all over his goddamn shirt. <laughs> yeah, that would have been sad. You're made retarded. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he didn't shoot me. I'm glad he didn't shoot me. Um, me too. I, I bet that would really fucking hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet <laughs> that probably would really, or, really suck. Like many of the other deaths we've been talking about on the show tonight, not hurt at all. Instant. Yeah, if it was a shot to the chest, appropriate. He was kind of like he was saying. He was kind. Was it? He was aimed like dead center mass, like probably right where your um, what do you um, your liver, uh, right, right below your rib cage. What's that called? Where if you get hit there, it knocks the wind out of you. Right? Am I crazy? Sure, I'll I'll just say sternum. Yeah, I can't think of what the word I was looking for, but yeah, it would have probably fucking clipped my spine and ruined me, or to bled out right there with a hollow point forty caliber point blank. Like I'm, I'm probably not surviving that. This ain't the movies. Plus, there's Kyle. That's a big scar. Hit the reset button. Yeah. Rather be yeah. dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just take myself out because of because of my vanity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, AMA question: When did oh, you guys yes. know you wanted kids? At what age is too early to get a vasectomy? Does it say? Um, does, I have this open. I should. Does he say? Well, I have. The, I have the most interesting answer, uh, and I think Stilly has a cool answer because I believe his travel year right here is the preamble. To beginning his family if i'm not uh yeah. wrong um i personally like knew a long time for a long time that i didn't want any mm-hmm. you know I, I didn't want the responsibility uh the financial burden and i just wasn't interested in creating a little me and uh and you know there's the whole having to get married thing before that and most of the time anyway and uh and and i just i've always known that i didn't want any kids and i i still like am there you know throughout my life People to ah when you're when you're 25 you'll change your mind when you're 30 you'll change your mind and just every milestone goes by and I'm just like man I made a good decision this is <laughs> I, I I you knew at 19 you knew at 19 um, so for me it's just like I don't want that I'll get a dog I'll, I'll, I'll if I, if I need like some sort of mentorship good feelings Big Brother program right you know uh, I could do something no, like that I could. I could go Woody Allen with it. You're right. Yeah, you could always adopt adopt a, nice, a kid and then fuck him later for the Woody yeah, like a, like a yeah. good 16 year old uh, Asian lady, you know, something like that who needs a little uh, male guidance. Yeah, you know? it's a bit passe. It's been done. So. It's been done, <laughs> but, but hey, if it's broke, don't fix it. Okay, and uh, <laughs> wait, but that's yeah, not how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the is thing is, uh, if it's broke, he, he don't fix it. <laughs> I can fool me again. <laughs> yeah, that. that's that's how I, I I view that one. Um, so so yeah, for me, it's the opposite. And and as far as what age is too young to get a vasectomy, I think you should wait till you're like, when do they say your brain fully develops? Like twenty five. Yeah. I think at least get to twenty five before you make that decision because it's not like. 
There's they a chance it doesn't go back. Sure. They can reverse it, but it's not like it's not a light switch. Yeah. It's not a hundred percent. Yeah, they might. But it's not you like you, it's not like you can't develop like sperm anymore. You could always. You might not deliver it, like it very well. I think that's yeah, the you can go in there with a syringe and remove some, yeah. or mm. you can freeze some and keep it on tap, uh, which isn't prohibitively expensive. My friend had the syringe method of uh, of having kids. He had cystic fibrosis. And uh, mm. one of the things about cystic fibrosis is your body produces all this like mucus and phlegm. And you think of it as like a digestive or respiratory thing, but it's all over. And your his body produced sperm just fine, but it didn't deliver it because his pipes are clogged. And uh, they went in there and extracted sperm with a needle somehow. It sounds terrible. And uh, he had twins. Oh, that's so. pretty common with that, right? Yeah, like yeah. You know, I guess as like you like you get it, they put like whatever, six eggs in there. And, and then, of course, a cotillion sperm. And Were they identical multiples. twins? No. Ah, okay. Then that is the case. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> you said a cotillion sperm. I made up and a I number. A bunch of a bunch of them walking in with top hats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, you first. Oh, you first. <laughs> I used to say a Brazilian as my imaginary number, but that already <laughs> means something. <laughs> so no, like, <laughs> <is> <laughs> so, so learn the bigger numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I uh, think uh, twenty twenty five is still too early to be getting your. Uh, what is your number? Self-snipped. I, I would say 30. That was mine like too. You, I, I don't yeah, think 25 is crazy. And... That was Kyle's and I don't think it's insane. Mm -hmm. But I like What 30. if you already had like three kids by the age of 25? Uh, we're saying... The ship, the ship sailed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. And that, that would change things. If you had... I made him once had a kid and he's just like, that nah, one's enough. And he's like, done, snip. Mm. And straight away, it was like, one kid's enough. And I know heaps of people who, in the army, guys get shit for free, so... And healthcare wise, so it's just like, hey, I'll get a circumcision, I'll get a fucking vasectomy. Like they do it all the time. So. Opting into a circumcision. Just you know, you know that, big, that thought of big exercise coming up uh, in July. Get out of that one. Circumcision. <laughs> Honestly, it happens more than you think. Wow. <laughs> just do the exercise and keep dick skin, man. Isn't there Go some other cosmetic surgery they could money? pick instead? Right? Like, you know, like, you know what? I've always thought my nose was a little extra. Let's do that. You know, I've always identified as someone without a right pinky toe. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, mess with I think if you, had, if you had kids young, if you had kids young, then you, you, you know, you Sure. Well, even, I think it really comes down to how old you are when you have your first kids. If you have kids young and that's your permanent family. Uh, if you had kids young and, and, you know, you and the mom are not going to be married forever... Then you might opt to go for a round two. Also, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, life is Do better next time. Yeah. That's what my dad did. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like this thought that you're better than. I don't know the difference. Step and half. Oh, I'm half number sister, one, right? Yeah, I'm number one. Yeah, right? it took a couple tries one. to create the perfect child, and yeah, I won't, then after I won't Kyle quote my dad, stopped. but I won't quote my dad or anything. But number one here. All right, there were <laughs> nice. there were three or four attempts beforehand. Now, I'm not. These weren't miscarriages, well, not, <laughs> not by the bullshit. most literal sense, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but these individuals are a tier below number one here. <laughs> your uh, mom's just, Lamar, I can't keep getting abortions based on your hunch about... <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Holly, that's a demon baby. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go, it's only Kyle answered the, when do you know you wanted kids? I, and, and that's a weird question for me, because I always planned on having kids. But I don't know that it was always my plan, right? In, in the same way that I always planned on finishing high school. Like, it was just the autopilot that you do. It wasn't until it was, like, in my 20s or so that I feel like 
it was something I wanted instead of just something that I was programmed to do. If that makes any sense. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I did want kids for a while, and then when I got to my mid and late twenties, it was more like, eh. Like I, a lot of it was, I was seeing my friends start having kids, and it wasn't what I imagined of like, oh, you they they're gonna have no life, they're gonna be totally boring now, have to stay in every weekend, do fucking nothing, and you know, obviously they can't come out and hang out as much as they did because these kids are very young for the most part, but they're still finding time to hang out, do stuff, have fun, go to blues games, like you know, come hang out at my house or whoever's house, drink, go to bars whatever and so it was kind of a and also seeing how much like how happy they are with it like they never talk about it being a burden they never talk about like i'm sure that in their head sometimes they're like god it would be so nice to just do whatever the fuck i want but the reward they seem to get from raising their kids is way way bigger than that seemingly from the outside looking in and so like i i don't know i just and then i also see people in like their 50s like especially women who don't have kids and something happens in the 40s, early 50s for women who never to had win. kids and they start to become weird. And like they, they, I feel like there's like a misplaced like parental urge so that instead of like telling their kid, don't touch that, don't do this, don't do that. They hop on Twitter and they're like, you can't say that. You can't say this. You can't say this. <laughs> Trying to like police other adults. And I'm like, ah, that's misplaced uh, maternal instinct, maybe. And so like I, I, I do want kids. Those are those same ladies who, who who end up getting dogs that they take to dog shows. They love yeah. obedience training. Yeah, yeah, they love obedience training. They're the ones who are like, oh, I need my my stress relief dog. It's like, bitch, I wish we could open the hatch of this plane and throw you out. We'll keep the dog. Oh, you know, I'm on the other team. Nice. If someone brings a stress relief dog, I like that dog. I like that too. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I think I'm getting a little uh, secondhand stress relief off of this dog. I a wish little, there were a dog. dog like this, a okay. I've had people. I've seen people bring full size Labradors. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that too. Yeah. If there you was like a full size Labrador <laughs> yeah. standing on the chair looking back at me, we'd be friends by the end of the flight. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be feeding him stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Have, have a little bit of my Bloody Mary. Yeah, yeah. Here's a I don't mind. Have a little bit of my Bloody Mary. The dog's just in the front seat. My dog. Not my dog. Not my problem. Not my dog. Not my problem. Yeah, I wish there were dogs everywhere. Like, like whenever I see that, like, 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 especially if they're well trained, like sweet dogs, and, and especially if it's a lap. That's my favorite breed of dog. I think they're just so. They're it looks dogs. like they look like they're smiling all the time. They're just happy to see you, and, but. What I don't get on board with is the the service animals that are like, oh, that's your comfort giraffe. That's your <laughs> that's your stress beagle. That's your stress oh, bingle tiger. That's your like, feel good chinchilla. No, I, <laughs> no. I, I was waiting for my. I've literally seen and I don't know what service they were providing, but I've seen a service parrot and a service iguana. On Two actually, those I'm okay with because really? those are small and you can control. I'm talking about those people who bring like full size pigs and ostrich flamingos. <laughs> Like, like if your animal is going to inconvenience me and, and if you brought an animal that doesn't control its bowels, mm. if it's just, oh, he's marking. <laughs> no, you bring a chinchilla on board and he decides to spray hot, acrid urine at, at me. Like, like, like it's not going to work. No. My, my theory with the iguana and the parrot is that they're not stress relief animals at all. They just prefer that to however you normally bring animals on planes. What do they like? Drug them and stick them downstairs and. Yeah, how can a lizard possibly be comforting? Right, right. So they're just using this. Like, Lenore! Oh. <laughs> it's my service lizard. Don't <laughs> yeah. ask any questions. It's medical privacy as a way to get him inside. 
Checkmate. See, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't like. I like seeing the dogs as long as they're little ones. It's more. I have a little feeling, a little tinge of frustration at the people bringing them because I'm. Maybe I'm wrong, but my feeling is always like, I guarantee that you flew before you were allowed to bring this dog with you. I think you're trying to skirt the rules with some I'm stressed out nonsense, when in reality, you're just trying to not have to put your pup with all the rest in the, in the cargo. I would much hole. rather see you bring your Great Dane on this plane than your crying baby. I don't know. Yeah. Those Great Danes fart. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Don't. Great Dane, bad choice. You know, <laughs> they can't the actually. Guy. Let's go with the same like, size. Beagle over baby. That's 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 my whole slogan campaign promise. <laughs> the, yeah, if it's a well-behaved dog and it's not yipping, they should put the babies right. down below in cages. Yeah, like they do it in China. I actually hate <laughs> the fact that the, the kids go on the plane first. You know, they're like parents with young infants mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. elderly on the plane. I could put the kids on last. So you got that. Like you're all settled in. Yep, sweet. Now let the fucking more like those <laughs> greening fucking children. Yeah. Right, and it Come minimizes on. their time on the plane. Exactly, That's last true. on. That's God, genius. Oh, we didn't get a we didn't get Bastillion on the uh, yeah um, the what is it? Let me read it, it again. Snipped. When did you guys know you wanted kids? At what age is too early to get a vasectomy? I always wanted to have kids when I was young. I was like, oh, I'm going to have kids when I'm 20. They'll have kids when they're 20. I'll be a great grandparent by the time I'm 60. We all sweet, you know what I mean? But um, but then I turned like I don't know 20, and I was like, nah, she can she can wait for a while. I think. I don't know. I come from a really big family. My dad, Catholic. I'm one of eight, you know? And what I don't number think I'm you? number one, mate. I'm number seven. Number seven? So, uh, yeah. Kind of lost in the mix there. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, still haven't got the right one yet. <laughs> We're getting close. <laughs> um, But yeah, so for me, I was always like, oh, I'll just have kids when I'm financially stable and ha happy with what I'm doing. And that's where it was always at. So it's was like, I never was in once in the army like, I'm going to have kids when I'm in the army because fuck that. You're never home. Your kid will mm -hmm. grow up. You'll never know what it, what it is. It's like, you, you know, what are you doing with your life? So for me, it was always like, I'm going to get out of the army, then my kids. And then, and then uh, Europe came along. We're like, after Europe's a good time to have kids. We've finished our traveling for a bit. But see, you so guys are talking about how you're getting locked just down. for practice. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but the way the way I see it is, you don't have to like get locked down once you have kids. I'm so set on getting in. They call it au pair. I'm pretty sure it is, and you get like some hot chick from fucking Sweden. Like my wife can have like a pool boy to look at. I'll get some <laughs> hot chick that will look after our kid, you know, in Australia, nice. and and she can have a pool boy that'll clean the pool, and that's our eye candy. And then our kids are looked after when we want to go out for a movie and dinner and stuff like you know, that. and sometimes you have a taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but still, you're not playing with fire at all by bringing a hot young girl into the relationship <laughs> at a time when it's very, very fragile and your wife is cutting yeah. down 40 pounds of baby weight. Brilliant, baby. I think that's perfect. Sometimes you got to just tell your wife, you know, 30 pounds from now, we'll knock some boots. But for now, I'm going with our babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> You can watch if you want. Right. <laughs> nah, but like in all seriousness, like I, they're so cheap. You just like put them in your house, you feed them a little bit of food and then give them a little bit of a, an income on the side so they can, yeah. you know, and a day off a week and you got actually a full-time, like childcare in Australia is not cheap, particularly if you actually make a bit of money as well. You don't get all the actual extra subsidies and stuff to reduce the cost. No, you're so, right, honey. It's, I've been selfish. Ivanka, eat a pussy for a bit. <laughs> I don't want to go down there after the birth to fucking manhouse. 
I'm just thinking of fun ways to use your sexy Swedish uh, candy. <laughs> Look, he's brainstorming <laughs> on your behalf, Pastilli. This is a service we offer. <laughs> yeah. that, that seems like a great service. I always I thought you would say Russian because I feel like Sweden, that's a nice enough country. They're going to probably stay, right? Where a lot of Russian women, they'll get shipped all, or anywhere but Russia, it seems, right? Mm. Yeah, because you've got a little more uh, leverage then. Because if you get a Swedish chick, she's like, I'm going home. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but if you've got yourself a Russian, she's like, ah, better than gulag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's thinking ahead, do Kyle. Whatever, you do whatever you want to her. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Wild stuff. <laughs> Man, I hope that you order a Russian girlfriend at some point, Kyle. That'd be a fun thing to watch. At some point, yeah. That hasn't happened. No, that's why I phrased it that way. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. Yeah, that'd be neat. That it, I, I can't remember what it was. It was either on TLC or... No, it must have been fucking YouTube like five years ago. There was a whole series mm -hmm. of following these fucking losers. Some of the biggest losers you've ever... Some of the biggest losers, folks. Ask anyone. Let's just make people call them the biggest losers. And these guys would pay to get women from like Belarus and Russia and like Mongolia, not probably not Mongolia. That's pretty nah, you don't want a happy bitches. country, you know, and shipping them there. And so much of the time you got that's some frumpy. Up, what's that? Wasn't on MTV. I remember it seeing it somewhere been, as well. I'm, I'm sure there's a, multi, a multitude of these shows. I just know that like these very attractive women would show up. And then a guy who's like five foot four and 200 pounds overweight. And you would immediately see in her eyes like, just the uh, Havana, you do what you gotta do here. Like that's what you and you got this like bald Humpty Dumpty looking motherfucker just ecstatic. But then most of the time it would follow him back to the house and then it would ask like two weeks in to be like, so Scott, how is everything going with Havana? And he's like, well, we, uh, I've been on the couch. I'm letting her get acclimated in the bedroom. Uh, we haven't had any physical touch yet, which is fine, which is fine. I told her we'll take her time on it. And it's like, you go to her and she's like, I'm really just waiting until brother Dimitri show up. He could uh, get the green card next quarter or like something like that. It's like, yeah. man, these guys are getting absolutely bamboozled, which is fair because they're trying to bamboozle these women. Yeah. There was one of them with like that was just he was like writing out checks every day like here's your money for the day. Yeah. Why was I mean, he, she was like why were they bamboozling the women though? Because I felt like they were getting what they signed up for. They were, but it's like predatory to be like, oh, here's somebody in search of a better life. I can I can be that shoulder to cry on. All you got to do is kind of this tacit understanding that we're gonna fuck, you know, and be like it is predatory, you know, to. To go after women. The idea way. is that you're able to, because of where you live and yeah. the opportunities that your country will provide, you're able to get someone that you normally wouldn't be able to get. They are disadvantaged by their by their own citizenship. Yeah, big power. In I've always thought this Me Too style stuff, there were two sides of the story, right? Like the, on one side, you've got a guy who's using his position of advantage to get sex. On the other side, you've got a woman... Using sex to get what she wants. Why is it one-sided in this storytelling that we have here? Like these women get a green card, and all they have to give up is—I uh, don't know—15, 18 fucks. <laughs> More than that, yeah. If they want to do That's... lifetime stuff, but yeah, I don't. Maybe you're right. It's just it—it's—it's—it strikes me as skeevy 
because of the kind of guy who is doing it. Like any of the four of us, it would never cross our minds to be like, I got to hit up a Belarusian woman that is in poverty and fucking trying to make corn grow in the killing fields out there. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to ship her in here because the only kind of person who would do that is someone who is kind of a loser, you know, like they, the, women who already live in the first world don't want to be with him, you know? Yeah. And so he's, he's using that status he has to take advantage of someone who's kind of in, in need. And then the other thing is, I think that, I think what I've seen in those shows is that a lot of times these ladies think that they're marrying a rich American because maybe yes. that's a stereotype in their village, mm. right? They, they just, when they, when just, just like we have stereotypes, you know, I, I'm sure when I say Japanese businessman, we could all draw the same. Lots thing. of cameras. Yeah. 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 We're, we're all picturing the same guy right now. And mm -hmm. so I think when they hear American man, they're like, oh, yeah, Tom Brady. <laughs> and, then, and then fucking Humpty Dumpty shows up, right? And he's like, here it is. This is my modular home. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. If you walk down the hall there, no, don't step on the rotten spot. You'll fall clean through. <laughs> and that is the master bedroom. You know, they, they get a, they're like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. I, my, my house was better than this in the fucking village. You know, this is, this is no good. Yeah. I, yeah. I that get... is a thing I, I'm remembering now, at least one where the woman came over thinking he was a rich American and he lived in like a duplex, which lots of nice duplexes out there. This was not one of them. <laughs> this was a shithole, just a really shitty place. And so, you know, that, that, you know, that's the risk she took when she met up with, you know, Steve Williamson from, you know, the middle of Arkansas in his modular home. Yeah. I watched one where the guy was like, he had been looking for a long time and like it kept going wrong. And and these services are very predatory. The ones who like, a, it, it's not like you do this. It's not peer based necessarily. It's not like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm looking for you and you're looking for me like a dating yeah. website. Mm -hmm. There's a, uh, there's a, a whole enterprise where you gather the women, advertise them, post their bios on your website and the yeah. men pay them and the, and 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 there's, there's a, a whole it's like ordering a pizza or something off the dark like web that. trickery yeah. involves some misleading um yeah. well you know some facilitation you know and it's it's not necessarily always nefarious but there is facilitation by a third party who's like bringing the women together aggregating them putting them in categories like oh you want this this and that well these are the eight women that we think would be good from you this one's from czech republic this one's from blah 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 um and i feel like I don't know. It's it's a real skeevy, sketchy kind of for sure. Scenario. No doubt. But in the end, a lot of times these guys aren't are just looking for love, right? You know, I don't think they're all looking for like a sex slave. A lot of them are just lonely guys. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are just lonely. That's totally fair. And loneliness can make you do some pretty desperate things. You know, like if if they're one of those guys who's like, I've tried dating here. I've been lonely for fifteen years. Like, I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna fucking kill myself unless I get some sort of human companionship. So, yeah, yeah, that part makes you just a sad situation all around. Glad we're talking about this. Yeah. Well, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well you know, that's a chief export I, in Russia's economy. So. <laughs> I still wonder, though, if there's not some way for this to happen a little more win win. Right. Like. Let's let's take away the Russian bride aspect of it and just say, all right, I'm, you know, bagel guy or bagel man, whatever his name was. But I'm a multimillionaire, right? So that guy with cash, he can swing above or fight above his weight class. I'm looking for yeah. the term there. You know, he might get a hot chick that otherwise 
No, they didn't. If they were just looking at the physical and emotional package, wouldn't be interested in him. But when the package completes a little bit, he can he can uh, fight above his weight class. So maybe the American citizenship and the Russian bride thing, like like you can just pull a little better tail than you could otherwise. And if they went into it wide open and well informed, it would be a good relationship. That's where a lot of people go to Asia. Oh, like heaps of people go to Asia. Like if you know, separated with their like first wife, they go to Asia, you know, they're in their forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, and then like they get yeah. some twenty-one-year-old, you know, hot Asian chick, and hey, come back to my country, and you know, yeah, I'm not discounting get... anything in the future, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, that's not an American thing. People don't go to Asia, but I, I can see how oh, Europe, yeah, very common in Australia. I meant to say Australia, yeah, very yeah. common. Yeah, my friend went to question. Thailand, but, and he insists that he didn't do anything other than kickboxing. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll pressure him on it when he's drunk, but he hasn't cracked, so I think he might actually be telling the truth. Okay. I don't know. Go ahead, Kyle. What do you yeah, got? I've got another AMA question. By the way, if you become a $10 Patreon, not only do you get access to PKN, but you also get to ask these questions from us. Uh, have any of you ever had what a religious person might call a spiritual experience, like a crazy coincidence that might delude someone? I like your language, buddy. You're really, <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, coming into this. Uh, in, uh, from from a yeah, guns neutral standpoint, <laughs> into believing into in something supernatural or just a powerful, meaningful experience that somehow shaped how you view the world. Uh, he's been a fan since he's 14 years old. He's 22 now. Love you guys. <laughs> I do like the way he asked that. Hey, idiots! Have you ever been tricked? <laughs> 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 uh, um, yeah. Uh, I think I think the thing would be that like I've been in a lot of like close calls, and it just seemed like nothing ever hurt me. And so after a while, I started believing maybe not in an actual God who's like a guy with a gray beard watching over me, but maybe in fate. Maybe that like, I just think that I'm not saying I'm meant for something greater. I'm not going to be the John Connor of the future, but maybe I'm just not supposed to die like this or it would have happened. This just seems so stupid what just happened. And I'm not just talking about stuff that I filmed, but like stupid. I You know, there's a reason that I I was so quick to start doing stupid stuff on the internet i had been doing that stuff my whole life you know just just real dangerous dangerous stupid things out in a field or a pasture on a you know getting on top of moving vehicles on the highway like climbing out the passenger side window and just surfing on top of the car or you know jumping on top of a bull's back that when i had no training to do such a thing or <laughs> you, you know lots of gun stuff that was just it wasn't that i was necessarily being unsafe but it was just an unsafe situation lots of atv accidents i've been in like where i got concussions and got thrown and but i never died you know i i i hit a i hit a piece of wire once on an on an atv going as fast as it would go i don't know how fast that is and the wire caught me right in the throat to the point and it just pulled me right off and i just got up i don't know i i just I, I, so after a while Maybe it's ridiculous to think this way. I was like, maybe I'm just not supposed to die in some kind of stupid thing. Maybe I'm supposed to die old in a bed. Or maybe I'm supposed to die in some other stupid way that just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's more likely. Yeah. <laughs> supposed to for choke me, I on don't a really, fucking jujubee. For me, I don't really think there's been any spiritual kind of like moment. But um, there's two things that come to mind. There's been more life-changing moments. I actually like was drinking a lot in my late teens, like, a shitload like i'd get blind drunk drive home pretty much three four nights a week and i was just like you know i'm like almost untouchable you know like as you were saying and then i got done for drink driving and i actually 
thought I was a lot more drunk than I was when I got pulled up and I didn't blow much over, but I only lost my license for six months, which was awesome um, compared to what it could have been. Um, and after that, I actually had a, a very big change in how I perceived my health and everything. I, it was a bit of a wake up call. Like, you know, like you wake up like shit, that was stupid what I was doing. Um, and I could have hurt someone and I would never really never drink drive. It's actually stupid as fuck. That was one thing where I changed my actual health side of things. I don't really drink much anymore. You saw me have a beer before this, but that was my wind down from the stream. Um, <clears throat> and then a few years ago, about five years ago, um, one of my grandmother's friends was at the house and I was talking to her about, about life, which was kind of a weird topic, but she was telling me about how no, I said to her, um, you know, did you ever really want to travel or anything like that? Because you seem like a really happy person and, she goes, oh, I've never traveled outside of Australia. I'm like, oh, did, did that bother you? And she's like, yes, it does. And she wanted this massive, like, almost like a tangent preach. Like, it was, She was really upset that she'd never lived her life how she wanted to live it. Her, her uh, parents told her that she had to get married, have kids, all that kind of stuff. And, for, and, and I was like, that's, you know, really upsetting. I don't want to live my life like that where I'm living it to someone else's expectation. Mm-hmm. And she died soon after that. And... That's kind of resonated with me a lot. So that's not the reason why I want to do, I want to live life how I want to live it. There was definitely a major contributing factor to now I don't, like, that's why I got out of the army. It was the main reason I got out. It's like, I'm sick of doing things on someone else's schedule. If I want to go to Europe, I'm going to go to Europe. If I want to jump out of plane, I'm going to jump out of plane. And if I want to take a day off today, I'm going to take a fucking day off. Yeah. I had a similar thing. Like, like my dad told me the story of when my uncle was dying of cancer. They were very close. And, uh, and, and as he's in the hospital bed, bed and dad's talking to him, my uncle said, you know, if I get out of here, let's travel, let's, let's do this and that. And dad's like, if you get out of here, we're going to buy a quarter million dollar RV and we're going to see every state we're going to this and we're going to that. Well, he, you know, he died a year later, but I was really happy that like, I got to do a lot of traveling. Like I've been to most of the States, like all the way up both coast. Like I drove from Georgia all the way up to Seattle and then back and then Georgia all the way up past New York. And, you know, I, I've been to like 40 states or something like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did a lot of that. I plan to do more of that lately. It's one of those things. I don't know if you guys heard Shaq talking recently about mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant dying. The video's huge right now. I don't know, 15 million views in a day or something like that. It's really heartfelt. Is and it a short talking video? To, we should watch yeah. it. If, yeah. It's probably or, NBA. Okay. In, you Never know, mind. the NBA is. Um, but I, I strongly suggest anybody uh, out there that's interested at all. Like, it doesn't matter if you're interested in Kobe Bryant or basketball or Shaq. It's just it's it's sort of a life lesson of him regretting not spending more time with Kobe and really not spending more time telling him how he felt about him. And and uh, so so I, you know, people that have lost people like that, I think all of us sort of try to do that. Like I I try to tell everybody that I care about that I care about them. I guess you two will notice, you know, you know, you don't hear that too much from me. Take a hint. Never. Not once. Not once. Not once. That's intentional. Um, but, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> but it's important. No, I love you guys. I really do. You, you guys are a big part of my life. I love both of you. I really do. From the heart. Really, really. Lots of love here. Love you guys. I, I wish the best for you all the time. I really do. Um, even though you're misguided and you don't want to have those kids and you, you're just going to be like, <laughs> you dumb fuck. You dumb fuck. Get a dog. Get another dog. 
This is like like what was it, like three months ago we we're, were talking about this and Kyle goes, God, Taylor, fuck, I hope you're sterile. I feel like he wants the best for you when he says that. This is exactly we'll have a wild life. Yeah. This is exactly how like a jihadist's best friend feels (laughs) as he sees his friend go farther and farther into like more and more radical parts of the religion. He starts hanging around with a bunch of now he's growing the beard out, like and and he used to drink with us, and now he's 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 preaching to us about about this and that, and (laughs) he's he's really anti-American all of a sudden and is he came he came home the other night he had one of those his face was all black because some soot had went off and he mm. said he was just cleaning a chimney but i think it was testing explosives and like, <laughs> i feel like you're slowly becoming a, a jihadi is that and, goat blood on your penis again i'm just watching you slip closer and closer into into being a terrorist and and, and, and there's nothing An i can do comparison <laughs> it's, it's exactly that because you know you're you're, you're committing Reproductive suicide. <laughs> suicide by reproduction. That is I guess, the opposite the, of what he's suicide doing. Suicide by reproduction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reproduction <laughs> and suicide <laughs> seem like opposite things. No, no, Kyle's made lots of salient points in that. <laughs> yeah. that yes. Well thought out. I was <laughs> reading that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> statement. Yeah. Like, I was in no my way just some nonsense I'm spouting because yeah. Taylor shouldn't have children. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Uh, it'll be a while from now, but then again, I'm only using the pullout method of safety, so who knows? It could be could be any time. Sterile, 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 sterile. Big money, no whammies. I've been looking up all sorts of black magic to sterilize you. It turned out that radium, radium is the best way. Radium, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I can't have kids, I'm not adopting. All the money I make's just gonna be for me doing fun things the rest of my life. Then, right? I can save some up, make sure that I go to a really fun old folks home because I don't want like mean old folk home. Because you know all those horrible stories you hear about in old folks homes Yeah, where it's like, oh, this fucking 78 year old woman, like this caretaker got impatient and just started smack. Pick the old folks home with the highest sexually transmitted disease rate. No, (laughs) that's a good one. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, hey, no, I came here to party, shit. and they're like, they're like, we're all just really afraid, afraid of that one orderly. Um, just don't, don't make eye contact. Also, he has the clap. <laughs> That's not at all how I saw this going. I thought this was party central. Oh no! Oh no! That must be a fun thing to do. It like getting the doctor checkup. You're 83 years old, frail, and you're doing a lot of fucking. And they're like. Mr. Johnson, you have chlamydia again. He's like, don't even bother fixing it. Who fucking cares? (laughs) Oh, it's going to hurt me when I'm 88. I'm not making it that long, bitch. I can read my chart. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of shit. Oh, speaking of, I don't know, some STD tests made me think of it. My DNA test should be back like tomorrow. So by next week's show, I'll have like not only all of my... um, genealogy or whatever you call it like like, like yeah. what, what parts of the world I, I my ancestors reign from but also like the chances that i'll develop cancer or um um what's or, um alzheimer's. a bunch of alzheimer's yeah i couldn't couldn't remember what that other <laughs> what's the name of that thing that makes you forget things it's being an asshole it's got punishing you no 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 the other one the one that's real yeah, yeah alzheimer's I'll, I'll find out actually i'm gonna double check that it hasn't come in now because they're at the point where they're like calculating data or something now it hasn't come in 
Oh, did you get it my... online? I, I pictured a package. Yeah. I see. Oh, yeah, as soon as um, as soon as like like, I just like I, I use twenty three and me. I'm gonna log in and like, just point out to the audience another PKA promise made, another PKA promise kept, as per typical. Yeah, I think the, uh, Kyle's gonna be mostly white. Mostly white. <laughs> the, the light from the. It's so bright. Oh, he's just, he's just doing a, a half dab. That's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what that is. Um, yeah, first I was registered, then my stuff arrived at the lab, then it was prepped, extracted, genotyped, reviewed, and now they are computing the results, and that is the the final step. So they said, I'll know that was yesterday, and it says one to two days. So I would imagine tomorrow I'll know. So next show I'll be able to show up in full Native American headdress or maybe like some sort of Rastafarian thing. I'm Ooh. taking advantage of this. Yeah, whatever you are, I hope you get good results. Yeah, yeah, me too. I hope I get some fucking crazy results. I'm a little worried that, I, that I'm like going to get cancer and that this is going to be like, oh yeah, 100%. You've probably got it now at your age. Well, guys, <laughs> bad news. I'm going to get cancer of the colon, but I can say the N-word. anemia is on the rise (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that i i I don't know if i'd want to know that stuff like the disease stuff that would really i paid a hundred extra just to know that like 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 they offered it to me after they'd gotten all my after i registered the kit and everything they're like hey for a hundred extra would you like to know your odds of getting this and that and whether you have the, um, like aversion to cilantro, like some people cilantro tastes like soap to them. Now, obviously I know that I'm not one of those people, but it gives you so much data like that. Things huh. that are genetically related. Do you think you become paranoid about you build, it? Pardon? Do you think you'll become paranoid about certain things though? Like if no, you I, 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 I've long said, I, I, I live like, like, like it's a throwaway account. Yeah. I just, I just don't care. Like, like, when we used to play Call of Duty, we'd make these new accounts just to run through the first 40 or 50 levels in a, in a week or so. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, now I'm done. Throw it away. Not renewing that account. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the way everyone should live their lives because those are the most fun accounts. That's fair. <laughs> I think I'm the only one who did the question, but I don't have a good answer. No spiritual experiences for me. I what can't think it? of anything. Uh, oh, the spiritual experience. Yeah, have you ever had a re- Woody, what a religious are you serious right now? You tried to kill yourself and the rope broke. Yeah, it, it was. I, I, everything is so easily explained, though. I, I, the, my attachment point was weak and the rope okay. didn't break. The uh, I don't know if people are going to know what this is, but on a skylight, you like have this thing on a bar that you turn and you hook it and it's just threaded on there and it's weak and the hook came off the skylight. Fair enough. Uh, Thank God Hank Hill wasn't there with you prepping that hang. You got to countersink it, Woody. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're never going to get quite the snap if you don't countersink it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just feel like all this stuff, like, oh, yeah, well, that was obviously too weak to do this. Oh, right, this happens. And unlike you, I've been hurt plenty of times. I, I Someone asked me how many bones I broke, and I wasn't sure. Uh, yeah. I, I also like to make a lot of bad decisions, but I seem to pay for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, no, nothing that I write off to a, like a divine intervention. Yeah. Any spiritual stuff for you, Bastilli? Not really spiritual, but definitely life-changing moments. So just like I said before about, you know, my, my grandmother's friend who just before she told me about, mm-hmm. she hated the fact that she lived her life, was, you know, how her parents told her to live it. 
and wish she traveled and done all the things she wanted to see. Yeah. She was really upset about it and you know, I could tell. And, you know, like when you're looking at like someone who's like, you know, a lot older and they're telling you something, but you know they're actually telling you it. It's like, I was like, shit, I don't want to be like that. See, yeah, now you're in the Netherlands. Look at that. Yeah. Everything's working out. And you're, I, you're I planning on it... going all over Europe, right? I, you're, yep. you're, like, like how long are you in the Netherlands for? I've got, a, I've ordered, I've ordered, I've rent, I've rent a house for 12 months. So I've got my computer set up here. I've got all my strings. Oh, so that's going to be home base and you're going yep. to like visit around. Yeah. Ah, I, bought, yeah. I bought this really shitty Ford Focus. It's like a, like just a little shit, shit box. It's just going to get me around like, I you drove know, one of those for Belgium. Some time. I hated it. Yeah. So it's, it's actually pretty good on fuel. Um, yeah. but that would be like France, Belgium. Um, what else is it good for? <laughs> just <laughs> nothing. The thing is, like, I'm really keen to like hire a really, really expensive fast car and then just get straight into Germany and just fucking go as fast as I can on that autobahn. That'd be sick. You should. Do yeah. That. What else is a Ford Focus good? For? Keeps you monogamous. Got mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Birth control. <laughs> right. Um, we just needed a car to so if we wanted to like just go just down the street or something. Yeah. But everything's so like we're like a couple hundred meters away from like everything we're ever going to need from like the supermarket and that. And then everything is same day or next day delivery. Like we haven't found a single thing we couldn't get ordered the next day. So like at the moment we pretty much just order some random shit every day. So this old fella keeps coming back to our house, and then we just give him a glass of water because he doesn't speak English, but he's always looks <laughs> really thirsty. So we just like, hey, glass of water, and he's like, oh, like so. <laughs> so you didn't was... have that in Australia, that like logistics. No, definitely not. There's everything's better here except for fuel price. Yeah, we have that. Everything I get Internet. from Amazon is available pretty much tomorrow or the next day. Mm. Uh, if you want groceries every, and stuff, they just bring it that day. Every single thing I, I can think of at the moment that I've, I've experienced is better in Europe, except for uh, fuel prices. So yeah, America is 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 even good about that. I think we, we've probably got the cheapest gasoline in the world, right? I'd probably say that. Well, can't be Saudi, that, right? There's like Venezuela you, that has it free, but for by and large, we must be near. It's the best. free in Venezuela. Yeah, I think they consider it a public resource. And, uh, you know, it's like, hey, there are these companies mining our country and making money off of it. Our benefit from this, you know, being our nation, uh, is that it's free. And it's not free, free, but it's like pennies a gallon. Let me see how if I'm right on that. Yeah, I just wanted to say cheapest in the world. Saudi Arabia, 91 cents a gallon. Kind of makes That's sense. Really not wow. surprising. Yeah. Venezuela is 0.015 cents per liter. And it's been the same cost since 1997. So literally like nothing. Four a, liters a, in a gallon. A penny so and a half a liter, yeah. So that four liters in a gallon, incalculable, but not a lot. Like a nickel. Times that by four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, can't, I don't know that you could do that. No. <laughs> you, you, uh, first rule of math, you can't times something unless it's a full number. Oh. <laughs> Is that six cents a gallon? Am I doing it right? Yeah, I think it I is. am. Yeah, so uh, uh, I remember yeah. day one of like multiplying fractions in like third or fourth grade, and just being like, "There's just no way." But but how? It's not that cra- It's I don't get it. Here's the thing, though, Woody. It's two cents a gallon in Venezuela. Okay. Average daily wage sixteen dollars. Ah, see, that's, that's a good. Poor. Yeah, where Saudi Arabia, for example. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, Yang has a similar process. Like he wants to do this thousand uh, dollar a month thing, like a stipend, but that's not what he calls it. But 
And he's basically like, hey, you know, these country, these companies like Amazon are making tons and tons of money and paying zero in taxes. Your share of that should be this. And uh, he wants to put a little sales tax on it, a value-added tax or whatever. I, I don't know if that's a little socialist, but I, there's a piece of me that's like, shucks, if cattle farmers are grazing national parks and raising their cows and getting what is effectively free food from a public resource... Should we get some sort of benefit from that as citizens of owners of this public resource? Maybe. Uh, yeah. You know, or turn that to oil, right? If, if people are mining and they're not owning that land or if they're chopping down trees from public land, then should we not already get a cut of those trees? Or it's just a question that's worth asking. Mm. Instead of giving away a public resource to a public company for some reason. Like that seems a little... Predatory almost. I was thinking of when you mentioned Yang's proposal there, I was thinking, <clears throat> I, I just recently watched, have any of you seen the new Twilight Zone that has Jordan Peele as the, the, the host? I have oh, not. I've seen no. one. Which There's one did no you way see? it holds up. I would need a memory boost on that. Yeah. Oh, okay, he's so a comedian, I, watched, I think. That's the one I haven't watched. That's episode one, actually. So it's cool. Um, I did not want to buy the CBS streaming service, but Kitty really likes all of their nonsense TV shows. So she's CBS? CBS. CBS. I understand. Okay. Yeah. And so um, now I have access to Star Trek Picard, which I wanted to see anyway. So, and, and like, see, everything CBS has ever done, you know, as far as their television shows, which is slim pickings if, if you're me, because I don't like most of that garbage. I don't need to see Young and the Restless from a decade ago. But <laughs> I saw that they had the Twilight Zone, the new one. There's one season three stars. So I wasn't, I didn't have very high expectations and I've watched three or four episodes. Uh, a lot of them seem to have very liberal, um, undertones where they're like, like one of them, all the men become very toxic because of meteors and they become very rapey and violent. And it's, I was like, okay, you, you, you're really slapping us in the face with it, huh? Um, and, but, but one of them that I liked was, uh, a guy, this campaign manager fails at getting this guy elected president when he thought he was gonna gonna do it, and so he's become an alcoholic. He's drinking, and then this child, this literal like nine or ten year old, makes a YouTube video like, "Hey, I'm Timmy, and I want to run for president. Here's what I promise." And the video gets like twelve million views, and he's like, "Yes." So he goes to Timmy's house, and he's like, "Look, worst case scenario, talking to the parents. Worst case scenario, if I represent you." You're going to get so much money from endorsement deals and advertising. His college is going to be paid for. His sister's college is going to be paid for. And their grandchildren's colleges will be paid for. Like, like that's the worst thing that could happen. And technically, Mrs. Timmy, his mom, your mm -hmm. name's going to be on the ballot, but we're running him as the candidate. And she's, they're like, all right, we're in. Long story short, they elect a like 10-year-old to be the president of the United States. And, uh, and one of his campaign pain promises was free video games for everyone. <laughs> and, you know, everybody thought everyone was laughing at that. They thought it was really cute. Then he gets, he's in the, he's in the Oval Office and he's like, they're like, he's like, all right, first thing we got to fulfill my campaign promises, free video games for everyone. And they're like, Timmy, he goes, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of chuckle. Oh, Mr. President, <laughs> we can't just give free video games to everyone. Either you do it. Or we put a million dollar surcharge on every Game Boy and we put them out of business. Do it. <laughs> and, so, and so like like the weeks go by and like everybody's getting real concerned, especially the campaign manager. And he's talking to like one of the joint chiefs, the military guy, right? And he's like, 
aren't you a little worried about this? And he's like, what you're saying is sounding a lot like treason, mister. Look, I don't care if it's a child, a dog, or a grown man. He's the president of the United States. Everybody loves his promises. Those video games, everybody loved them. Everybody loving them. <laughs> all right? He's killing the polls. I do what that man says. He's like, man. but he's a boy. President. Mr. President. He's like, fuck. <laughs> everybody has bought into this but me. <laughs> and he goes to the kid's that mom. He's like, absurd. he's like, look. Timmy may be sitting behind that desk, but you're actually the president of the United States. Do you think you could rein him in? She's like, why would I want to do that? Everything's going so well. I would never, I would never get in Timmy's way. And it's like, oh my God, I fucked up. The president of the United States is a 10 year old child and he is a brat and he's a <laughs> maniac. Like, like for one of the first things he does is he passes a law. Like he doesn't like old, they're like, Mr. President, you got to get a physical. It's required by Congress. He's like, no, no, you cancel the appointment permanently. And as a matter of fact, no old, no more old doctors make it happen. <laughs> no more old and they're doctors. like, fuck. Old starts right. at 27. No. <laughs> That's too old because Timmy's 10. Old men start at much older than 10 to a ten, much younger than 27 to a 10 year old. That was my so, joke. I didn't expect to go yeah. lower. It happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it, a lot of that stuff. And Timmy becomes a real scary guy because he's everybody just does what he says. It's uh, he becomes a, it's, it's a good episode. It was I like an old Twilight Zone that. The kid had a superpower, but it was similar. Yep. Yeah, yep. I remember he. Everybody was afraid of away. him. Yeah. Where everybody's in the house and mm -hmm. he like makes them have dessert for breakfast. Yeah, whatever the fuck. It he turns somebody into, into like a disgusting inside out monster. And they're like, that's real good what you did. That's that's real good. Yes, yes. We all like the thing you did. It's real <laughs> yes, We all like the thing you did. And they're all just terrified of the kid because he'll just wish you into oblivion if he if he feels like it or blow you up or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, maybe I'll it, try that show out. I just, I don't know. I, there's, it doesn't sound nearly as good as the old stuff. It it's not. Little... Although, like I said, one of the cool additions was you can watch it in black and white. Like there's 10 episodes, I think, mm. and they show... If you just keep scrolling past number 10, it starts over again, but they're all in black and white. Um, I've watched four of them. They're so-so. And I really like the original. Remember you yeah. outlined the in the early in the story, the worst case scenario, you know, it goes kind of viral and college is paid for. Mm. That's Rebecca Black's real life. That's what they did with that money. I don't mm. know if it changed as she entered college age, but yeah, she's like, I've made enough to go to school now. And like, that's kind of neat, I thought. People what making fun of her. She, she dropped out of school. She got bullied a lot. They kept saying it was Friday. It's the Friday chick, yeah. 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 But um, uh, I don't know. I guess she... she ah, is it worth it if you're a teenager? I wonder. I'd yeah. like to hear adult her. I, I be bet like, she made a lot of... I, she probably made close to a million dollars. That's a lot of I, views, I, I, though, right? I, I, about I, she had more than that. She had endorsement deals, I'm sure. You know, like, like mm. she probably made 800000 dollars or something like that that's a ton of money for a 15 year old life to like get changing. life started yeah like that as can a, be a growing interest while while you go and get through right. as opposed know, to most kids who start with like negative 40 thousand coming out of college yeah yeah if you're lucky negative 40 right yeah yeah it could be a lot more than that you're right i didn't yeah. want to say 100 because that seemed like a lot but happens yeah uh, hmm. she's still got a youtube channel she making she's videos? She's probably still making money off it. This uh, one I have to read. Do you guys think that sports rivalries are good? Or is it just a forced thing for fans of a certain team to hate their rival? Or is it just fun competition? Also, 
fuck the blues. I think that sports rivalries <laughs> are both real and contrived. There and a lot of the times they will be contrived and pumped up by the network, right? Because they want you to watch yeah. this game or that game. Oftentimes the teams don't seem to care, and that's particularly true sometimes more more so in professional sports. However, I can tell you that in college sports there is definitely a a hatred for certain teams. Like obviously I'm from Georgia, so we really don't want to lose to Florida because they they literally cost the school millions of dollars by beating them. They literally shamed the fans for years during the Tim Tebow years by beating us. We hate them. We really do hate them. There's a reason that that, that game is held in a neutral site in Jacksonville and not in either of the, the team's no, home. What is the yeah. reason? You'd think there'd be money involved in having a home game. You trade. Because of the, I, I, I feel like it was part of a, a negotiation between the two that like, well, we're not doing it in Athens and, and we're like, well, we're not doing it wherever the Gators are from fucking shit, <laughs> shit tier Florida, hunky dory town with swamps and fucking methamphetamine. So in any case, uh, I think that that one in particular it's is real. True. And, yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah, and, uh, and I think that like uh, another one for us as, as a Georgia guy um, has been South Carolina for a long time. Um, but South Carolina seems to feel it more than Georgia fans do. They give us their A game every year. And I know that like, I think in the pros, they'd be like, dude, I come out and play hard every game. But in college, it just seems like over there in South Carolina, they're like, all right, here we go again, boys. We've been shamed for the last decade. Are you going to be the ones to turn it around? And, and it, they just seem to get fired up for that game. They beat us. They beat us this last year. And it was a shocker. Uh, mm -hmm. And then Georgia Tech is, is a final one. Um, obviously, we're in Athens, Georgia. They're in Atlanta, Georgia. It's about an hour's drive distance. And Atlanta is more of a, obviously, more of a metropolis. And the fans are more white collar, whereas the Georgia fans are more blue collar. And so there's a lot of things that, that, that feed into that rivalry. And we love shitting on them year after year after year. There may be rivalries that are <laughs> fake, but I can't think of any. Uh, you know, as a player in the little sports that no one paid attention to that I Cowboys was Cowboys Redskins? I don't know about that. Well, let me circle around. Um, we got super hyped for certain teams. You know, even in beer league hockey, it was like, oh, you know, they're like the, the only here for the beer is coming. <laughs> the Buffalo <laughs> Wings and only here for the beer are for fierce rivals. <laughs> and uh, and it like we were. It mattered. You like we were we were hyped for that game. And swimming, we had similar things at both high school and college. And then uh, I used to follow the Eagles a lot. The football was a sport I watched the most when I was in high school. And uh, the Eagles have a big rivalry with the Dallas Cowboys. Huge, super big. And like it, the players played differently. Players who didn't have visors covering their eyes all year would wear them for that game. Guys are fucking poking me in the eyes. They're eye gouging because it's the Cowboys. And that's how we, you know, they're, they're getting dirty. And uh, it's exciting. I, I like it a lot. I like the rivalry games. I do wonder yeah. sometimes in the NBA, like something happened in the NBA where it's like a brotherhood. They're all friends. They're multimillionaires. They don't hate each other like they did 10, 15 years ago. And anyone who follows it would tell you the same thing. And I even like, I don't know, like Curry versus LeBron or something, the, the battle of the last few years. I don't think these guys hate each other. Like, you know, 
I don't know, Bird versus uh, Lambeer did. Like, I wish I could remember that? the players' names, but I was watching one of those sports statistics videos the other day, and they were explaining how these two players hated each other so much. They were comparing their the amount of fouls they got on average across mm-hmm. like 500 games and the amount of fouls they would get when they played each other, and it was like 270% more. <laughs> like they had literally like gotten fist fights with each other and there was all this talk in the media calling he's oh he's soft. It wasn't this Larry Bird versus Bill Lambeer, was no, it? No, this is a much more recent thing, like oh, in the okay. last five years. I can't think I don't know NBA at all. Okay. I'll tell you where rivalry's real. A hundred percent real. And it's MMA. Like we, we, it's sometimes those guys no, they're not always real. Oh, no, they're not always real, but sometimes they're real. Like, like you can tell when they're contrived, generally. It's like, you guys don't really even know each other. I've seen you at press conferences next to each other. Weren't you both on the same team like eight years ago? But then, <laughs> so, so like like recently, Cowboy Connor, clearly, there's no rivalry there, but Connor Khabib, like that's not, it might be contrived on Connor's part, but it ain't on Khabib's part, and it's <laughs> no. not on Connor's part anymore either. Like there's real hatred there, and I like that. I like it when it, when it, when it feels real because it is real. Khabib's interesting. So I, I was thinking about him recently. Khabib, on one hand, is one of the most like honorable, gracious, good training partners. You know, you, you allow him to babysit your kids, right? He's he's that guy. Doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. You know, lives with his dad, multimillionaire. But apparently, in Dagestani culture, the youngest lives with your dad. And in spite of the fact that he's had all this success and fame and fortune, he. It worries about what his dad thinks of him a whole lot. So that, that's one part. On the other hand, I feel like Khabib has been in more outside-the-cage fights than anyone else I can think of. He's been in like three in the last couple of years. He got into a fight with Nate Diaz boys. He got into a fight with the Connor boys. And uh, I'm struggling for another one. But uh, it's like, yeah, you know, super great guy. Seems to fight a lot. You know what? The only thing his problem is no sense of humor. I like it. That's that's his strength. Like you know, Connor's like, "Where are you at, man? Where are you at?" Khabib is like, I, "I'm here in L.A. Where are you? Send location. Let's fight. Doesn't matter where. Let's go. Send location." And and he, you know, what he See, means by he that? Some, he needs some more banter. He needs a, a oh. little one-liner here or there. Keep it going. Like, like he needs to learn yes and because Connor's up there improving and he's <laughs> just it's like trying to. Sp- you know, riff with a brick wall, at least from the couple of clips you guys have shown me. I'm not a big MMA guy. Yeah, fair point. You know, I, I think different people receive it differently. For me, I hear it in the accent and his seriousness, and it works for me. So, you, you as might. far as the the rivalry thing, I, I don't think most of them are contrived. At least, the only sport I watch religiously is the NHL ice hockey, and I know that Chicago and St. Louis, the actual players, really seem to dislike each other. Um, Literally at the end of this post, the guy says he's a Blackhawks fan and for you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, well, you can go fuck yourself too, buddy, because <laughs> guess what? Guess what? We went through all the years where you guys are really good, the first half of this past decade. And you know how I know that you guys suck now? Is that I genuinely wish you were a little better so that our games were more fun to watch again. Because we're just destroying you guys every time. The same way in like 2010, you guys just molested us. So eventually it'll it'll kind of be more even and then there are rivalries where it's like well even though chicago is like last place in the division it sucks this year and blues are first place then in the west and doing very well like playing in the them all west should, yeah i think blues are first in the west right now yeah well we're first in the west i think third in the league behind uh washington and boston and boston has a game in hand and i believe washington does too regardless who cares <laughs> uh but like you can even see like when chicago comes to town they bring their a game 
like Patrick Kane is playing as hard as he can. Jonathan Taves, like Duncan Keith Crawford, they're all really, really bringing it. They're all, whereas you'll, I'll watch them because I watch lots of teams, not just when the Blues are playing, but if like another Central Division rival like the Hawks are playing Ottawa or something, I'll watch and it'll be like, God damn, this was the team that almost beat us the other night. Like they look horrific. And so I definitely think it's a thing. And you get like, like little player rivalries where our, our captain got knocked the fuck out in like 2015 from a dirty hit from one of their defensemen. Was it Tarasenko? No, it was. This is back in uh, David Backus's day. Yeah, he and he got knocked out from a dirty hit from uh, Brent Seabrook, and Seabrook has like Backus getting helped off the ice. It's like wakey wakey Backus, wakey wakey, like like doing that kind of shit. And then you know everybody that. on our team that fucking hates him for that. And then so then someone on our team, Ryan Reeves, ends up beating the absolute shit out of someone on their team, and then they hate him even more. And it's I like it. I love sports I, rivalries. I, I don't like feel to like think that now that guy is like. 33 years old like guys that was 2015 i've matured a lot since then i got married i have two kids like who let, the one who did let the it hit? go the one who said wakey wakey yeah like like oh no that see was... that's where it's great okay is that chicago signed all of their guys basically thank you for winning us a few stanley cup contracts even mm-hmm. though they were going to suck later and so now that guy who said wakey wakey is making like a huge cap hit off of them and he is terrible he's yeah. like 35 which in the nhl is ancient like especially for a defenseman who plays physically, but yeah, I, I love sports rivalries. Um, I mean, I guess Mizzou really disliked Kansas for a while, but then they moved to the SEC and that went away for the most part. But you know, yeah, the worst still contrived in the NHL. The worst part of sports rivalry. So I went. I got my master's degree at NC State. It's a NC State is actually a pretty good basketball school, but. We live next to Duke and UNC, who are Ah. very good basketball schools. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, state, UNC, like it's kind of a big rivalry. And UNC is like, who? (laughs) 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 UNC is the worst they've been in ages. State was favored to win. They didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it just goes that way. I I do hate it when the league tries to contrive something like... Mm. The NHL, at least, I think they still do. They'll call it Wednesday Night Rivalry. And maybe one out of ten of them are a rivalry where it's like, oh, Boston versus Montreal. Hell yeah, that's going to be a real good one. Oh, St. Louis versus Chicago. Oh, you know, San Jose versus L.A. or something. But then, like, I remember at one point a few years ago, I was like, oh, there's a Blues game on. Oh, Wednesday Night Rivalry. Let's see who we're playing. We're playing Philly? (laughs) Right. We play them twice a year. Yeah. I have no, we, nobody cares what's Mighty, going on in Philly. <laughs> Mighty Ducks versus Hurricanes? That's not a rivalry. Yeah. You know? yeah. Wednesday night rivalry, the Arizona Coyotes versus the Carolina Hurricanes in the <laughs> Nobody's Watching Bowl. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. How, how about you, Pastilli? We didn't get to you at the, the sports thing. What, uh, you said that you follow, I used to follow like, Australian football a lot, but that was, I, I used to follow really religiously early on when I was a kid. The the only rivalries I can really think of are mostly between players. Like you'd have like this really amazing full forward, and then there's a really awesome backman, and they'd have like you know how many goals can you stop him from kicking and that. There wasn't a, a grand final, eighty nine grand final, which is I was very young, but the um it was Geelong versus Hawthorne, and I remember um, earlier that season Dermot Brereton, he he need the other guy in the in the dick in the testicles. And he like laid him out flat, and he like I think he got, had like pretty bad damage from it. And then in the grand final, the same team f- went against each other, 
and on the center bounce, so at the start of the game, they bounce the ball. It goes up. I think it was Andrew Buse. He came from the other side of the field, just full fucking sprint, and just fucking took him out. And I think he broke a rib on uh, Dermot Brereton. This is the very start of the grand final. And Dermot Brereton, he was down on the ground, and he stood above him, and he said something. I can't remember. There's a full video on it. And uh, they still, they're like kind of talk now, but they don't talk very much. Um, <laughs> but those kind of rivalries, I think, are really awesome when you actually like, in the moment, it's like, you know, oh, my God, he's going to get him back. And all those, you know, very player-orientated ones. The team ones aren't really – in Australian rules football, they're always trying to be marketing these mm-hmm. team rivalries. And Geelong, against with Hawthorne again, um, they lost – Geelong lost to Hawthorne in the grand final in like 2008, I think it was. And the pre- uh, the president, which was the uh, Victorian Premier earlier on, Jeff Kennett said Geelong just doesn't have the ability to – to take on a team as good as Hawthorne. And they called it the Jeff Kennett curse because they lost the next 13 times they met. <laughs> Hawthorne lost against wow. Geelong. And that was like a pretty cool thing. So every time it was like a Geelong-Hawthorne game, it was like, oh, my God, is it going to be – are they going to break the curse? So that, those things are cool. But I think most of the time, rivalries are always good for sport. For sure. As long as they're not obviously com- comprised by the media, which – how big is Australian money. football compared to rugby there? Like in terms of net popularity, pretty similar. It's it's bigger. So the the north, so Queensland and North, New South Wales are all they're both rugby states, and the rest of Australia is pretty much Australian rules football. Okay, there are other you know it's, there's a Victorian team for rugby in that, but and then soccer is still the biggest sport, right? No, Australian rules football is in Australia. Really? Um, okay. Soccer's Growing, definitely growing, and there's a lot more money going in. And I'll, but see, the thing is, a lot of Australian players they'll just fuck off to Europe for the actual, you know, the off season in Australia and make shitloads of money, and then come back to Australia for the actual main season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, soccer players make insane money. Yeah, which makes sense. Pretty much everyone on Earth watches them, other than the U.S. Conor McGregor get on board. Wants to be the number one paid athlete this year. Wonder if he has a shot. All exactly. Floyd Mayweather has to do is agree to one fight and he'll win. If Connor fights twice more, I think he's got a pretty good shot, right? Um, because of his pay per view uh, percentage that he gets, um, I think that if he if he fights um, Gaethje at one seventy and then he turns around and does the Nate finishes the Nate uh, Diaz trilogy, um, you know, at the end of the year, I think he'd be very close. They're saying this is trended toward two million buys. The Cowboy Connor, which is what? nuts. Yeah. When it's over in like 40 seconds, do you guys feel ripped off? Because I don't pay for that shit. Like, I, I got to watch the whole them. thing in one clip on Twitter. So Kyle, how sure are you about that now. number? A uh, hundred. Huh. Okay. Because multiple uh, sources. In the ESPN Plus era, um, where it's much harder to buy them, pay-per-views have been way down. So I was surprised to hear This is it. the biggest one in a long time. Um, uh, biggest one ever under the ESPN Plus stuff. Uh, and uh, they're saying that it's it's... I, I think real close to Connor Diaz uh, too. The super fast for people that don't know. Nowadays, to buy an MMA pay per view, you have to pay six dollars a month for ESPN Plus, or the ability to pay sixty dollars for a pay per view. And a lot of people see that monthly fee and say, "Fuck off." So yeah, I didn't expect it to be high again. Yeah, it's it's kind of what I predicted before uh, when we had this discussion uh, about two or three weeks ago. It was that the casual fans. Are Conor McGregor fans? They know that name. Just like you know, if Ronda Rousey were to come back, you'd get a lot of fucking like Karens hmm. who would be like, "Honey, we've got to watch Ronda fight." 
She's fighting. She's one of us. I bet she gets mad at Chipotle when they don't give her her guac too. Mm -hmm. And uh, they would, they would sign right on and you know, it'd be, it'd, it'd do well. But, uh, but yeah, I think if he fights twice more, he's going to be real close to that. And if he fights Floyd, if Floyd is his third fight, then also close to that. Although Manny Pacquiao has also been approaching uh, the Connor team to, to fight Pacquiao, which I think would also be a big draw. Oh, actually, I'm reading this. I think you have it wrong. The big story yeah. is um, using these metrics, it should have done something like $2 million under the pre-ESPN plus model. Not that it did, but like it, it should have. Using the old metrics. Oh, here I can link it. Yeah. But do you guys feel ripped off when you get a 40-second fight and you pay all that money? <laughs> it depends on the other one. fights. Like, so in boxing, the, the model is usually you only care about the last fight. In MMA, a lot of times, all the fights are pretty interesting. So uh, if the last one, it, sometimes the last one's not even the most interesting. But overall, I'd rather it not be 40 seconds. But if it is, it doesn't mean it was a bad night. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they throw together so many fights. Yeah. Connor's thing is, to, to, to counter myself, Connor has now made it so everyone else on the card doesn't get paid shit. So all the other fights suck. That's been his thing lately. When he was on the Khabib card, were there any other good fights? But certainly in this last one, you could hardly name all the other fighters. Yeah. I want to say maybe Rose fought on that card, didn't she? Two Connor fights ago, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm seeing a lot. I heard Chael and and Dana say that it, it hit two million. This is this says it did too. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's like a a gun stat scenario. Right. <clears throat> but in any case, um, you know, I, I think that he's going to do well uh, for the year. He won't be hurting for money. I don't think. Even this article you link says it sold the equivalent of two million pay per view mm. buys. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that but they might have changed the fighter compensation too. Like maybe he used to get like I'll make it up a dollar a buy and now they get three dollars a buy. They said um I want to say he gets six. Okay. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like 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 that's so that's that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he probably got close to twenty million dollars to for forty seconds worth of work. That's hard, hard to <laughs> That's hard to nice that money. Dollar per hour. No. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy money. I, but 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 I didn't feel ripped off. I was, I found I, you know, it, it was it was a very exciting forty seconds. Like like that's exactly what I wanted to happen. <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted to happen. So I, I love my sex tape. I was falling asleep. <laughs> very exciting forty seconds. That's it. <laughs> the fight the fight before Connor literally put me to sleep to the point where I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to sleep. Wake me up when Connor is uh, is is doing his walkout, and I just slept through the end of the Holly Holmes fight. And like got like a 20, 30 minute nap. So I wake up and I'm just like, all right, all right. He's running around. Okay. He's, he's out. It's uh, go time, go time. And by the end of it, I'm so hyped up and I've been cheering and screaming and clapping so much. And I'm like, well, I'm up for two more hours now. <laughs> Let me do the uh, last ad of the oh, night yes. real here, uh, real quick here to everybody about post mates. This episode of PK is brought to you by a company. We have a lot of personal experience with them. That is Postmates. You know what's great about eating your favorite thing? It's your favorite thing and you're eating it. You know what's not so great? Getting it. And the only fast things that deliver are not what you're craving. Introducing Postmates, the app that adds a delivery option to your favorite restaurant. Imagine anything you want to eat delivered. You don't have to drive, park, or even talk on the phone to order. Just download the app and order. 24 hours a day, 365 a year. Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour and you can even see where your food is 
You can track your driver, know what he's up to. If you forgot your eggs and milk, no problem. Craving a tasty burger? Check. Looking for the perfect bottle of red wine or summer beer? Order up. Postmates is your new long-term munchies booty call. For a limited time, Postmates is giving you 100 bucks of free delivery credit for your first seven days to start your free deliveries. Download the app today and use code PKA. That's code PKA for 100 bucks of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Save the hassle. Get the food you love fast at Postmates with code PKA. Check him out. Nobody knows Postmates like Kyle, and so you can take his endorsement to the bank. Love Postmates. But you don't have to go to the bank because you can order it from your house and get food. That's right. So there you go. What do you link here, Taylor? What is this? Uh, it's a Twitter clip that made me laugh, and so we should uh, we should queue up on okay. this. So the way we do this, Pastilla, is you just open it, pause it, and then Woody will count down when he puts it up on the screen so we all know when to play at the same time. It's only 18 seconds. It should be quick. Right. And this is I this is on my Twitter timeline. I retweeted this for anyone who wants to watch it. I shouldn't be laughing so hard. I'm sorry. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me just make sure it's not. I'm good. Ready, set, play. Music. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yes are they smoking or are they gay what year is that from i don't know it looks old but is it that's a very particular time time that i like to refer to as the late 90s when it's no longer cool to smoke but it's not yet cool to be gay. Yeah, it's, it's gay to smoke. That's so funny. And some advertising executive just like, damn it, Jameson, you've done it again. <laughs> how about how about this? It's gay to smoke. It's like Don Draper, you son of a bitch. Saving our country from gays and smoking in one Paul Mall, the white man smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like comes from a really ignorant time, but also a really enlightened time. It's it's that fun in between mixture. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. You're going lot. in there because you're gay. Are you going in there to smoke? Like ah, I can't figure out what he sounds like, but I'll work on it. Yeah, that's so funny. It's gay to smoke. I love I that. Have an am I the asshole as one of the AMA questions? I want to do. It's three paragraphs, so get comfy. Are you guys ready mm. for this? Yes. Am I the asshole? I had been dating a girl for almost two years, and she had moved in with me about a year into the relationship. She got a new job around May of last year, and in June, there was a new guy at her work, Dave. They became friends, but there was a lot of shady shit about Dave, and I didn't trust him. For example, his last girlfriend had already been married, and he had slept with a bunch of other co-workers within the first few weeks of working there. She was always gossiping about who Dave had been fucking. Around the end of July, she started hanging out with him and another co-worker smoking weed until late at night almost every day, usually around 11.30, but sometimes later. At some point, I confronted her about it, asking why she's staying up so late with this guy every day, but she assures me nothing bad is happening, and she thinks Dave is actually gay. A few weeks later, she breaks up with me and says she's going to live with Dave after he comes back from a vacation three days later. In those few days that she was still living at my place, she tells me, in fact, that he's not gay, and that he Uh, convinced her. (laughs) And he, (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And he convinced her to break up with me so they could live together. She was always adamant that she never cheated on me, but looking in hindsight, it's likely. The next day, the last day before she moved out, 
we had sex, with me fully knowing that she was now dating Dave. I know you guys have joked about hate fucks before, and now I know what you mean. As a final addendum, I just want to add that after they had been going out for only one month, they got engaged and they got married in March. I'm never planning on telling anyone this because making her cheat on someone makes me feel dirty in all the wrong ways. There's a lot of assholes in this situation, but am I one of them? Nope. No. Ruined their marriage. Yeah, you should send and a... that would make you a bit of an asshole. Oh, fuck her one more time. Is the PKA official stance, Taylor? That, you should yes. tell him. <laughs> yeah, um, that, uh, she was cheating on you for a while there. A while. A while. A while. That would have been the opportunity to do whatever dirty shit he wanted to do to her for one yeah. last time. Yeah, right in her eye. Whatever he wanted to <laughs> right do, in, that would right be the, the time Enjoy to the do pink it. eye. That doesn't doesn't give you pink eye. You don't know what I'm putting in her eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cup and farts in your hand. Rubbing it in her eye. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, even I want to go with not an asshole here, right? And you've what heard do you say me. Not even I. Well, because I'm usually the the guy who's most against there was like, any kind of cheating. You know, like you know, stay pure and this sort of thing, but. You guys know what a transformational movie Karate Kid was, where he was getting, mm -hmm. they got one over on him all this time, and then they do the thing, and he's able to get balance by getting back at these bullies, by I getting his, up, yeah. right? You can't just fuck his girl all that time, and then have him back off and just be, no, you have to even the score, and then back off. You don't forgive and forget, get even. And then forgive and forget. That's how this is supposed to work. Otherwise, you're just a fucking cuck. So. <laughs> if you didn't have sex with her, then he wouldn't have got closure. Thank you. Right? He wouldn't yes. have achieved that internal balance that clearly he has now. He doesn't. But that, yeah, I'm going to give this guy the not an asshole because otherwise they just walked all over him. No. Yep. You take a step back and now, now you can go forward in life knowing that you even the score. Obviously, we don't know all the facts, but like. Like we don't need all the facts. mess no. at the end of it, but overall, like, we if that rarely was part, do. <laughs> if, if that was enough to get him to like, you know, go well, you know, add some good sex at the end, and now I get to go do my, what I want to do. Yeah, if that's yeah. enough to help him move on. He lived with but this it, girl. They had been together for roughly two years, and she really stepped out on him. I play games with a guy. I play Tarkov with a guy, and his story it was that his girlfriend had been cheating on him with this other guy. And finally, she left him to be with that other guy. And he got her pregnant after like a month. And, and he says, well, you're going to get an abortion, right? And she's like, nope. He changed his phone number and moved states. <laughs> and, th and then she tried to get back with him. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> Wait, I, I, got, I got confused. Who's the dad? Your friend's the dad? No. No. no, no. Oh, the girl oh. breaks up with my friend. Oh. Goes with this other guy. New guy. Gets her knocked up, oh. asks for an abortion. She says, no way. He changes his phone number, moves to a new state. The new guy, Jane, did that, not your friend. Yeah. 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 The, the, the quick thinking oh, hitchhiker. I'm sorry. That. I didn't yeah. follow well. Yeah. yeah. And then the girl comes back to my friend and says, hey, uh, I'm still available. Uh, I'm, I'm back on the market. And he's like, yeah, but you've been in a collision. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not interested in, uh, in any used goods. So uh, yeah. good luck, by the way. This is hilarious. Your friend, not the asshole. Not the asshole. Not Devin the asshole. DeBeast on Twitch. Nice. Well, <laughs> good, good for him. For Devin, not, for not, not the dead. Yeah. 
Yeah. Congratulations to Devin. And for this guy uh, that we were talking about that Woody read, I'm going to say not the asshole. Uh, I think that your girlfriend and that other guy were being real, you know, real meanies to you, to put it bluntly, real meanies. And you did the right thing by, you know, spreading her open one more time and getting that cathartic <laughs> feeling the moral thing. out. Yeah. You Trust me, that if, if your girl is smoking weed with a guy, she's also fucking that guy. That's mm-hmm. how the, she earns the weed. Weed isn't the only thing getting smoked. It. Yeah. She's smoking yeah. pole. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The weed isn't the only thing getting piped. I'm, I'm working. Smoked. I think getting smoked. Getting smoked. Yeah, she's toking on more than doobies. I'm. Oh, the she's pole, the oral sex. That's it. That, that I, other guy. That I didn't What's, get that for a second. That's how she earns the weed. Yeah, of course. What was the guy doing that? Like, so she would go to hang out with this other dude until late at night. Yeah. What, what were you? Like, what was the, the guy that got cheated on? What was he doing all this time? Like playing taco, enjoying some alone time. Playing taco, playing a Twitch streamer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but t- like, how many nights in a row does your girlfriend have to be like, "All right, I'm gonna go smoke with uh, David," Dave. and then you're just like, "Okay, I'll be watching Parks and Rec." Like, no, like the, I have no, to believe he was in denial, good. right? I, I have to believe that he was like slowly coming to accept. And it was like four weeks, right? You know, like he was just sort of. He didn't want to believe it. He wanted to probably think the best of her, maybe. Yeah, that that is a <laughs> shitty situation, dude. But you, you're on the right side of the tracks on this one. You're okay. You're all good. Now you get to go sow your wild oats a little bit more and just and find a better woman. So enjoy your time. Be careful yeah. on Tinder. A lot of diseases to catch, but most of them go away real quick and for just a couple pills for yeah. like five days. Shot so. here, shot there. You're good to go again. Is chlamydia even an STD really? <laughs> Barely. Just <laughs> like, un poco. Like, just a little bit. Like <laughs> Anything that $400 could cure doesn't scare me. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to go on a trip to Southeast Asia and get doxycycline, which is to stop malaria. And that cures most of them. Yeah. Oh. Mm, the, just go to your local ones. pet store, get a little bit of fish tank uh, cleaner, and you're good to go. They use formaldehyde. Antibiotics. No, yeah, antibiotics because fish antibiotics are pretty ah. similar to people antibiotics. And like one of my dad's friends is like a like kind of prepper guy, not like a crazy prepper guy, but like he does enough own so any that he fish. stockpiles fish antibiotics. So let's let's not defend him too heartily. Okay, so like he's got a bunch of those like canned foods, and then like those uh, freeze dried boxes with like thirty or sixty servings or whatever, and then a ton of fish antibiotics. And like the place they advertise fish antibiotics is in like. Soldier Preppers fortune. Weekly or like Guns and Ammo, where it's like, and in addition to your P90, you you want to make sure your fish don't get sick. And it'll just <laughs> show like a fish, and it's like amoxicillin, penicillin, fucking whatever the hell. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, so, I'll take fish antibiotics if it's the same shit. Uh, Kyle's right. There is, uh, let me look it up. It said the name of it in the little preview, but there's fish, there's antibiotics in fish. I want to say it's it's called Moxie Fish, the pet medicine, and the reviews on Amazon are fucking awesome. My fish started work at a new job as an insurance hadn't kicked in yet. Well, of course, my fish got a bad case of bronchitis or something like that. Nevertheless, we decided to give him some meds and boom, within two days, he was all new again and just kept swimming. My fish had their wisdom teeth coming in and it caused an infection. It's clear, <laughs> it cleared the infection perfectly. There's one last one. My fish had been sick for two weeks straight and was having trouble sleeping at night. I finally figured out that 
The fish had a bad swollen sinus infection and swollen glands. Yeah, yeah, these clearly are people taking these mm. fish medicine. And I thought I saw it was amoxicillin, but yeah. And I, I, mm-hmm. I used to be a fish person, and I know that some of them have formaldehyde, so choose your fish medicine carefully. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you get one that rhymes with amoxicillin. Yeah. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had that option, you know, when last time I got uh, the, the syphilis. And, uh, and, and I was just like, I think I'll just go to the doctor and uh, get the proper injection and uh, make sure this is all cleared up and good to go before I start getting that brain rot like Al Capone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to get neuro, neuro syphilis. Mm-mm. You'll go crazy. And the podcast will have a very brief golden age <laughs> followed by a very rapid decline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny you're just losing your mind like oh kyle you you you're such a card like <laughs> you're having to be wheeled in and out ah, i slowly become yeah. more and more deranged absolutely <laughs> losing your fucking mind <laughs> i saw this and thought of taylor i, I know that you probably touched oh, this already i saw this too yeah this is sad um yeah i'll just put it on the screen this is the goalie from mighty ducks I guess most of us have seen before, especially the leftmost picture from 94. And in 2015, he's looking pretty good. Yeah. He's standing in front of something with the Mighty Ducks logo. So he's not Making on the street. Or yeah, he's something. signing autographs or something. Maybe right? some sort of Comic-Con. Yeah. My 2018, gosh. he looks absolutely terrible. Dude, pause on 2019, that. 2019. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, the, you have to pay attention to the numbers closely. Because 2015 and 2018 are not that far apart. But my God, he aged 30 years in those three. The man's 41 in that yeah, last he's photo. he's 41 years old, and he's been arrested for meth. I mean, you can tell, obviously, that's meth face to the nth degree, but Jesus Christ. Look he's at, so sallow and gaunt, just like sunken in. Looks, look at the cheeks. Looks 70. Even 2018 to 2019 is pretty significant. Like, the, the, he has different facial structure. I think yeah, I could use meth to beat facial recognition. Well, he certainly did. Yeah, that's that sucks. And and you know what? This is at first and Goldberg loses his starting goalie job to Cat and she <laughs> takes she kicks him right out and now he's useless. Then he becomes a meth addict for 30 years. Not good. <laughs> well, probably not 30 years. Looks like it started about 4 or 5 years ago. So Yeah, that that's fucking rough. That that doesn't even look like a person anymore. It's closer to a golem I, than a. It doesn't look like the same. Per- and, and I can't get over the years, right? Like, I don't know. I, I, I maybe no one else is stuck on this. From twenty fifteen to eighteen is so close. How that changed him that much in three years? Wow. That's what that's what they say. Math not even once. Woody, remember when we were in L.A. together and we were uh, we were walking oh, pretty I near the this. Chinese theater. And there was that guy sitting on the sidewalk outside the strip club vomiting onto himself. Mm-hmm. I got a video <laughs> here. Oh, boy. I couldn't make it through the video the first time. I probably won't now. I don't, I don't think we can. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> I just said the gif underneath it with the guy. See, and this is this is the middle of the video. He already had vomit all over him when it's This is when the guy got his camera going. Dude, pretty classy move to do the I'm about to cough as you vomit all over yourself. I don't want to Are we going to watch it or not? No, no. Yeah, I, I don't oh, think so. You can't I'm, show I'm it on YouTube. It. 
I, I'm watching it. Why? You can't show vomit on YouTube? No. Like you, that's like literally one of the things you can't show. I didn't notice really? the guy in the green shirt behind him goes, Ugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's so grossed out. That one's brutal. Uh, man, that's that's a rough one. Oh. Huh. How much no did he idea. eat and drink? Actually, look at his gut. Probably a lot. Right. I had no idea you couldn't show vomit on YouTube. I feel like a lot of those, like, I feel like I've seen people vomit. Yeah. I, I know I, mean, I have. I imagine maybe it just gets age gated and I hear you. monetizing yeah. like the whole I, I thing. I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. Good catch then. Well, uh, in any case, there is a man at a baseball game or something, and he is just <laughs> vomiting gallons of liquid vomit directly onto his chest, and it is pouring down his sides. And I mean gallons, seemingly. It looks like he drank like a dozen of those $8 beers or something like that. Dude, that guy looks like he's dying. <laughs> he looks like he's dying. I, I would and be everybody's just... like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> How do you like that fucking retard? And he's like, get get a mascot or someone to drag me up the stairs. A lot of the crowd is, is pissed off. They're like, I want to fucking hit him. But he's Boo! disgusting. <laughs> you boo the guy for yakking all Like, it's so stuff. disgusting to be doing that and with all those people, like, so close to you. Imagine sitting right next to that guy on a flight. <laughs> I'd be living. Oh, I thought flight would be even worse. He's passing the vomit bags to you, and you know it's... You, you, God, we're, we're running low on that. having to, like... Heave them into first class. <laughs> just hear a, Oh, that's disgusting. An, ah! <laughs> I have a. This is like a relationship advice, but it's from a fan. Uh, oh, so here it is. My girlfriend of one year crashed her car and needs money from me to get a cheap new one so she can get to work. She wasn't accepted for a loan from the bank because she failed to pay her credit card on time a few times. She lives with her parents and they're kicking her out of the house if she doesn't get a car so she can get to work. She already owes me money and is horrible at managing money. She owes me $1,000. I'm sorry. When she owed me $1,000, she spent 100 on a perfume bottle one day, and it kind of set me off in my head. If I were to give her more money, I have no time frame for when I get it back. I feel like she'd still not be able to pay me back for a long time because of her terrible money management. I've already said yes sending her more money, but I'm uncomfortable about it. Do you have any input here? I feel like I have no choice because she'll get kicked out of her house and not be able to work if she doesn't get this money. You already <sighs> said you were going to do it. In my head, he needs to wrap his head around the idea that this is a gift and decide whether or not this is the relationship that works for him, right? It yeah. is not insane for one person in the relationship to kind of be the breadwinner. And he's treating it as if they're both like co-bread winners and that she's mm -hmm. going to pay him back and that this is just a loan. No, it's not a loan. Decide whether or not, you know, she brings enough to the relationship in non-monetary terms to make this a good deal. Absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 I've oftentimes like helped girlfriends pay for things, whether that be rent when they were having a hard time or, um, you know, often it's rent. I've paid a couple of girls rent cause you know, they, all of a sudden they lost their jobs out of nowhere and they didn't really have any sort of safety net and, uh, and they needed help. And uh, I never assumed, thought I was getting that money back, you know, like, like yeah, you were just getting pussy. <clears throat> well, I, you know, it was somebody I cared about, you know, and, and I, I'd want to see him in a hard, hard spot. I'd have given them, you know, if you, if you needed some rent money, Taylor, I, I'd, 
I'd, I'd really enjoy watching you fall into squalor <laughs> because you had all those damn kids you couldn't fit. <laughs> Every day I'd send you Fucking a little I told you so kind of card. It, you know, you, you, those musical cards you open up, but it just laugh at you. It just laugh. <laughs> You'd you know write how, me like ten dollar checks just to make me cash. Yeah, it'd be like, pop that pop up book, except it'd be a finger. Ha ha! You can't ha, trust ha, Taylor ha, ha. to spend it responsibly. That's why I'm sending him McDonald's gift cards. Yes, yeah. that's take what the I need. family, I but just for Happy Meals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, this uh, do not. Uh, I would not pay for this girl's car. You said they've been dating for a year, right? Yes. They've been dating for a year. She already owes you money. She lost her job. Her parents are clearly tired of her shit. You're not seeing all the shit she's pulled at home to get her parents that pissed. You, I mean, if, if, if you're doing really well for yourself and you want to just see how it goes, go for it. But this won't be the last thing she asks you to pay for. That's significant. And it'll be sooner yeah. than later. It concerns and me. So in the entire package of who I would look for as a future wife, which he's been dating for a year, he might be having that on his mind. Her money management skills are a minus. Yeah, an F. You you need some just competence right? as an adult to like know, you know, and he says that she's shit with money, not that she doesn't have any money, which means that she's like, oh, I'm getting paid on Friday and I've got $85 in my checking account and nothing in savings. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to get drunk with my friends and then have brunch the next day. Oh man, I've only got four. To, oh no, I overdrafted <laughs> and now I need $35 to pay the, like, yeah, don't, don't give this chick money. I'm kind um, yeah, of the same, her, same with that because uh, the way I see it is you're actually already questioning all this stuff then you're probably not that keen on being in a relationship with it. or if you yeah. are then it's like then you have to think about your priorities if, if money is such a big value to you as in the relationship and it's not to her then maybe it's not compatible relationship as well so you also got to think of it in that perspective I do agree that if you're like you've already said you're going to give the money you should give the money and at the same time, if you're questioning the relationship or if you should be, it's almost like a gift anyway. It's a selfless gift. You should be like, I love or care for this person. I should be helping them anyway. It doesn't matter how much it costs. If you actually really do care for someone, you do what you have to do. But you also got to help teach life lessons too. Like you got to make that money and earn the money. Yeah. Yeah. That That's the thing about it is she's, all it's going to teach her is like, yes. Someone else that I can go to when I fuck up. Well, if they if, if they separate, she'll just find some. Well, we lost you, Pistilia. Can you say that again? So if 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 they separate and and the relationship was to end, and she constantly gets gifted money, she's probably an attractive bird that gets you know can, can find another guy that's willing to give her money anyway, and she'll probably spend most of her life that way if she's not mm -hmm. taught or she doesn't learn the skills early enough to manage the money, because otherwise she'll she'll always be. Looking for how do I yeah. fix this situation Did you call with someone else's money? Bird, I think I kind of like that. Oh, sorry. No, Tractor's I've never heard giant, it before. Giant slang. Yeah, yeah, but the, yeah. So she, of course, attractive birds are usually dudes. But let's roll with it. Um, you know that, that she's she's using this to get the treasure. I'm not a bird watcher, so I'm, I can't. <laughs> that. No, in all seriousness, like if if you don't understand, like if it's if the chick can't. Uh, handle her money and she doesn't learn how to sort it out and she's just going to be in that same situation yeah. for the rest of her life. Yeah, and you'll be on the hook to bail her out. One thing you can do, um, you pay the bill. Yeah, this is this is kind of that the opposite of that charity thing where you you know you give the money, you want the money to come from you to the people who need the money. That and that's that's twofold. One thing, she might be lying to you. She may have already paid her rent, 
but now she wants a new dress. So you're going to sort that little line. The old right abortion right trick. I'm the old pregnant. abortion trick. Abortion. How many times? How many, how many, how many abortions? tens of thousands of dollars have Kyle and I lost on that scam? <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> I don't even know. I, I mean, you, there could be a Subway gift card punch out for that, for that one. I'd have gotten eight or ten free by now. I just know it's the just, response from Kyle every time when I texted him for advice years ago was just pay it just in case. And yeah. I always yeah. did. So Yeah. That's why I've got that sneaky, like... uh compartment under my toilet where i collect their urine and i do my own test now also see what i do now fetish. is i have i bought a blow a blow gun off the amazon i put a plan b in there and i wait till they have an open top drink and i just yeah cross the room right in there yeah. quick they're dissolve about, they're about skittle size they're, they're excellent yep you should have just made the investment early and got the vasectomy when you were young Safely. i told them now it's much cheaper and more fun to use a blowgun to fire it into an unsuspecting woman's drink. Sometimes just at random. That's how I get laid. So it must <laughs> yeah, work. That's, that's <laughs> how I get laid. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, um, give it but, to but, her but yeah, you, you pay the bill. Like, like you're like, all right, pull it up on your laptop and I'll do everything. Now actually take that back. Do it on your laptop. The last thing you want is for your information to be saved on her computer so that she can like go right back and be like, clickety click clickety clack and now she's buying mm -hmm. shoes yeah because you know god yeah. forbid she turns out to be someone who's off smoking with paul or whatever that fake gay guy's name was dave and uh, <laughs> dave yeah I, don't, I bet his name's not really even dave that's his that's such a made-up name there's no way his, his, his name's gabrielle it'd be smart to make up a name yeah I don't know yeah. any Daves. And where, why. pray tell, is this Dave? Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Most common yeah. name ever. <laughs> yeah, B bullshit. So yeah, you pay her bill from your device. That, that's how you do that thing. Or you, you're like, all right, where do I mail the check? And she'll, then you catch, you're like, ah, I don't really know. Um, oh, you don't. You don't, you don't, you don't know where your, your rent gets paid. Yeah, no. um, just send the check to me and then I'll get, how are you going to get it to him if you don't know? And you find out she's lying to you. And then <coughs> is what you do to your wall later in frustration. Yes. <coughs> yes. You go right up to that wall and you tell it, you this take is the that last time you'll ever lie to me, wall. And then <coughs> you take that cup of acid you bought from your friend Patel and you just <coughs> all over the wall. You disfigure that wall so that it'll never <laughs> be able to pull this shit. That again. wall will Fuck never wall. fucking cross you ever again. Mm -mm. That wall's done learned. <laughs> <laughs> and then every I'm time you raise your hands near <laughs> your hand near that wall, it's gonna flinch. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> But still, he's a one-time guest, I think. <laughs> <laughs> talking about how we get mad at walls here. This is just, you know, ah, this is all satire. I hate walls. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a wall hater. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I won't say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine what got censored. We just disfigured walls with acid. I'm on the edge of trying to explain how sometimes when a wall uses sex to get ahead, it's a win-win situation. <laughs> Nope, this is all just this is just about walls, people. Just about walls. There's no codes here. Hey, how about you, how about you Alex Jones fellas? Take off the hats. Take off <laughs> yeah. the hats. Fucking retards. So, anyway. Oh god. We uh, haven't gotten to any of my topics I wrote down. <laughs> well, you got something about, I've been thinking of all. You go. Oh man. Well, I did have uh wall talk. Oh, the there's a Twitter video of this fucking prick being real rude to a bouncer and he gets 
his ah, I think is I've it that skinny guy it. who's like dancing up on the bouncer it slaps in, a, in an offensive way i i've got it right here here we go i enjoyed this video a lot i like that the um if this is the one i'm thinking of i thought the bouncer used an appropriate amount of force i yes. i've only watched it once and i'm i think i agree with you i'll, I'll just we'll see because i remember this guy being a real fucking annoying bitch that's the biggest bouncer I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I All can't right, you guys tell, ready, to, ready to start it? Yeah. Ready, yeah. set, play. <laughs> Grabbing his tit. Yeah, I didn't like the whole tit push thing. And what is this little person thinking? He's dancing like the Joker on the stairs. You can big, see him sizing up the enormous guy. The big bouncer <laughs> you know, is being pretty here. reserved. His hands are in his pockets. <laughs> He's flown a full <laughs> six or eight feet. One shove was like a... <laughs> 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 that was a... <laughs> He's unconscious. <Yeah>. From a slap. <laughs> Dude, it's... I, I'm going to go to the end. <laughs> Listen, crowd, to the head... Oh, I'm mistaken. I thought that I heard the the head hit the grate really hard, but I didn't the second time. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, he slapped fell forward. so flush. Yeah, he fell on his hands, right? Like he kind of caught himself. <laughs> that's great. I that's first of all, like I said, that's the biggest fucking bouncer I've ever seen. A terrifying man. It looks like Big John McCarthy is taking up some bouncer work in his spare time or something. Yeah, find a smaller bouncer to mess with, dude. And I've never seen a smaller antagonist. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like this guy who's picking on the bouncer shouldn't be fucking with anybody. Like, yeah, like this raised. guy is, what is he, 120 pounds? That guy if needs that, to be looking at the bagel dude for fights. Yeah, he turns to the side. He almost very disappears. tiny man. They're in the yeah. same weight class. Yeah, those are all fun videos. Watching a bouncer really <laughs> beat the shit out of some guy who deserves it. Those are those are good videos. Do you I spend a lot of time. Did anything wrong? I actually no, think not at all. I, no, he shoved him and then he came back and he was like, "Yeah, no." The bouncer handled it perfectly. Like he didn't that was go go hog wild and just. Pummel the guy. He gave him a hard and firm slap, put the guy on his ass, and then he kind of just stood there with his hands in his pockets. There, there were, am I crazy? No, there was a shove and a slap, I think. Yeah, shove yeah. first, then the slap when the guy came back. And those were both like an appropriate level of force, given the size disparity, right? Like that little guy might as well have been a woman, right? And, and like you just don't go 100% for a minor offense. Like that's all, mm -hmm. that's all off target. And I, and I like that he, I like the way he handled it. It was good. He was, did give yeah. him the woman treatment. That's how he would have handled the woman being antagonistic, I think. Or a mouthy wall. I like that line. Yeah, see, there we go. Full circle. How did Pistilli not even appreciate that one? Sorry, I was, I was watching the clip again. The only thing that I think that could have been done differently was the fact that he was so much bigger than him. He literally could have just hold him at like arm's length. You know how like in those... I feel like the you know, trips are underutilized, right? He could have like held him and kicked the foot out. Ankle pick. Something Shut like him. that. And and it's a real, like you find yourself on the ground and it's a wake up situation. But he, the way the bouncer did it was good too. Did I wouldn't you? want to do a, a hand on the fist because like that guy's drunk. What if he does something weird yeah, like bite your finger or something? That's where it gets really iffy. Like so you, the more actual... Contact you have with a person, 
Like you could have had an off in his back pocket. You don't even know. Yeah. You know, so someone that size, you don't know what they're actually going to like. Right. There might be more yeah. giving him confidence than just alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, I want I want to like I don't want to go into a whole full MMA thing, but I, I just wanted to make my predictions for next week's uh uh pay-per-view. I predict two upsets, right? I think this is the time when Romero um actually does it. I, I, I just think he can take Adesanya. I don't think Adesanya has what it takes to take Romero out of this fight in five rounds. I, okay. I, I just don't think he does. Romero's just a bull. So I'm predicting a huge upset there. A 42-year-old guy takes out the fucking beloved Adesanya, who I'm not a big fan of for whatever reason. I can't. I just don't like the cut of his jib, whatever. And I'm predicting that Joanna uh, takes her belt back from um, the Chinese, Chinese fighter, who, who, who everyone thinks that the Chinese fighter is just a head, head and shoulders above Joanna, but I've only seen Joanna get dominated twice, and it was both to the same woman. And uh, Rose, yeah, you're right, she did. Um, yeah, both good calls, actually. It's hard to pick upsets, and they're not crazy to me. Uh, I'll quickly say, I think the champions keep their belt, but yeah, reasonable. It's harder to take a belt than it is to hold on to one. Everyone loses it eventually, except GSP somehow. Yep, that's right. He just gains extras. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> he collects them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that th- those fights, but um, I-, I-, I love Yoel Romero. Um, don't like Adesanya. I like uh, Joanna, I- I- although she's not my favorite. Um, and then that Chinese girl won her belt while I was in prison, so I didn't even get to see uh, her-, her win her fight. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. I want to get off MMA talk. I just quickly yeah, say, man. I think Joanna would be super popular if she was hotter. I think she's quite hot especially with the fake boobs i think she'd be more popular if she were weren't such a poor loser to my eye she's the opposite of pretty she might be the ugliest female mma fighter i can think of off the top of my head wow i mean i mean i could think of like i mean maybe not by name but like last week that 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 older chick who beat up the young chick and had her had her blood all her all her mouth the one who wears the shirt she's She's rough looking (laughs) well Uh, well, i I mean look uh, you know. I, I hear your words. Um, uh, Cyborg. Uh, I mean, I mean. Okay. Just, just, yeah, yeah. Um, Jermaine Duran to me. Um, I think I, I think Joanna is hotter than mm. uh, Holly Holm. I, I I find her to be very attractive, Joanna. Like especially okay. when she's got makeup on and and she's got her hair done. Like I saw her apologizing for that Instagram post she made about Zhang or whatever her name is, where she's got the gas mask on to protect her from coronavirus. I. Paul she Karen was probably Lovemore. right to apologize, but I was fine with it. I shared it yeah, with stop, you guys, I think. Yeah. Stop being a bunch of pussies. Somebody got in Joanna's ear like, hey, a lot of Chinese po- folks watch our sport. It's a big market. Let's I didn't not even look at it through that lens. Like what happened with the NBA in the preseason? All right. Speaking of NBA, we never talked about Kobe Bryant. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. we, I think we should touch on that a little bit. Um, did you see? Here's the angle I'm going to take. Obviously, everybody's kind of re- really bummed out about it. It's It's... I think it makes us all appreciate our mortality when someone who's such in, in such incredible shape, um, help, so healthy, and uh, you know dies at forty one. You know, it's, yeah. it's sort of that blink of an eye thing. Of course, the man did fly in a helicopter like dozens and dozens of times a year. Uh, so private helicopters are one of the most dangerous ways to travel. At, period. His helicopter, pimp as fuck. By the way, I saw a picture of it the other day. It's it had like a Nike swoosh on it and everything. It's a big. Don't think one of those little helicopters that four people squeeze into. 
this looks nicer than that thing that the yeah. president flies in. Marine the crash one site was like 500 feet. Like spread it was a out. big, yeah, spread out. Like that's a, that's a big crash that I would imagine. Do they know what happened yet? Because to my understanding, it was really foggy and there wasn't like a, a ground sensor or something. Yeah, even the, the police there had grounded their choppers. Um, so they shouldn't have been in the air at all. Did you see what Ari Shafir tweeted? No, I didn't. I'm going to read... I'm going to quote <laughs> this one to be known what Ari Shafir said. If you quote it, it's okay. That I'm sure of. There are no and slurs. There are no slurs. <laughs> but um let me let me let me let me let me make sure I've got the right one. Um he's looks said, like his Twitter's now unprotected. <laughs> his account's protected. <laughs> um hey, like that bitch. <laughs> Ari Shafir is a comedian. I actually don't even. Yeah, I don't even know what he did. He's yet. on Joe Rogan's podcast a lot. <clears throat> yeah, having hard. So time he finding he it. was he was insensitive to um, Kobe dying. Just a little insensitive, He's... not not too overboard, but just a little bit. Like <laughs> no one gives fewer fucks than Ari Shafir. It's it, I'm I'm coming around to him. I used to wonder why everyone thought he was so funny. Now I'm like, oh, talk about playing on a throwaway account. This guy just doesn't give a fuck at all. And then he's saying that there's a, there's a tweet saying that he retweeted saying he was hacked. No, <laughs> no, he, that's no, a good that, joke. No, he, <laughs> he has admitted this. And this is a thing that he does. Um, every time a celebrity dies, he said, quote, Kobe Bryant died 23 years too late today. He got away with rape because all the Hollywood liberals who attack comedy enjoy rooting for the Lakers more than they dislike rape. Big ups to the hero who forgot to gas up his chopper. I hate the Lakers. What a great day. Hashtag fuck the Lakers. Wow. Hey, why, would you, why would you say that? Well, he might be <laughs> against rape. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to tease Kyle like why like he said it. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I know didn't you did. get it. I'm sorry. Sharp as a Woody bailed you out on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's he really went hard after Kobe. He did. <laughs> was like the wreck still smoldering? Yes, probably. Yes, yeah. it absolutely was. They had not they had not found Kobe's body yet at the time. So I um, have a little. Did you guys listen? The comedy show that he that he was about to go to is receiving death threats for hmm. for even having him there. He's having a hard time with this one. Ah, uh, so um, the chopper. So uh, it was foggy out, like people said. I do you guys listen to the flight recording? No, oh, no. Yeah, it's on YouTube, so you can hear everything he said. And basically, they they had the chopper. He wanted to go. He had a. He had a. He was flying VFR, which is visual flight rules. And he had a way he intended to go, uh, because there were incoming flights at this airport he was nearby. They made him hover for like three minutes, and they're like, "Hey, just so you know, when you do have to go again, you're going to go around the north side, not the way you intended to go." So he didn't take the path that he normally takes, that he had planned to take, and he flew into what's called IMC, Instrument Meteorological Conditions, which means you can't see. And VFR into IMC is one of the top two ways that helicopters crash all the time. The other one is power lines. They trade. They go back and forth. So he flew this helicopter on a route he didn't plan on taking because the airport was busy, and he took an alternative path and hit the side of a mountain. That's Jesus. as much as I know. Yeah. We, 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 like uh, One of my friends is a helicopter pilot, and we were just all sort of online chatting about it, and he explained it. Um, what he should have done is stayed still, filed a flight path, an IFR flight path, and gotten the tower to sort of help him figure out where to go. But a lot of people are sort of reluctant to do that and got him killed. 
but he's not alone. Jeez. That gets people killed all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked. Um, yeah. I, like, I, you know, I wasn't a fan of Kobe Bryant's or anything or really even basketball in general, but, uh, it, it, it's, it's real sad to see. And like I said, if, if you, if anybody looks up Shaq's comments, it's, I was tearing up almost. I was about to cry. Just listen to Shaq talk about it. He's, he, he was holding back tears the whole time and seemed really bummed out. And Shaq's going through a, like his grandma just died. And I think maybe, is it grandma like, or sister? Am I crazy? I might, it's, it's maybe both. you're right. It, it's oh, like his grandma and his sister and his friend's daughter. Like, like, like a bunch of people in his life have died very recently. He's like, I'm already not sleeping at night. And then this happened. And have we considered that Shaq sad. is some sort of black widow, right? Who, who kills all the people around him? Stay away from Shaq. <laughs> Do not get Liberty Mutual Insurance. Does he advertise that? He, liberty, Liberty. Yeah, yeah, he does. He advertises commercial. fucking everything. Really? Yeah. Shaq? It, Somehow he advertises like Gold Bond and Icy ben Hot. Gayer? Icy Hot. And and like Gold Bond makes like a patch. I, I, he'll anything. He will do anything. And I don't think he does Liberty. I think he does the general. Yeah. 1 800 rich general now. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm just gonna, God, it's I not that I hate those commercials. They're the worst. 1 877 cars for kids. <laughs> Donate your. <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard any of these things i i am uh it's not that i'm invulnerable to advertising it's i'm very hard to reach yeah it, it must be like, like all these things are programmed into my head like the fucking pledge of the legions like it's, it's in there cars for kids uh that's your car today i hate that i hate that yeah. so much billboards was, work on a, me i'll see billboards I'll, if i'm driving i might stop at a place i like the ones that just say jesus yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, Jesus. What is there? You didn't put a Bible verse on there or something? Just green background, white letters. Fucking Jesus. So I like those uplifting, or the ones where it's like, if you abort your child, I, you will go to hell for eternity, and you will be sitting next to fucking Attila the Hun, and he's gonna gouge out your eye. Like just horrible things on there, like pictures of a fetus torn apart. On like I've Highway 70. Fetuses. It's like yeah. people need are driving here, man. I'm not, I'm not trying to watch a If you drive on the, the road from Georgia down to like Florida, like like there are so many of those billboards. They they know their target audience. There's so many fetuses chopped up on billboards and just all kinds of horrible things. Just just, just it, it it's always that. Yeah. It's always abortion stuff. It's like it's even worse than those pictures that I put on cigarettes in like Canada. Yeah. With like a rotted out lung. I think they do that in Australia too, don't they? Like put like a dead baby or a black lung. Yeah, so all cigarette packets in Australia now are all the there's I think they're all white. And then they just got a big picture of something that's like either like a tongue that's rotted out or a dead baby or it's yeah, it's pretty pretty full on. That's all that's on the packaging and they'll have like in just like a simple font, it'll just be like, you know. Whatever fucking cigarettes out. We'll see. No worries. Nine out of ten rapists choose Marlboro. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't want to. want to choose it's, Marlboro. Um, I don't get how this stuff is so popular. Like it, a lot of people smoke, and a lot of people smoke in Europe, especially. But yeah, in America, it's dying off. Dying off heaps. Vaping's becoming a lot more popular, and cigarettes are a dying off. I reckon that's how America I, I is. But I even. Because it's like you smoke, you pay more taxes. Like it's like <laughs> taxes in Australia are brutal. 
So mm. like cigarettes in Australia are really expensive, like maybe $30 or $35 for 20 smokes. And then in Australia, and, and then alcohol, I, this is insane. So in Australia, it's like 50 Australian dollars for, for, um, for a, a, a slab. I don't know what you guys call them. Cartons, 24 beers. Oh, case. yeah. A case. Yeah, a case of beer. There you go. Um, but in Europe, I can buy a beer for like 40 cents. It's insane. Hmm. So yeah. cheap. A 30 pack of beer here is, and I know Missouri is like the really cheap alcohol and tobacco even compared to other states. taxes. It's all yeah. about taxes. I'm like, drink as much as you want, smoke as much as you want, and then pay the taxes for me. You can get like get a 30 pack of Bud Light for like $11. Like a 30. Or like you can get, I know a pack of cigarettes here because you see them in gas stations and shit. It's like $5 for a pack. Twenty. You can get a keg yeah. for like $80. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, and if you want, you like can 400. keep the keg. Yeah. Al, do you know how much a case of Bud would be in Georgia? Do you have any idea? I have no like idea. Like a 30-pack? Some states uh, don't do 30s. They only do I would 24s. guess. I would guess like $18. Okay. Yeah, it's like 11 to 13 here. Yeah, I haven't bought a case of beer since college. I, don't, I have no idea. You how long until you can drink, Kyle? Yeah. What? How long till you can drink? Um... If the judge wants to let me off in October, he could. Uh, but other, otherwise, it'll be um, 23 months. or so. That doesn't it's, really it's, it's make two sense years. to me. It wasn't like you were drunk driving or something. It's a totally different offense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to us either. Like that it's like, all right, well, you got in trouble for weed. No boozing. Like, like yeah. what? And no pocket knife. No pepper spray either. You know, no pellet rifles. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. It's just the law. I don't want to go off on the whole pocket knife thing like I do every week, but that'd be the hardest one for me to live with. <laughs> <laughs> no pocket knife. <laughs> well, what's the point anymore? <laughs> and, and so I'm guessing you can't leave the state either? No. Not just the state, one segment of the state. Yeah, I can't leave my region without some special permission. And that's gone up to 23 months? Yeah. yeah. And then that's you can it. travel the world again? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are there places in the world... That wouldn't accept you. Yeah. Japan. You might have issues in Australia getting a visa. Yeah, lots of places. Like if I had a criminal record, I don't think I could go to America. Hmm. On my Australian. Last week, I actually, (laughs) I thought the most likely scenario was that Bernie wins and... uh, Clears the record. Like, I was like, I think that's actually the most likely thing that's going to happen. The three scenarios are probably Biden, Bernie, or Trump, right? And and Bernie would have mm-hmm. been my, not my choice, but my prediction. And uh, but now I think Biden winning is. We'll see. Why Bernie's surging? Yeah, Biden Bernie wins. got the, the coveted is... Joe Rogan endorsement. And that's <laughs> true, a, that's true. a lot of fucking people. I feel like Bernie's wins a couple statewide ones, but if you look at the overall. Biden is winning nationally. Biden's winning all these swing states. Biden, it's weird. The only way that Biden loses is if by winning the first two primaries, that changes the story around Biden. I think it will. Well, that's he's I, losing I don't think that's his a bad mind. thought. Yeah. And it, the the other thing is Biden's running against <laughs> do a push up contest. <laughs> those are all normal behaviors, Taylor. So <laughs> the, uh, Biden. Uh, I headed on this. The winning. Oh, oh, he's running against Democrats right now, which is easy mode. They're not attacking him over Burisma. 
right? The, the dirty thing that he and his son did. But when he runs against Trump, that will be the narrative. The 2020 issue won't be emails, it'll be Burisma. And it doesn't matter that Ivana and Kushner and Giuliani's kid and all those other people have government jobs and that they got hooked. The story will be Hunter Biden. And, but it's not going to be a story until he starts running against a Republican. The Democrats will go, because half the Democrats are running for vice president and secretary of state or what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I, I still like Bernie's chances pretty good. I think the more he gets exposed to, uh, to people, the more people will like him. Uh, Bernie's over, the only one that'll beat Trump. I was like, I, I really do think that. Like, Biden's Take Pennsylvania, gonna... for example, right? Bernie says absolutely no fracking. Pennsylvania being a super important swing state. Bernie says no fracking. Bernie loses Pennsylvania when Biden can win it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, nobody seems excited about Joe Biden. True. Like nobody's like, yes, dude, Biden. That's my guy. Wait, you mean the guy that like touches young girls inappropriately all the fucking time, like on camera, like whispering a little like seven year old's ear, the guy who like, oh, I can do push ups. Shut the fuck up. I was in Vietnam as far as you know. And I'm also a, <laughs> like, like that kind of shit. Like he's losing his, his fucking mind. He's, I was in Vietnam it, as far as you know. It's my yeah. favorite line. <laughs> he, I don't think he was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I didn't know. That's why I said it. <laughs> like, as far as just off the cuff, bing bang boom kind of insults and stuff that like you know the stuff that riles people up. Trump is way better at that. He's been an entertainer his whole life. That's his bread and butter, not the politics thing. Whereas Biden is not a full box of crayons anymore. Just very obviously, he's not. Like, Trump isn't it, either. Yeah. So I don't know He's how that's going to do. Like Trump Biden. is a word salad nightmare to listen to, and he lies all the time. But he's Teflon. So we'll see how that works out. Biden stutters in a debate from a month ago, and we're still talking about it, right? Biden says that dumbass thing about children touching his leg hair, and it's a thing. Trump, you know, goes backstage in the Miss Teen USA contest, and that's gone. We, we don't talk about that anymore. Trump grabs her by the pussy. That's a dead issue. That's, you know, 2016. Trump has those same faults but not the same punishment. But his teeth aren't it's, falling out on TV. Right? Yeah, because he, he doesn't have a great dentures. way of wording everything and just swinging it and changing the topic. It's not from yeah. an external, because obviously I'm not an American, mm -hmm. and we only see it from outside of America, so it's different what you guys see. But every time there's a big topic on Trump, he owns it, twists it, and then moves on. There'll be a it new doesn't, one tomorrow. Yeah, like he doesn't apologize. It, he doesn't linger on it. it he just... He seems to not give a fuck, which makes everyone yep. else not give a fuck. And, and it's yeah. super effective. And it's a race to like the 24 hour news cycle too, where like nothing really ever, it doesn't feel like anything breaks for more than a day or two at this point where and if a story will break about anyone. Yeah. Now it's just like, oh, it's just another Trump issue. Like it's just like, yeah. oh, it's, an, it, it's, it's been scandal. turned. It's yeah, normalized. It's been, the media said everything turned up to 11 for so long that now people are deaf to it where it's like, Oh, Oh, this is the, Oh, this is the thing. This is the thing. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, it was nothing again. It was not. And now you're onto something else. I think 36 Bernie's going hours to, later. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I think Bernie has a very good chance because I think that, um, yeah, I think he'd win. I think that democratic voters aren't stupid. I think that they're going to see, um, what they're going to see in this next debate, I think is everybody ganging up on Bernie including whoever's hosting it, yeah, especially if it's CNN or MSNBC or somebody oh, like yeah. that. It's, it's obvious possible. the mainstream media fucking hates Bernie. And, 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 and I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, that 
I, I saw that last time and it really pissed me off and made me send him $27, you know, and I think that's going to happen a lot. I think he's got a very good chance because the more he wins and he is going to win these first two, um, the more his you guys should have another bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my bets. I, I still think the I my bet is the same as it was at the beginning of the year that it's going to be Biden and Bernie um, and that whoever it is is going to lose to Trump. My side of that bet has aged poorly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Kyle had burden and Biden and Biden. Uh, it's not for presidency it's for the Democratic side. And it's virtually a two man race. Yeah. Burden and Biden. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. trying. They try and push Warren up, too, but it doesn't. She's just not nearly as like. Yeah. I, I yeah. just, the, the, you know, I, I feel the same way I felt from the beginning. I don't feel like Warren is likable enough. I felt like. Regardless oh, of what Buttigieg said says, I feel like there's a certain percentage of the population that is bigoted towards homosexuals, and a lot, and that percentage of the population makes up a lot of the Democratic voter base. And I felt like Yang just really wasn't getting his name out there well enough outside of like the internet. And uh, and after that, like I just didn't see anybody who was close. Um, to, Amy to, Klobuchar, what are you doing? Get out of there! Like nobody, nobody cares. She, what she's you trying have to, to be say, Secretary of State, or she's trying to be ambassador to her favorite vacation spot. Is what she's doing. Oh, that's actually a pretty. Okay. I'm with Kyle okay, on that. Amy. I think a lot of them are doing that, and it's like I said, that's why they're not beating the Barisma drum every day. Am I pronouncing yeah. that right? Barisma. I would love to be the ambassador to like Turks and Caicos. If I'm fucking <laughs> Andrew Yang, I I don't I don't jump on the bandwagon of attacking Bernie like like where they each take a turn hitting him. I go the opposite. I'm like I. Pick a candidate that you think is going to win and start being like, look, look, I'm tired of hearing everyone go after this guy. It's clear what's happening here, you know, mm. and this is what's wrong with politics. Like go down that lane and like win some brownie points, not only with Bernie, but getting your name out there and in the news. And maybe you get to be the fucking ambassador to France or something like that. What, I'd love a gig France, like that. Somewhere I wonder what Yang wants next. Right. Because I think Yang is running to make the world a better place. Seems weird. Isn't he, isn't he out of it? No. Um. But uh, Yang's super rich. He's not Trump rich. I don't even know how rich Trump is. But let's say Yang's worth $200 million, something like that. He made it in software. So I don't think he's like hoping to have employment post-election. He's fine that way. I, I wonder what... He's setting himself up for 2024 then. Get your name out now. So then later on when people hear you the second time, they actually know that you exist. I've that, never heard of him. Not crazy. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. For sure. So uh, yeah, I get some name recognition. That makes sense. Says he's only worth that. between one and four million. Yeah. What? One and yeah, four. I mean, uh, Yang. Yeah, between one and four, it says. But who fucking knows? About I hate people. Bloomberg. Oh, by I could the way. be like, like, like was... Bloomberg's the worst ever. Bloomberg I, is I, just doing shit to try and take voters from Biden. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, not Biden, Bernie. Um, I wanted to ask Pastilli some stuff about Tarkov because I know you've done that podcast with um, who's the who's the dev from Tarkov? Nikita. His name's Nick. What is it? Nikita. Nikita. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> Do you have any insight into what into is the next patch March? I, I heard that for a long so, time. So no, they so they came out saying that they were going to do a wiping backtracked on it so it'd be about five months. Shit. Um, but there's going to be content updates coming out each couple of months. So there's okay. actually gonna be a lot of content coming out, but they're not gonna do another wipe until um they either have the main storyline ready to go or it's going to be the big, off. yeah, but Steam Audio, the big, it's, it's, it's going to be the Could big. Could you explain that to me? Because everybody talks about it and like, and I, and, and like, I feel like I'm the only one that's ever like honest enough to be like, I don't know what that is. What is it? And everybody's like, 
Um, it's a it's a better audio. It's like it's a not a, so it's a different type of codec. So it's like um, it's like you know when you go from just having stereo to surround sound, and mm -hmm. you're like, and as you got proper surround sound speakers, and you can hear them going around the room, it really does sound like that. And it's when they switch it over. At the moment in Tarkov, we've got a lot of issues with like dead space of sounds and you could be like right above someone can't hear them, then all of a sudden, bam, they're in front of you. So, Verticality is terribly bugged. Yeah. And so originally Tarkov used to go through a different audio setting and you could hear everything from every direction through 44s of concrete, but you could be third floor interchange of here in the basement. Or um, factory, I could tell exactly where everyone was in the entire map. So Good. they changed it to try and make it so... Um, you couldn't hear through certain thicknesses of walls and stuff, but it turned into what it is now, and it's really fucking bad. I'd rather hear everything than, than nothing, than shitty, a hit and miss. Um, yeah, like the um, there, there's some maps where staircases in particular, like 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 I have, yeah. I was on the staircase of Reserve last night, and I was they were like, I was I was like, I got a contact on me, and they're like, what floor? And I'm I'm on like the third, and I'm like, I don't know. He's either on the roof or the first floor, but he's close. Like, like, I died like today, and I was like, yeah, okay, so I think he's like just in front of me, and he was on the roof of the resort. And I'm like, what? How was he up that high? The audio sounded dead center. And yeah, yeah so the it's either going to be with Steam Audio or the – or the um, so the, they, they're only going to do wipes now with major changes that are going to require it. So hideout upgrades, when they're going to do, they're going to do a pretty big upgrade to the hideout eventually. Um, so this is the first iteration. I think that's how you say it. Um, the main storyline, and apparently we're going to be able to escape Tarkov, and also um, Steam Audio. I think those will be the ones that will have paid patches that will yeah. require wipes. Yeah, I'm Did looking forward to paid that. patches. So no patches. I didn't mean to say paid. Oh, okay. I was like a stutter. Oof. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to some changes in the game. Uh, like I said, I've been I've only been playing for two and a half months, but it's already to the point where it's like, all right, give me some new stuff, give me some new stuff, let's go. Uh, I'm not looking forward to underbarrel grenade launchers. Uh, I've never enjoyed those in any game, you know. So controlled by the um, amount of ammunition that's available, so you you might have one round, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you'll go into a raid of like I've got 15 rounds. I think it's going to be really interesting when they bring claymores in and they use a detonated, and you're going to have a guy that's like put a claymore down near an extract and then it's laying there for the fucking next 15 minutes. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Like, not only am I going to do that, I'm going to take like a hundred of them in. Yeah. And I'm going to get five mates to come in with me or I'll get a full fucking server and I'm going to crash the server. Like every yeah. time they do something like that, it's like my objective is to push it. You've like, done I've, some stuff like that. That's really cool. Like, like you broke the market and changed the way they do the market. Um, Pastilli, yeah. um, um, you could I, explain okay, it better I, than I, I could, the, but you manipulated the market market in a way that you made a very cheap item um increase in value by like 50 fold or something like that yeah so they made like... it they had it so the market would go up and down in process based off how low and high people were selling stuff on the flea market so i got 100 million rubles and i gave it all out to my community in good faith and i said buy as many of these rounds as you can and it was like 1.5 billion rounds we bought and then put them up on the flea market for like they were selling for like 14 rubles Put them up on the flea market. Put them up um, for I think ten thousand rubles around, and every three to four hours the the economy resets, and the prices went up. So um, they went from fourteen rubles. I think they went up to like seventy rubles, and then one after that one was like five hundred rubles. So we turned 
a hundred million rubles into like three point five billion or something like yeah. that. And then they changed the way they do the market. <laughs> Which I got a lot of shit for that initially, but then people were like, "That makes sense." And I've done a lot of things that piss people off, but at the same time. <laughs> It's to test it out because that's what I know it's in a testing phase, which is loose really because it's more of a game phase at the moment. But you're the first to do a lot of things, I think. Like, like, weren't you you got the first Kappa container? Is that right? Yeah, but that was given to me. Yeah. They sent me, they sent it to me and they didn't explain what. And I hadn't never Mm -hmm. spoken to Nikita before that. So it was like, you know, I said it wasn't uh, real. Weren't you the first person to find a Kibaki? No, no, I wasn't. No? No. Okay. Um, but there was definitely like, I've been mean, a lot of firsts. I was the first person to get to four. I don't think anyone else has done that. Besides, a mate did it with me. We did a duo one to 40 stream. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I like testing stuff and having fun with it and trying to break it. I shot a guy like 1,200 meters away. That, that took three hours to do. We just went one side of shoreline to the other and just, just shooting up on a 45 degree angle with traces. And we're trying to get the lob to land on him. And he'd like move to where I was shooting every round until he got on that spot. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I, I I'm looking forward to the to them adding more and more content because this seems like a game studio that's really wanting to fulfill that promise of of finishing their game. Uh, it seems like Nikita really has a vision for what he wants to do, and he's very serious about it. You know, like like it started off with like three or four people, and now it's up to in their team. How many? You know, at, 100 they've got 100 okay. in their dead but the, like the thing about battlestate games and and off did you hear about all the controversy about them not wanting to put female pmcs into the game oh yeah 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 so there was a there was actually an article it was about three years ago at gamescon i think it is in germany and one of the devs that's no longer working for him said that women couldn't handle the combat stress and that's why they won't be in the game it was said They've owned it. They've changed their picture now, and they don't. They don't believe in it. That guy doesn't work there anymore. To my understanding, I don't know all the facts. The thing is, end of the day, if Battlestate Games doesn't want to have female playable characters, they shouldn't have female playable characters. And if they want to put fluffy unicorns as a playable character, they should be able to put fluffy unicorns as a playable character. It's their game. Develop the game how they should. That they want to with their vision. And every gaming studio should do that. And that is why this day and age, games are gone to shit from AAA developers because they're just trying to keep everyone happy. Whereas Battlestick Games is like, fuck you, I'm in Russia. <laughs> I'll do it how I want it. And they, and they are. They're doing it that way. And it's it's why this game is really good. And the only gaming shooter that's even... The only gaming shooter that's better than Battlestick Games, in my opinion, is GGG from New Zealand who make Path of Exile. And they're very active with their community and they're making an amazing game. Um... What would get you to switch from Tarkov? The game to die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Either that or I got sick yeah. of it. But honestly, like I'd go to Path of Exile if the game died. I'd go play Path of Exile. I love that game. Um, the, you ever think about it from like a career me. perspective? Like, Honestly, you... so I, I can't see myself as a streamer for the rest of my life and you're mm-hmm. part of that. Um, I've got a second YouTube channel now, which... It's um it's been a little bit delayed because my wife's only rocking up to Europe in about twelve hours time, but it's going to be a vlogging channel, and I want to get more outdoor. I want to go do fishing, four wheel driving, random outdoor stuff. I don't want to be in front of a computer every single day. I want to out get outside, and that's what that channel's for. So 
this year we're going to show people the fun stuff we can get up to. And then next year, if it all goes to plan, I'll cut back to like maybe four days a week streaming. Three days, I'll be out of the house living life, doing fun things. Be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. Like ideally, they love everything you do and make and you get to live your version of a best life and, you know, we come along. Another way it could go is they say, we only like you about Tarkov, you know, and, yep. and I want you in a darkened room, uh, maximized depression, you know, raging at this game because that's my favorite kind of Bastille content, right? Like that and, and like you, they only like the worst of you, which would suck. So the way I see that is if I'm smart with my money now, that that so again, if you're smart you, with your money if now. I'm smart with my money now, it won't be an issue, right? So mm-hmm. um, we'll get it. I'm going to buy another house at the end of the year. I've already got one house that's paying itself off with rent. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, we want to buy a nice house. And then hopefully next year goes well as well. And by that stage, I'll have, you know, some money saved and all that with, uh, with how successful I am at Twitch at the moment. Like it, it's a considerable amount of money. I can get a couple of houses under my belt. Mm-hmm have them rented out and then hopefully that's enough to, you know, I could go back to holding a thousand subs or 500 subs. And that's still enough to live if the houses are paying themselves off or even better yet, they're paid off, you know, supplementing the lifestyle. Right. As long as Tarkov doesn't die overnight, I can't see me having any issues. Like t- Battlestar Games would have to go. Yeah, exactly. But okay. I, I, Battlestar Games would have to do something really fucked up. Like I'm talking really fucked up to kill yeah. their game. Who's the That's, guy that plays Sea of Thieves a lot? Summit was. Summit yeah. is who I'm thinking of, right? He's been playing Tarkov. He plays uh, Grand Theft Auto. Have you seen the Summit effect? It's a YouTube video. Um, I may have. Po- Go ahead. Please tell I me. I reckon this is where your head's coming to it. So um, he was playing a lot of uh, H1Z1, PUBG, and then Fortnite came out and he fucking hated Fortnite. And he was very vocal about it to the point where he was actually getting quite depressed. He took some time off streaming and um, he came back and he said, fuck it, I don't, I don't care if I sit on 5,000 viewers, I'm going to play what I find fun, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, when these people are on 20,000 plus subs, they're on like multiple million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to give that away to just do what you find fun. He came back, played Sea of Thieves, and initially it was a bit slow, but then they saw how much fun he was having. He made that game very successful. With one of their uh, their expansions that came out, and he's absolutely killing it now on Twitch. Is one of the most like enjoyable people to watch because he just plays what he finds fun now. That to me is the the catbird seat. I don't know if that works in Australia, but that that's the position that you want to be in. Um, yep. And it's a uh, look. I'm no expert, but it seems like it's not the position you're in today. It's something you'd have to go work for. Yeah, I think, but that's the dream for every content creator, and and it's very hard to get to. Mm-hmm. it's like particularly to be like let's say top tier like we're talking top 50 streamers to be able to do that it's very very hard to do i think um, dr disrespect is close it, it'd probably have to be a shooter probably he has to be a shooter he can't go full variety co right. carnage is there he's the guy that did 2000 days straight as a streamer he got married had like two three kids streamed every single day hmm. obviously not full streams every day but now he holds eight to twenty thousand viewers I don't know his sub count, but I'm pretty sure it's over 10,000. It's like 15,000. He has no issues for money for the rest of his life. Like He's smart with money. He's a bit older as well. Um, there's not many people that can do it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think these this day it's so hard to break out on Twitch. For me, it's it's easy to focus on one game like Tarkov. I'm very passionate about the game. I love it. I can play it every day. But eventually the game will die and eventually I'll get sick of the game as well. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, we need to be able to... I want, I'm hoping my community will be strong enough that you'll still support the livelihood. And if not, my wife will hopefully go back to work. Right. Yeah. I, I think Tarkov's <laughs> going to have a much longer life, uh, life uh, span than most games because it's so different. Um, you know, it, it takes all the great things from whatever shooter, name one, from whether it's Counter-Strike or Call of Duty. And it, 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 the, when it adds the economy and the leveling system and the tasks and the teamwork and the fact that you're losing this stuff when you lose it, it's, it, you need high highs and low lows to, to keep people coming back. That, that's what addiction's made out of. Um, all addictions. I mean, even, even the best drug addictions, high highs, low lows. I worded know, to people and, um, like Tarkov because people go, like, oh, how do you get the enjoyment from the game? And I said to people, I was like, when you first play Tarkov, like you kill one player. It doesn't even have to be geared. You're like, fuck yeah, this is the best day ever. And then eventually you'll kill like one or two players or three or four um, to the point where it's like for me now, it's like in three months, like the last three months I killed like one game where I killed nine players, right? And for me, that was like the fucking highest day of my last three months, right? Yeah. It's very similar to like sex. The first time you have like sex, it's like missionary. Yeah, first time you kill someone. <laughs> it's like nervous you don't know what's gonna happen i think yeah, you're killing so, nine and getting off the whole time <laughs> so it's like yeah so it's like the first time you just like it's very missionary it's like simple but now it's like you're gonna get choked out you have to fucking get hit in the back of the head just sure. to enjoy it so it, it it can it can get that way with tarkov sometimes but for me i always just try and do something different to enjoy it that yeah, was the, the first time that, i killed the first time i killed glue car and like all of his boys all by myself i was just like this is incredible. And then the, literally the very next game, I did it again. And I'm just like, all right, I've arrived. All right. But this, then this is the game for me. Like, so <laughs> in COD, I went through a progression where I became a, a pretty good player. And uh, it got to be like, if I don't go 30 and five or something like that, which is a good game for me, um, then I wasn't happy. I didn't meet my expectations. My expectations rose. And now I was only satisfied with the game when it was a really standout game. That must happen to you in Tarkov, you know? Like, so the, we put handicaps on ourselves now, so we only go in a certain gun or... Uh, um, that That's how we get it. Like, me personally, I get my enjoyment. Is I actually deliberately don't go fully geared all the time now. I actually do you enjoy in. the hardcore account more than the standard account? Playing no, because I usually get frustrated on hardcore because um, most people want me to do it on the standard account, which is no space. And then when you, like, kill, like... So you'll feel like you're stashing like one good raid and you're like, shit, now I can't fit anything else. Yeah. And then you'll start deleting or selling stuff to get rid of it. And then you'll you'll die like two raids in a row and your stash is useless. So yeah. it's like, that's very frustrating for me. For those who don't know, like, like I guess, you know, there's different self-imposed rules, but essentially it's playing on a standard account, which means that the container that no one can get at even after you die is only four tiles. And uh, what I've saw Shroud do, I don't think I've ever seen you start like the like like the first five minutes of your hardcore account, but I noticed what Shroud did. He deleted everything the game gives you to begin with. He deleted every bottle of water, yep. every pistol. Like I don't I don't even remember at this point if you begin with any money whatsoever. But he deleted no. every and we deleted the melee had. weapon as well. Even he deleted his melee weapon. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the rules just, that we play. He with. just goes in fists out and like scrounges and uh, and and builds. It's that Daisy feeling. So I'm sure you guys all wear a Daisy. Mm-hmm. Well, you literally have nothing. 
And so you, you're like looting weapon crates to hopefully pick up a, a gun, um, which now they have ammo for. Previously, I had to find a gun and then also the ammo for it. Yeah. Or a dead scav on the ground. What was the um, game we played, Kyle? That it was Daisy. You're right. It was Daisy. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, I've got a Magnum. You've got a Glock. Anyone have. Oh, we have a 22 <laughs> ammo that yeah. doesn't fit either of these. We'll have oh, three shit. kinds now of ammo and two guns, and none of it matches. <laughs> it's awful. And I've got a fire axe. Like, come on, we can take this guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? and, yeah. We we played one we played Daisy for like hours. And it would take like like we would literally use the sun as all right, the sun is on my right shoulder. <laughs> Put it on your left shoulder and let's start walking. <laughs> yeah. Like like we would like use the ocean and the sun to try to to, to try to navigate toward each other because we were playing on a server with no maps and no bicycles, could you know, which is I, I prefer the servers that have maps, compasses, and bicycles. So you can at least get around a little bit, but we hated it. We hated it. I got very frustrated at DayZ. I used to play it on uh, Armored. It was a DayZ mod. And then when it went mm -hmm. standalone, I just got frustrated. Uh, a lot of the Tarkov streamers that are successful uh, early on, they they are all DayZ streamers. They switched over to Tarkov. So you got like, Smoke, Deadly Slob, Cotton. They they all switched over from... I like Deadly Slob. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah. I'm going to get high with him at uh, TwitchCon. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, watch, uh, I watch Deadly Slob. I watch you. I watch uh, Veritas. I'm a big fan of Veritas. Very talented man. I like when he gets on that guitar. I, I like him you making shit. fun of each other. Yeah, mm, yeah. Kyle's that's, told that's the stories. Me too. Yeah, and uh, I heard he doesn't super... really play the guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all air guitar. Go, go, I say I think keep telling people it's air guitar, and so don't bind any of his bullshit. Go, go to Veritas's stream and, and and pretend like for real that you think it's air guitar, not in a jokey way. Like, dude, you're not even playing that. We can tell. Stop posing. <laughs> He'll do get, that he'll pretend like he doesn't mind but you know he does because that's his talent <laughs> um and he's super toxic but i really like watching chicken prison sometimes he's uh it's it's oh. I, I enjoy i enjoy that stuff a lot yeah <laughs> does chicken prison also play tarkov mm -hmm. yeah yeah he's the one who like kills the guys and he's like this, this comrade didn't even hear me coming and that comrade over there didn't even kill me hear me kill the first comrade all right, let's take care of this. And then he'll like rock his character back and forth while playing an uh, the audio of someone pissing, like he's pissing on the dead body of the person. <laughs> he's super toxic, you know. It's it's own that. Uh, I enjoy it. He yeah. owns it. Yeah, yeah. Probably an asshole in real life too. And he seems like a pretty nice guy. He's got a back problem, so he can't sit um sit down for too long. So he actually um streams two streams a day. So he streams like three or four hours, and then stops for like three or four hours. And the streams again, otherwise he's in too much pain. Yeah. He would be the guy I would be most afraid to face out of the people that I just mentioned, honestly, because I feel like he's so aggressive, like he would just push me with that fucking vowel and it would be GG. <laughs> I don't want to be peed on afterward. I mean, it'd be the most embarrassing to lose. They're all going to beat me. So <laughs> it's just a matter of how I choose to lose. And he sounds like my least favorite. Yeah. Pastilli might even like give you an excuse like, ah... He probably didn't hear me coming because the sounds really glitched in this corner of the building. <laughs> but, but Chicken Prison's like, this comrade, Woody's get back on console, loser. <laughs> just, just pissing on you. Yeah, yeah, it's just just the worst. But 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 yeah, I, I really enjoy watching uh, watching content for the game. It's uh, it, it's definitely been my addiction for the last two and a half months or whatever. One of the one of the, I started streaming a little while ago, and this one guy Stubbs Stubbsy who. Uh, 
who I play with a lot, and he's trying to get me on Tarkov. He hasn't succeeded yet, but it might happen. We'll see. Is he from Australia? Stubsy? No. He's from California. Okay. Yeah, you should give it a try, you know? I, I told you I wrote them. I didn't tweet them yet because that's so public and embarrassing. I don't want him to say no in front of everyone. But I wrote him an yeah. email. I'm like, hey, I'm a streamer. I got whatever, 400 million YouTube views and a couple million on Twitch. And you should give me a copy of the game. And <laughs> it's like, yeah. They didn't write back. <laughs> well, maybe we can all take up a collection so you can afford it. <laughs> so, guys, please become a patron. So we can... <laughs> Play the fucking Sarah McLaughlin song while Woody <laughs> laments his inability to afford Tarkov. <laughs> it's an expensive day. game. It's 140 if you want to start hard. Every game, a millionaire near you. Come before video game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about Tarkov. It's well, it is much more expensive than my other games. It's it it's kind of good that game. it's expensive because like it kind of gets rid of people that just the riffraff. Yeah, mm. I like that. I like it getting rid of the riffraff. That's the problem with Fortnite. So the way I see it is just when people want to invest money something, they're more they're more inclined to actually give it a solid go. Instead of like, ah, oh, I paid 40 bucks. I'm just going to play for a half an hour. Because if you play Tarkov for half an hour, you're going to be like, fuck this. Like straight up, he's going to be like, fuck this. And I, I love the fact that someone like, you know, Dr. Disrespect will play Tarkov. All these new people were like, oh, this game looks fucking easy. And then they buy the game and then like, fuck, this is fucking yeah. hard. You just and play then they go straight to box. YouTube. How do I get better at Tarkov? And then the, my videos come up and then they come to my channel. I'm like, oh, you just got to do this. And then so it's like a, a vicious circle of how I yeah. can get promoted. Yeah, it's but it's a very difficult game. There's no hold hand holding at the start. They do want to put a tutorial in eventually. I hope they don't. I Fuck don't. That. I kind of hope they don't. I kind of hope you like, make think... the tutorials. They're trying to put you out of business. Yeah. I don't think it would be the worst idea to have, say, like a level one to five, like only queue with level one to five. Just that, because that's like level five. Even if you tried to just like loot the most top tier items in the game, you kill like one or two scavs, you're a raid, or even just one scav raid, you're going to get level five in no time at all. So I feel like they could have like a safety zone for that. And then after that, you're in the deep end with everyone else. That's a nice idea. And then on the other hand, you as a level of something high, I don't know, 100, probably aren't interested in me anyway. No, I hate it. I kill level one and my chat's like, Bully, 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 bully. <laughs> yeah, appropriate. So then I run an ad. I'm like, fuck you, chat. Yeah, <laughs> unless the guy's toxic, I'll even dump their loot. Like, like, like sometimes we kill people and like I play with some people who stream and they'll jump into their streams and start talking shit. And it's like, you know what? We were going to leave your penis helmet, but now... Take it as my dickhead. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to take it and sell it for 8,000 rubles. Just just because you're an asshole. You're not getting anything Pretty much, back. Now I have 30 10, million no, 8,000. Yeah, I've I've played the squad the whole time. I've been really fortunate because those guys have played many wipes. And so they've been able to really teach me how to play the game. And right away, I started doing shoreline pistol runs and I would find five, six lead X's a day. So like I'm never going to run out of money at this point. And my stash is everything I could ever want. So I'm really in a position where I can just play the game for fun and never stress about losing a million dollar kit. So it's a wonderful game. Yeah, I love it. I, I I honestly can't be passionate about many other games these days. Like I've tried playing all the other games to get popular, and I'm like, 
I do it off stream because I don't really want people to just be like, I don't know. I don't really know why I don't stream other games, but like I play Apex Legends as a bit of a de-stressor. Mm-hmm. Um, but only because it's like wrecking on people and then just that's it. But like I can only play it for like an hour and I'm like, I'm done. Or like any game these days, an hour, I'm done. For Tarkov, like I stream eight hours. I'm like, fuck, that was eight hours? I've got a podcast to get to. It's like, <laughs> yeah I, I really uh, there's a few games this year that i'm interested in and they're all completely different i definitely want to play um the forest part two it's coming it's called children of the forest or sons of the forest or something that's a that's a horror survival game with crap yeah, like rust um yeah but there's no pvp it's uh mm-hmm. it's story driven and um p and uh it's sort of pve uh and it's very frightening because you're so under equipped the whole time um, you're like an island survivor and like when you're maxed out, you might have a bow and arrow and some spill, some spears or something like that. You really struggle against the, the enemies and they're frightening. They're very scary. Um, and, uh, and I really want to play doom annihilation. I'm, I've been looking forward to I'm that. I'm glad they, they didn't release it on schedule because they wanted to actually fix the PVP element. I played, I played it at PAX Australia. Um, and the, and that was fun there. But they actually pulled the game back and said, no, we're not going to release it because we want to get the PvP side sorted. I'm glad because AAA Studios are giving me the shits with that stuff. Um, you know how Cyberpunk's coming out this year? I'm pretty sure it's this year. Yeah. Everyone's super hyped for it. I don't even care because I'm, I'm really confident the more I get hyped for it, the more it's going to like flop. Is that just a Keanu thing? Like Keanu's the most popular guy on reddit right now is that why it's so hot like i, I think it is now yeah I, cyberpunk the game i know very little about but i know keanu's in it and everyone's excited that's all i know it, i'm super jazzed for microsoft flight simulator and i i worry Dude, that nobody wants to see that streamed of, you too highlight of e was it e what do you call e3, it e3 maybe that was the highlight of e3 Dude, to me it, First of all, they're that, mapping like every square inch. <laughs> yeah, it's not coming. They're, they're mapping every square inch of, I don't know if it's America or the world. It might be the world. And it's amazing the detail they're putting on there. If you play like American Truck Simulator, for example, they just shrink everything. Why are you smiling? Yeah, I was, I, I'm not making fun of oh, you. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm like, like every air, like your house is going to be on there. Like everything is on there. Can I crash amazing. into it? I think so. Yeah. And well, um, you would be able to. this is kind of a, an aviation nerd thing, but the way that they're <laughs> handling weather and the simulation on that, like as the air blows over the mountain and the rotor that happens on the other side is like, that just doesn't exist in current flight simulators. The, the, the way that you can catch thermals, there's sailplanes, there's like, it is going to be, the best flight simulator like ever. And I'm like, I'm so excited. I want to buy my joystick and rudders and shit. Now I don't need to you know what to buy, but I'm on Thrustmaster's website title of my sex tape. And <laughs> you're trying to check out like, you know, well, what's the best one? Do I want to monitor like cockpit thing? I don't even know, but I'm, um, I'm very excited about it. And I think it's going to make for some really lousy streaming content, which bugs me a little. Cause I think it's going to be a fair amount of like, Sitting still, traveling. You say that, but think of the RP of um, Grand Theft Auto role-playing, and it is massive, and they're trying to do it as Red Dead Redemption 2. It's not as popular, mm-hmm. but if they, there could be a pretty solid RP side of um, Flight Simulator where there'll be servers and massive servers of people just... Maybe. I, I hope you're right. And then there's another aspect of it, if I were to counter myself. My streams, people aren't there for the gameplay. 
right? I mean, my streams get more popular when I stop streaming song. and flip over to just chatting. So if it's the type of game where I can pay more attention to the chat, at least in, for me, they like that more. Like there might be, like Shroud, for example, maybe that's the opposite. They want to see him slay. But, yeah, I think that could actually really work too because it also gives that down to have good banter. And you what? there's going to be a big surge of people that will be interested in the game just for purchasing it. And then after that, there's going to be people trying to learn how to fly. So there's heaps of like ways you can actually teach people that way. And there's flight simulators are used on how for everyone who ever wants to become a pilot. They start with flight simulators. Or a terrorist. Mm. That's true. Well, That's true. That's kind of what I was smiling maybe. about when you when we started talking about the game. I was like, "How could I make this awful?" <laughs> What's the yeah, horrible so, take I could have for flight simulator? You could get people in by saying, "Hey, I'm you know I know a little bit about flying," and then just have good banter after that to keep them. This right? guy is selling yeah, a you could pretend to be Muhammad Atta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but put your put your gamer tag in as that your player name, Muhammad yeah. Atta. Um, <laughs> is that this guy selling a seven thirty seven flight simulator cockpit? For your home or business, he says, and it's a it's a legit cockpit. It's thirty nine thousand dollars. Oh, it's cool though. I put the pictures a little more full screen so you can see closer. But I'm not buying a forty thousand dollar cockpit. I'm not even buying a hundred forty dollar cockpit. See, that's one regular rock and roll. What would be infinitely cooler in my opinion is is to like go find like a, a plain boneyard there's one near me actually where they've got all these planes parked out in a field like take that and then you just need one seat obviously you don't need a fucking co-pilot and then you know put the video game stuff the thruster and whatever else you know there is control panels etc keyboard of course probably and your own screen or two oh that'd be so cool i've always thought that'd be cool for like racing games but my, my take is is the same as it's always been. I play video games that are about things I can't actually do, like go to war or mm. or you know fight aliens. So when I see one that teach it that's like all about flying planes, it's like you know you can go fly planes <laughs> yeah. fairly affordably. Um, you, you talked about the cool cockpit and stuff on Tesla, kind of neat. They have a called like dune buggy racer or something, and it uses the car's controls. So when they're at the recharging station, you can see people turning their wheels because it's not disabled. They're playing new buggy oh. racing while charging their Tesla. Elon Musk is a fucking genius. That's if he turns the Tesla into like the most expensive gaming device ever. <laughs> yes. They need more racing games, I think. But yeah, uh, Tesla's popular in America. Yeah. 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 It's an American yeah, company. I've never seen one before I left Australia. And in Europe, they're everywhere. There's charging stations everywhere. You can't even go as a taxi to Amsterdam Airport now unless you're a Tesla. Really? Yep. You have to be a Tesla. Tes is it Tesla or Tesla? Either way works. Yeah. Only only Tesla taxis can go to Amsterdam Airport now. That's. It shouldn't be by name, right? Like maybe it should be by brand. Yeah. yeah. If you told me only full electric cars can do it, I'd say thumbs up. But if you're like, no, it has to be a Tesla electric car. Move over, Nissan Leaf. It's like, oh, really? What if the Leaf 2 doesn't suck? They've only got Coca-Cola and McDonald's. This is what my, uh, my, one of my moderators, he picked me up from the airport and told me. Hmm. That's cool. Well, uh, we are well beyond our four hours, and Taylor's starting to look like his dog just got run over by a car. So 
It's just that my dinner's ready. (laughs) (laughs) Even worse, cold dinner. (laughs) Dinner. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on the show a lot, Pastilli. I, I know a lot of my friends have been really looking forward to it. I messaged them earlier and they're like, fuck yeah, I can't wait. Let me know when it's out. So um, thank you for coming on. We really enjoyed you. Um, my pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me. For sure, dude. Wish you on. tons of luck with the streaming. I'll, I'll definitely be watching. Very cool. Yeah. BKA 476.